It's a, it's a decent length for this style of game, but then there's a case of like, oh, if you really yes. want to do the thing, then be prepared to spend even more time yeah. with it. Um, Dozens of hours. So, yeah, I, I didn't come back to it quite as much as I would have liked. Uh, but it held my interest uh, and, and I think plays pretty well, and, and I liked it. I had a I had a good time with it. You think this franchise is maybe trading on nostalgia just a little too much? Yeah, maybe because I had that same experience yeah. with Builders last year. Sure, like, right. oh man, there's that music. Yeah, oh, shit, there's yeah, that other music. Right. Oh, look at that slime. Yeah, look I, at that slime goes a long way. Yeah. I, I think that's kind uh, of what that franchise has, which yeah. is not to say that like there isn't room for growth within it. But I always feel like more so than like the finals fantasy of the world. You know, like those games. They do wild fucking crazy shit from sequel to sequel, whereas the Dragon Quest stuff has always felt like it's very much rooted in this. You remember how these games are. Yeah. We are building that out, but it is still very much the thing you like, you know, just looking at I, bits of it and you talking about being the grown up version of it. Like what it kind of looks like is what I envisioned that game looking like when yeah. I was playing a very early version of Dragon Quest back in the day. Sure. Yes and no. I, I think that, yeah, you're. You're not wrong, but also I think that some of the games in this franchise along the way have gotten away. Like this, this feels to me, as someone who did try to play, you know, Dragon Quest Ten and Seven, you know, like like some of the other games they've released uh, along the way. Um, I think this game does it better uh, for for my particular needs out of a Dragon <laughs> Quest game uh, than a lot of the other stuff. Uh, those games certainly have their fans and, and all that sort of stuff, and, right? And you know, more power to them, but. Uh, this was the first one to click with me uh, in a very long time. It's cool that it did. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but also, yeah, you're right. Builders actually did a lot of that same stuff. Yeah. Just like, hey, look at that slime. Yeah. Um, but like also, I, like this is, I think, I think the battle system is good and fun and and not too difficult, but flashy enough. And and you know, I, I think it scratches like a, a different itch than Builders does. Um, I will look at any slime you put in front of me. How about a metal slime? Just I'll look at it. Dragon yeah. Quest Heroes, then. Okay. Case, yeah. 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 That game's yeah. pretty good, too. They're, they're putting out another Builders, and that's right. Like yeah, maybe by the time you hear this? That's been out, that's oh, wait, been out in Japan really? for a while. Yeah. Huh. It's, it's like a very, very, very end of this year, I hmm. think. Huh. Hmm. Why don't I just look that up real fast? Yeah, Has the, uh, is the overworld map, do you see the enemies, or are they random encounters? Uh, you see them. See them? Yeah, because okay. you're walking around, and, and yeah, so it, it's that persona thing almost of, like, you can get a strike in on them okay. at, on your way into battle uh, to do a little bit uh, to, to get things started in your favor. Yes, Dragon Quest Builders 2 will be out by the time you hear this. Okay. Wow. Like, a matter of days ago. Wow. Um, I want to play that. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Fun story, like good looking towns and stuff. It's, Is it still, uh, love a good looking town. Toriyama doing the yeah. designs for the characters? Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, this. This version of the game, I think, shows those shows that design really well in, in engine. Like, yeah, you, okay. you you see it, you know, throughout the game. It's not just the cutscenes. Mm-hmm. It's not just this and that. You know, like, you know, the the whole game has that look. So, yeah. All right. Uh, next up is a game with a whole bunch of names next to it. Mm-hmm. Marvel Spider Man, not oh, yeah. to be confused with anybody else's Spider Man. This is Marvel's Spider Man. Oh. Not Jeez. not that Italian Jeez. Spider-Man. Not that one. It's not Take that my name off, then. It's not, it's not that Sam's Club Spider-Man. When did yeah. Spider-Man Man come out? Can we talk about that instead? With Spider-Ham? Yeah. Right. Yeah. Season. It's a season for Spider-Ham. Not Spider-Cop? No. no kind of... Sp- kind of spider cop. I'm not going to go so far as to say we are living in a golden age of Spider-Man, but we are living in a better than average age of Spider-Man yeah, right now. Yeah, yeah there's a lot it's of good, good Spider-Man stuff going on. This game's good. It, it is. is a really I've, good yeah. Spider-Man I, game. I finished it last night as of this recording, and it's oh, great. pretty good. Yeah. 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 I also feel like this game really captured the way I remember Spider-Man 2 mm-hmm. feeling. Mm-hmm. Like, that nostalgia is, like, perfectly captured in this, but, like, 
upgraded in a way that's like actually. Wait, did you say modern? Spider-Man Two? I think yeah, was, you mean yeah. you mean like the game, the game, yeah, the based game. on the yeah. movie. Oh, well, yeah. I thought you meant the okay. The no, but, but, but that was but, but that Spider-Man was based game. on Spider-Man Two, the movie. Yeah, directly. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, but I just remember I remember playing through that yeah. game, and I have like a very specific and vivid memory of that. Mm-hmm. And obviously, this is much more modern and much more playable. But it it feels the way my my mm. very rosy nostalgia remembers it feeling, which I, I really appreciate. I mean, they nailed the one thing from that <laughs> right. game that no one would have forgiven them yeah, for I mean, not nailing. Well, forget forgiveness. Like this yeah. game would just not work. Yeah, it yeah. would collapse on itself if the swinging was not good. Yeah, all the stuff that was fun in Spider-Man Two, from obviously like the swinging, but also things like running up a building and jumping mm-hmm. off the Empire State Building, and then you know mm-hmm. activating the swing right before you hit the street and all that. Mm-hmm. Like that, that is all there, and it's still just as fun now. And the combat, even though it's not like you know, groundbreaking no. in this, it, it is definitely better than it was in Two. Sure. So I think this is definitely the best Spider-Man game I've I, ever played. I also think yeah. it's a great Peter Parker game. Yeah, I think mm-hmm. it does a yeah. great job of marrying Peter Parker to this superhero and doing a good job of trying to show what it might be like to be Peter Parker in this world. Yeah. That seems and like something that, like, just Spider-Man fiction, like, in the modern era, like, seems has, to want to delve yes. into a little, and I appreciate oh, maybe it. a little I more. I think it really benefits from starting, like, he's, like, seven years be- into being Spider-Man yeah. at this point. You don't we have, don't you have, have an Uncle Ben scene. scene. You right. don't have the Uncle Ben yeah. scene. Yeah. Uh, and it's just, like, you know, it can have references to that stuff, but... It's there for people who know what a Spider-Man is, and, and they, I think it works because of that. They still leave themselves. They still leave themselves room to, you know, build out some of the stories of these villains, like you know the Otto Octavius stuff. Like they, they obviously create their origin story for that character, you know, within a lot of this stuff. But also, you know, there are other guys that have just been kicking around forever. You know, yeah, like, like the King, the first scene with the Kingpin, yeah. he's just like, oh, we've been doing this for years. Yeah. So I think a lot of the stuff, uh, story-wise, with Peter works, where it's like you're you're working with Doctor Octavius, or you're going back to the homeless shelter and you're helping out there. The story scenes, I think, work well. I think they work a little less well when it's like a. Not action scene, but like the stealth sequences with Mary oh, Jane and everything. Yeah. I thought those were pretty just kind of like linear and I like, mind them, like that's but the downfall very... of that game. It's like, yeah, maybe you don't mind them, but it's like mm-hmm. it, it, it's they're it's, it's the one piece of that game that maybe doesn't fit in there. Right. Uh, the, right. the only the ones I liked were the ones where you were interacting with Spider Man. Yeah. Right. The one with the Mary one in Jane. Grand Central Station. Yes, that one. Oh, yeah, that one's like, oh, yeah. She's calling in Spider Man to come down and grab a guy and stuff. Yeah. That was fun because it that almost works, felt like yeah. a little strategy sequence. At the, at the same time, I appreciate them trying to flesh out what that relationship must be like between Peter Parker and Mary Jane and somebody who is going to try and help out regardless of what a super... Like, there's a lot of reliance in that story about a superhero saving the day. And I I like that they do... They take Miles and they take Mary Jane as people who can also affect the world. Granted, in 90% of the game, you're playing as somebody with superpowers and climb inside a building. (laughs) And in the other 10%, you're playing as people who can hack a drone. Who can't walk into a box or they get shot. Yeah. 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 But I I do appreciate it. I think it, think it... has a sense of danger that you don't get from playing a Spider-Man who is invincible, where when you get caught as Mary Jane or Miles, it's, it's actually a little bit threatening. But I don't know if that's what you want from. Like, I, yeah, you want the big I, open I, I agree. World, I, I, I appreciate them trying to do something. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it needed something to break everything up because that game gets real samey. Yeah, yeah. I do feel like yeah. Once I unlocked, it was it took me like I think an hour to like unlock enough stuff where like swinging and everything felt good, combat felt good, and then I feel like I never unlocked anything else again that I really. I did unlock stuff, but yeah. nothing that like made much of a difference for me. I felt like it plateaued really quickly. Like you got the web, web blossom pretty early. Yeah, that's yeah. Amazing. I got the yeah. web blossom. I unlocked like all my jump swingy stuff, and then I was like, I feel good. This feels great, yeah. and that lasted for a long time. But also at the same time, I was like, that's just uh, nothing new is happening. Like right you're now. Kind of just spending points to spend points. Yeah. You're like, well, exactly. I got them. I guess I do slightly more of this right. now. Yeah. I'll yeah. go for the trophy. Oh, right. And, and, and 
No, sorry, go ahead. I was going to say, I, I never played those old games, so I, this, there's no point of reference there for me. And like to me, this is just unapologetically very Arkham-esque. In some yeah, ways. Yeah, which I don't yeah, mind that. The combat. The combat. Especially the combat. I like, I like yeah. that combat. So combat, but also like me. detective sequences and just kind of the general Hanging story. off a thing and like stringing a guy yes, up and yes, everything. Yeah, yeah, totally like hard. Most, I, most of the gameplay is very Batman. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. But I, I think yeah. I, like, one of the things that I didn't really like about the combat too much was I, I feel like in... In the Batman games, you know, you have the enemies where it's like, okay, you yeah. need to swing the cape at this guy first to do this. Yeah. Like, it, I felt like those characters were a lot easier to read yes, in Batman. right. And then in Spider-Man, like, everyone looks like, you know, obviously, yeah. like, there's the bigger guy that you know is the bigger guy. Yeah. And the guy with the like, shield is yeah, the shield, shield guy. guy. Like, I just, I feel like they were a little less easy to read in the middle of a fight. The cues are much the camera, like, you know, Especially and, when and everyone's a little bit the, like, further away. The, yeah. that, the last gang, the, like, the negative yeah. gang and yeah. everything is, like, electric and blue and white. And then you've got the, like, line sensors of where yeah. you're going to attack. They're, they're the Taken. They're the regular enemies, but the Taken. It gets, like, super cluttered. And sometimes you can't tell until you see the rocket coming at you. It's like, oh, that was a rocket guy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. By, by that, spreading the action out, your situational awareness suffers. Yeah, and, I think yeah. that's the stuff where I look at it and go, like, I feel, I still feel like Batman did that did, stuff did, better. Yeah, Batman but, have like hmm. color coded prompts or anything like uh, that. Yeah, so, so it would be like the blue. Counter, yeah. Yeah. Do, like, yeah. the that, that's probably the difference because you just got the one Spidey sense thing in this game. And you that's get the L one plus R one thing. Well, that's like a thing. I mean, there's, there's yeah, basically yeah. talk about the different attacks. There's basically two ways to do this. It's either the one that has a very specific flow that you need to learn, or there's one where you're just inserting the dodge button as part of like a rhythmic step as you are mashing through everything else. And this feels a little bit more like one where you are just using the the dodge. Like it, every third hit is just hit the dodge button. You'll probably dodge something. But, but yeah. I think at the same time. Uh, in that case, with the Batman stuff, I think Spider-Man adds the ability to uh, adds like a dexterity or maneuverability, yeah. like a verticality. Yeah, to it. right. The, yeah. the, yeah. the, the mobility of the characters that like you can different. get out yeah. of that combat Absolutely. situation very quickly, or yeah. just jump and hold down the whatever B or whatever to swing and hit a guy. And I think that's where some of those upgrades come into effect too, of being able to rip a shield off of somebody, yeah. Yeah. or yeah. to uh, like that to me was gave. A little bit more diversity in the tool set yeah, versus Batman, who kind of is more of a counter jump counter. Totally. Yeah, yeah. I, I think I just I, I I got done with the combat before I was done with the game, like mm. a, a little bit where it was like, okay, yeah, I'm, I'm getting these upgrades, and yeah, you eventually do get to the point where you're like, okay, now I can deal with these shield guys, or like, hey, or I, return I'm rockets, yeah, or return rockets, I'm ripping the yeah. rifles out of these guys' hands and that sort of stuff, but. In some cases, I felt like some of that stuff came a little too late to where I was already kind of done with the core of the combat. So, sure. like, adding these pieces onto it that would have fixed my early issues with it. It was like, well, now I've already played too, uh, too much of it being kind of frustrated sure. by this stuff. For, for Yeah, the for progression that. flow in that game is is a little stilted. And, you know, again, it's getting like web blossoms at the beginning. Yeah. And, yeah. Like, and getting yeah. web blossoms like so early like, yeah. on. And, yeah. I feel like that's a fairly minor complaint. Like, I'm, I'm, not, well, I'm not, like, damning I never game or anything, but, like, that's that. the sort of stuff that... Uh, web blossom is insinely overpowered. Yeah, web it is. It's so good. I love it. But it's, like, busted. I played nothing else. I didn't use it because I didn't want to not get to fight people. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, you'll still get I, to oh, fight yeah. people, it's still, but it's, it's also just really satisfying. It's, yeah, like, it's a very good also mop up uh, mm -hmm. ability when you're tired of having to do like um, long encounters to mop yeah. up yeah. all those crimes. Like like crime tokens, yeah, guys, just, somewhere. Yeah, yeah. Like, like, like they're in, around a corner. Or spin and web yeah. everybody, and then yeah. get out of there. I, I think my my biggest complaint with the combat are the tech upgrades and the wheel to use them. The combat happens sure. so fluidly oh, yeah. that changing to uh, a different thing that might have three shots on it just never seemed yeah. worth it to me. It, it almost felt like since this was an Insomniac game that they have such a legacy of like these games with these like just wacky weapons. 
in this radio menu that it's like, well, we've got to do they that. Everyone loves that. There, yeah. But then a lot of those were just like, okay, I'll throw out a couple of robots right. to go around in and do it. In the beginning, as an opener. And then, the impact one, yeah. you know. But, like, there were, like, what, eight of them? And I feel like I used two or three yeah, of them totally. regularly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. and so that then it, it felt like dumping the points in or or having to decide whether I'm going to spend my upgrades on those versus trying to unlock a suit right. became a point of, like, well, I just used the impact thing and these other webs, and it's very serviceable. And, and the impact thing is, like, kind of a pain in the ass. Like, yeah, yeah, you're, like, selecting anything other than the standard web just is kind of a pain in the kind ass. Kind of a pain in the butt. And I think you do well, get a quick quick select if you tap it for the last, like, a last one. Like yeah. yeah. And that's kind of what I wound up using was, like, okay, I need my regular web and my impact thing. I, maybe I would open with a shock thing, and, and that's about it. So, yeah, my complaint there was more of these seem fun, but I have no incentive to use these other than to yeah. try and get the extra crime token because it said shock five guys or right. I thought a lot uh, of them were like super useful outside of combat yeah. outside yeah. of combat the, ca- the gadget sequences yes. very 100% they are way more useful in stealth yeah. Especially, yeah. especially if you're doing any of the stealth challenges yes. and trying to three star them mm-hmm. yes. yep. gadgets get yeah the, the one where you make two guys come together is or the, was the sticky bomb thing you is very useful or whatever yeah. Yeah. Like, yes outside of outside of combat uh, but even in the stealth sequences uh, I feel like I didn't have to... They, they always turned into... Unless they were scripted stealth sequences, they always turned into combat sequences regardless, regardless. of how stealth yeah. they right. that, that was kind of a bummer, yeah. Because they're all wave-based. You know, once you get yeah. into that first wave... It's, it's like, like, here comes wave two. Right. Yep. Yeah. And then everybody's... They know exactly where you are. Yeah. yeah uh, which, again, I think the combat tools, by the end of that game, having done so much of it, I was pretty tired of the crimes happening. Yeah. Uh, and actually, there was a wave that happens later in the game where they kind of just reset everything, and you're like, do five more in each section again. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I was like, come on. As somebody who had to... Or not had to but was mopping them up as they came oh, up. Oh, you had to. I had yeah. to. Uh, every time there was a police call that would come over or a, a distress call that would come over, I'd stop what I was doing and I'd go to mm. that thing because the the mechanism for triggering that is swing around in that area for a certain amount of time, right? right. So I was like, well, I know I'm going to try and get these all by the end, so I might as well do them now. Uh, so when they just put another... Ten crimes in each district at some point in the game. Oh yeah, late yep. game. I, like, there's two like, more types of crimes. Right. For every if you don't crap. attack the root of crime, the crimes <laughs> will just keep happening. It's true. It's true. Uh, I thought the like the the storytelling or just like the characters and stuff like that are really great. The Jay yeah. Downer Jameson yeah. podcast I think was a really yeah. funny. Like fun, fun great is like some Alex Jones dirtbag. Yeah, although my understanding is that's like a total inversion of the uh, character. Not a total. Not, not all the like, time. Oh, well, maybe like back in the, I was reading like when he first when it premiered he was like a kind of a more of an everyman like crusading newspaper man. Like, yeah, yeah. Fighting definitely. for the downtrodden and now he's fucking Alex Jones. But he's always been a sensationalist. Is yeah, the thing. Yeah, yeah. And that's yeah. you know th- this is just a an evolution of that sensationalist and he's, he's often been like not down with Spider-Man. You know, mm-hmm. Like that's yeah, kind of yeah. the, he the wants thing. pictures so, of the Spider-Man. Yeah, he wants yeah. pictures of the Spider-Man. Or at some point, he's like, I don't. I think this Spider-Man is doing bad. He's a menace. And so I feel like that's a really good modern way to spin that that nugget out into Agreed. what it might look like in a 2018 setting. Is just yeah, like, okay, I, I really like, I really loved him naming Mister Negative. 
as does anybody remember that? It's just in one of the like he coins the name. Yes, he coins the name Mister Negative on air, and it's just like a piece of branding. Oh, yeah. Basically, yeah. That, that becomes pot, like the popular jargon. I think I, the only like, thing, like the only thing I didn't like about that is that there are not nearly enough like credulous people calling in to agree with him. Like almost everyone who calls in that show is yeah. like, yeah, yeah, no, Spider-Man like saved those people. I don't know what you're talking. Like, it's no, no, no. There would definitely be fucking yeah. wackos being like, yeah, most man. Of the people, most well, of the people listening to a podcast like that would yeah. be calling in to go like, yeah, man. Yeah. I saw Spider-Man leaving chemtrails. Yeah, he's just a gas that comes out of they Spider-Man. They would be taking it several steps further than even he was. Yeah. I mean, I to be fair, if again, you miss some of the like police calls, if you like, ignore them, sometimes those people will be like, Spider-Man didn't save oh, me. Wow. Oh, okay. That's like, true, I think yeah. that That's they good. will. That's but what it, I get for always doing the crime. Yeah. 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 The, game, the game is relentlessly optimistic. Yeah. yeah. It's consistent yeah. with the character. And, it is. You know, and it's like, actually kind of refreshing to have. Yeah. Kind of like a wholesome, you like, know, yeah. like, like superheroes. They're not afraid to show that Peter Parker's life is a fucking mess, but like, yeah. you know, deep down, like, he's still just trying to get by and do the right shit. And I, I like the, uh, I like Spider-Man's Twitter feed. Like, that was yeah. a fun take on it. Also. I never yeah. checked it. I never checked it. There's like, also, it was like a well-done fake Twitter. Yeah. Uh, of people being jerks to him and also other people being like uh, like very positive. Uh, I was really bummed how well the fast travel scenes were done because that is a game I, I yeah, never, never want got to fast travel, travel in. Yeah. So, oh, I started at the end when yeah. something would be like 3,500 clicks away I'm like sure the other end of the island. I'm sure I will hit that point at some point, but oh, I'm yeah, not like at, halfway through. I, I'm over halfway and, and I, I've, you know, I've been enjoying the hell out of it and I'm not at that point yet where I have tired of just swinging through the city. Like one of the big benchmarks for any open world game to me is do I like the traversal? Do I want to use the fast travel instead of the traversal? And right now, I have not wanted to use the fast travel yeah. at all. Those really cool stuff. Yeah. No, they're yeah. great. I know they are, and I, I like that stuff. And, and they get like they change up as the story changes, which yeah. is a really yeah. cool touch. And they use your dumb costume. You, you yeah. I know. To put on. I love the a lot of good suits. A lot of good suits. Uh, and, and I think for as long as they take with the Doc Ock stuff, like they really take a long time. Yeah, I was holding off on that because I think this will come up in a category, mm-hmm. but that is. Probably my favorite aspect of the game. They, they, because they, I, he earned it. Like, they yeah. earned the, the conversion there. Yeah, well, I, I mean, I guess I'll just say it now instead of for story or whatever, but I did not see that bait and switch coming at all. Because, I mean, I don't know if it's just an expectations thing, but I thought they were going to ride the the Dr. Octavius to the next game. All yeah, the way right, to the end yeah, of the yeah, game, and it would yeah. be like, that would be like the post credits thing is yep. he becomes Doc Ock or whatever. Yeah. So the bait and switch of like, oh, wait, he's actually the big bad here. Like, holy shit. And they picked the best character to do that with. Yeah. Because, you know, like the Osborne stuff and whatever, like the Green Goblins and whatnot, like those are, you know, obviously very prominent villains. But like, I I've always felt like the heart of the Otto Octavius story stuff was a lot more interesting, especially as it was done in the movie Spider-Man 2. Do they always, have they always had that history? In, in, I mean, I think early on he was so, just kind of a shithead scientist. Yeah, like, <laughs> but over time they have kind of given him more of a personality and more but, of a tragic backstory. Story, but the whole thing know. about him and Peter being friends to begin with is new. I mean, there have been variants, I yeah, think, of okay. that, but like but it's not core to the original. No, the very yeah. original was he was just a shithead scientist. Because like that yeah. whole that whole relationship right up to the last scene with him, where Peter, yeah. Peter like walks yeah. away from him and is clearly anguished as he does it, is like super effective. Yeah. It's very good, and I think it's a great thing to have in that game to counter this other villain that is literally like uh, Mr. Black and White, like Mr. Mm. I am all good, all bad. I work in a homeless shelter and then I make people shoot themselves. Like it was, it was like very much like this is, this is a pretty lame villain here. Like you're the nicest guy and then you're the worst person in the world. uh, You saw it coming like so, it was like miles away. Well, they don't even like, even they don't hide it. They just, they don't really. like within the first thing, it's like, I'm the bad guy. Oh, he was in the marketing trailer. Yeah. 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 They revealed that. I don't know. I found a lot of the big sort of 
strokes of that game really predictable, really cliche, just kind of dull. Sure. I was not that interested, but I thought that a lot of the interpersonal slice of life stuff yeah. was awesome. Yeah, like sure. all of his stuff with Mary Jane, I thought was great. I think all the stuff of him being like, you know, I fucking work a science job. I do crime at night. I haven't showered in two days. Yeah, I don't I've been sleep. Evicted. I don't have any money. Like, I yeah. like that stuff. I'm literally chasing the garbage truck that has all right. my shit from my apartment yeah. in my it. My thumb drive. <laughs> yeah, and I think my... I, I like a lot of the, the beats in the story, but I think the Mr. Negative stuff was probably my least favorite in it. Yeah. Just because... Yeah, he was not that... Just because it is, that. like, you know... It's it was so predictable, yeah. and they, and they do play that character in the extreme. I think the one part where it really caught for me was the diary in his office. In uh, it's like literally just a thing you pick up and read. Like that's the only place you get any introspection about him, like like his past or with the, um, with the Osborne stuff. It's more abstract about he doesn't call it the demon, but it's clearly yeah. like the 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 negative whatever inside yeah, him, negative, and he's right. trying he's fighting to suppress it, and he can't. Like that was they didn't they didn't go far enough in that direction. Is that the stuff where it was showing his parents? And yeah, no, that's like right at the end. That's the big uh, big reveal that Osborne is at fault for his. Well, that's right. Whole thing. What did, some parent stuff in there at, at that point? What did you what, guys what think of that really totally weird part with like Mister Negative's big attack and like killing uh, the Miles' dad? dad. Mm-hmm. Like that kind of felt a little out of nowhere to me. It was just like so real and raw and just like people screaming in the street. It wouldn't have felt as weird if the the end of that scene didn't immediately shift to, okay, well, two weeks later, Spider-Man's back doing his thing and it's like they go to the funeral and whatever and it's just like, I, I think that the editing and like of that scene and the next scene was a little jarring. I don't know. Like I, th- I thought it worked pretty well. I mean, yeah. I think the the core scene works, and I especially like the part where you are playing as Miles. Yeah. Like I think you know there, there's there's some some decent stuff in there. It's just it does come very much out of left field Actually, from where that game is prior to that. Like speaking of tone, the fact that they don't have day night running on a cycle in that game, but that they use it to punctuate oh, the story yeah. is right. actually one of my favorite things about it because I've. I've you spent the whole game, I think, in the daytime up to that point. Yeah. When the terrorist attack happens. There's a couple of night sequences, but it's it's yeah. not very long. And then after the funeral, you come back out of it, and the city is all dark and raining. Yeah. And they, they use that stuff pretty pretty dramatically. Yeah. I want to say, as a, a fan of the comics, that scene specifically threw me out of left field. Because uh, Miles' dad's supposed to be, like, the good cop. Right. Like, you know, cops and Spider-Man, like, lore aren't always painted that great. But, like, Jefferson Davis is supposed to be, like, the good guy. And, like, for him to die... Like threw a wrench in my expectations of the game. Oh sure. And I thought that wound up working very well. Of like Miles is still powerless. He's still a kid. Mm-hmm. And then like the only strong force in his life is just taken away from him. Is, is yeah. his dad a character in the comics? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I is that say, where the name came from? Yes. Yes. It's, it's a poor. Choice. It's an odd have, like, choice like, of name. As soon as yeah. I saw, it, I was like, who the fuck thought it was a good idea to name this guy Jefferson Davis? But <laughs> but whatever. Uh, I, I think I, I also think the Harry stuff uh, is done okay. Yeah, like, uh, the yeah. like yeah. that that whole thing kind of works itself out by the end, and you kind of realize what's been going on. You have kind of hints that something weird is going on with uh, uh, Harry and his dad, and I think by the end, like paints takes down the black and whiteness of those characters a bit more to muddy the waters and be like, oh, that's, this it, all does kind of suck. It feels like character. a more interesting take on that. Like, I feel like that, like the Osborne stuff, has been. Like not that I'm some gigantic Spider-Man fan, but I feel like that's that like over the like modern Spider-Man, like the Osborne, the Oscorp stuff specifically yes. has been some of my least favorite. Like uh, it's just kind of and and I think generic. big evil corp. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it kind of is. Uh, 
there's something about that universe I also love that all of the richest, most powerful people are all, are all scientists in, in this <laughs> yeah. world. Uh, they are all just like people who have like are like deep into science and but then also make horrible weapons. But then uh, Spider-Man accurately predicted the, predicted the tech industry as it is. Uh, except Spider-Man, who's broke, who yeah. refuses to sell his his goods for the for weaponizing. Which Spider-Man listens. <laughs> also, uh, also Spider-Man's the, not going to make mass weapons <laughs> for the government. Makes cool drones. You're selling. Oh, also, also the billionaire New York real estate developer slash industrialist turned politician yeah. thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Listen, uh, you're talking about Kingpin? <laughs> sure. Uh-huh. Uh, I, I got more of a Cuomo vibe on him. <laughs> uh, I, think, I think that stuff at the end with the reveal, uh, and again, these are all spoilers, but uh, that Osborne is trying to find a cure for his son is, is kind of a... What is he trying? Is he Venom? Yeah. What is, okay. He's like infected by the symbiote. Yeah, I saw the little black Wait, splat at well, the end, and I was like, is it? that supposed to be Venom? Harry. Harry? Harry's supposed to be oh, but yeah, is, that a com- is that a comics thing? No. Like okay. in, uh, I thought he was, I thought he had the, he had the goblin virus. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think he had is the that different? He's floating in the tube at the end in the post-credits. Yeah. I thought there. his mom died from the same thing. Mm. Yes, yes. It is, it's implied that he has an inherited like genetic disease, yeah. but then and when he's floating in that tube at the end, then oh. Norman is like, we will find a cure for you, son. And then like the last shot is this like... Black tentacles yeah, splattered okay. against the glass. So you think, you think he introduced something worse than the genetic uh, disorder? Well, Jan, I think, is Jan yeah. seems like the authority here, and he, I he seems to think it's it's venom. I will, yeah, I think that is a symbiote, and I think... Okay. But it, is it the venom symbiote? But I here, think so, because it's black. Yeah, okay. I want to say they're framing it that Norman Osborn used that to try and cure gotcha. Harry. Oh, yeah. okay. Instead of him also being infected by that, on I top s- of the weird goblin. Oh, that is a treatment. That's I the, want to say that's, that's what that's, 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 that's for. Uh, that makes treatment? sense. Okay, yeah. wow. Huh. So maybe you get a venomized goblin in a sequel. Whoa. Yeah. Yeah. Kind That'd of be cool. a weird take. Yeah, yeah. Well, the symbiote moves around, right? Right. So, yeah. yeah. And like, uh, it, I, I feel like it could open the door to infect Peter also. Mm. I mean, look, sure. Venom made a lot of money at the box office. <laughs> so Wait, did it actually? Oh, oh yeah. yeah. Really? Really? I don't think yeah. it was well-reviewed, though. No, but internationally, it, it, and with everything, it's made like people, $800 million. Dollars. fucking love Venom. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so I, I thought all of those beats in that smaller part of the story worked for me. Yeah. Uh, the, the, even the part where the, the virus is supposed to be a cure and has been kind of weaponized mm. like is a more interesting take than he was just developing a bioweapon yeah i think in general insomniac's vision for what spider-man in the modern era is you know it's is like, largely good yeah it's, it's slightly more interesting than just your standard uh maybe maybe don't have spider-man going around like b- fixing fucking draconian police towers next time but you know after that uh beyond that i i, I don't have too many issues with He's how they portray using the stuff. police's tech to to help the help police the people to help the police. Well, I mean, yeah, the police though. are helped by association, but yeah. he's helping actual people. I'm just saying, Spider-Man's a cop. Uh, he literally calls himself Spider-Cop for yeah. half that game. What did you I know. expect? I, I <laughs> didn't expect anything different. I'm just saying. Uh, I think the one part uh, that gets a little silly for me, or is is fun for a Spider-Man game, I guess, is when all of the supervillains break out of prison, mm-hmm. and they're so you're then you spend I don't know maybe an hour to, to, to a half hour rounding up Spider-Man's worst this this kind of cavalcade of guys who wind up just being doofuses. Yeah, <laughs> like you, I mean, yeah. a lot of Spider-Man villains are huge yeah. fucking doofuses. Wait, 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 so like, like in the the Scorpion and uh, uh, Rhino. Rhino fight, they are literally bickering with each yeah, other while just, you're yeah. fighting them. But also, like it, it almost makes you feel like they're just idiots in a way like when you're taking down Vulture and they're just kind of like ah shucks got me again he just <laughs> well if you think about it. it you know these are people some of them are like 
Peter put him in prison five years ago, and so he's gotten a lot better at being Spider-Man yeah. in those five years. I got a lot of tech upgrades. Yeah, exactly. I've been a lot of but also, at least, like a half dozen of those guys are literally just like random criminals that found a suit, yeah. and they, so they have like a the suit Rhino now. is just a big guy who got an even bigger yeah. suit. Oh, his backstory, his like, little story in there was good. Like he wants to get out of the suit, but he can't get out of the yeah. suit. And like, let's find a way to get him out. Because I mean, the promises that Mister Negative makes are also kind of interesting. And like, I'll help you. Was it something I'll help you? Walter has cancer. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. From, from like the the power. Or, yeah. unit that's on the back of his suit, which is like, shit, Spider-Man. <laughs> like, what the fuck, man? Help this guy out. Uh, I, no, it's Doc Ock who's going to help yeah. him, right? Yeah. yeah. I was surprised that they were introduced so late in their actual boss fights against them, because not really knowing a lot of Spider-Man lore, I kind of assumed everyone was kind of on the same, like, villain footing. Or I, I didn't know it was like... It seems to me in the game that Goblin and Octavius are like the two yeah. big guys here. And I throw Kingpin up there too. Okay, and then a bunch of just dopes. Yeah. Whereas like I, I, I feel like that's kind of always been Spider-Man. Anybody like, who's those, those I wasn't key, clear you know, like like you know, like Batman. There's the Joker, right? And then kind of everybody else. Right? Anybody, yeah. anybody, yeah. anybody who's named after an animal is kind of a dope. <laughs> okay. yeah. Yeah. All right. So it wasn't a big deal to like Spider-Man fans that like they got this unceremonious kind of no. Like, and they showed up for a second. And got like they up. showed up was was okay. I think you know enough recognition of like hey these are characters that are important to the universe, but also they are not driving this Like, plot. you don't okay. get to make a, a Spider-Man game without having a rhino that charges and you have to dodge it. You know? Like, right. at this point, you just you, yeah. you, you gotta do that. I, would really? there ever be a Spider-Man game, though, where, like, rhino is a big enough deal to be, like, the no. main dude? That would be no. underwhelming, no. I think. Yeah. Yeah. If you yeah. said, like, hey, at the end you fight rhino, you'd be like, finally, the rhino whatever. game. Yeah, yeah okay. it's like, what is it, like, Doc Ock? Uh, Green Goblin, Venom. Who's the brain? Question mark guy. Kingpin. Uh, those are kind of the yeah. Yeah. Those are the big ones. I really like. So I was gonna say, I really like Halloween that, that Halloween yeah. scene where yeah. you. I it totally subverted my expectations. I'm like, oh, there's gonna be a Mysterio fight. It's gonna be yeah. like the uh, what was the Batman fight? The Riddler. The, the, the scarecrow. scarecrow. Yeah. I was like, oh, it's gonna be like this big scarecrow thing. But then you just go in the House of Mirrors right. and you're just like, I'm just a guy. That, 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 that said, they still do a scarecrow mission late in the game. Yeah, like. It's, it's a very Batman. I will game. say this game did it, and this is not necessarily the fault of the game, and more just the way comic books work. But this game really held up a light to just how many of Spider-Man's various villains are direct analogs to Batman's villains. <laughs> yeah. Fucking Black Cat is just Catwoman. <laughs> oh, Fucking yeah. Mysterio and Scarecrow yeah. are are of a kind. You know, like there's there's a lot of similar. Mister Negative and Two Face. I mean, are we really? <laughs> is there much? Yeah. Yeah. Eh. It's not a, not all of them. Do but, they have know. a penguin? Uh, sure, Kingpin is kind of um, like rich, you know, like, and much taller. Yeah. But yes, yeah. sure, if you dig hard enough, you'll find it. Yeah, uh, Mister Negative was made up for this game, right? Uh, no, 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 he's, he's from the comics. Oh, really? Oh, he's a he's, relatively he's recent newer. edition. Yeah, okay, yeah. But he's a comic uh, villain. Yeah, I, I, I thought overall that they knocked it out of a out of the mm-hmm. mark. Yeah, for yeah. yeah. it is an extremely well made game. game. I, I think this game is just fun. Yeah, it's fun. It's popcorn. It's like a blockbuster. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Parts of it are a little clunky. Yeah. The, yeah. Combat, the yeah. combat gets a little top heavy at the end, but I, I, the overall story, even like as a guy who is not a comic book guy at all, I still I liked that story uh, of this game yeah. more than I've liked you know yeah. pretty much any comic book. It's almost it's almost years, the inverse you know? of the Arkham games where the story is kind of whatever, but the game is super fun. Like right, right. I can't believe I'm coming away from a Spider-Man game saying like the story is the thing I will remember it's the most. Got, it's got, it's got de- heart, decent sense of pathos in it. Like yeah. for for, yeah. for people, I, the the filler side mission stuff in the open world mm-hmm. is probably. The weakest part yeah. for me. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I it liked is, it. And like, it I, it's very samey for me after yeah. a while. Uh, you know, stop this car, mash, yeah. uh, circle, yeah. put the car down, fight the four guys. I don't know if I'm going to catch any more of those damn pigeons. Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah I like those things. I didn't like all the crimes, but I liked like, oh, I'm going to go to this like science tower and like fucking spray I the really birds. The science towers. I didn't like the 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 part. The science towers were weird just because it is everything was New York City was on fire with like. I mean, that's accurate. 
a toxic waste dump that's about to erupt into a geyser of toxic waste. If I don't get there in two minutes, yeah. Yeah. these billboards are going to explode. <laughs> the radiators in this uh, building yeah. are about to I blow up. I like that he was just doing like, oh, it's I'm just going to help my community. I thought that was a really nice first. And again, this Spider-Man. is Andrew Cuomo's New York. There's no money for anyone else to fix this shit. It's all mm. up to Spider-Man. I, uh, I feel as an open world game, uh, the way it feels is kind of the opposite of something like a Red Dead, where it's like a Red Dead, you're going around and you kind of never know what's coming next. Like, whatever weird encounters you might have with people and you want to go and talk to people and like just explore just live in that world a little yeah. bit where Spider-Man it is all very expected open I mean, world I'm, I'm going to go with that thing I'm going to do this that's yeah. 100% the point I was about to make it feels I, I like the game a lot I don't want to sound derogatory but it feels like an old fashioned open world it feels, totally, it yeah. feels yeah. like yeah. an open world yes. game from last generation yeah, yeah. Like or even from the early part of this generation yeah, yeah. it is yeah. super super just a checklist of 18 yeah. different activities that you do over and over for sure like, but it's fun to get around and most, and of, it, most of those activities are enjoyable yeah yeah, and I think there is also something satisfying about having one of those games too of like this isn't a game like Red Dead where really live in it for, you know, 60 hours. Mm-hmm. I can have fun with it for seven hours. Yeah, I think you would be just satisfied. fine mainlining the story like in that I, game. Yeah. It would be fine. I put it yep. down for three months and came back to it and finished it in a few days, and it was totally fine. Yeah, it took me that. an hour to remember how to play the combat, and that yeah. was about yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I know this doesn't factor into the game itself, but I will say it's pretty disappointing, uh, the DLC so far. That yeah. first DLC was kind of a bummer. It was, like, pretty average. I heard the second... I haven't played the second the hammerhead one. The worse yeah. than the first one, and... You know, I, 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 like I said, doesn't affect the game itself, but I, I was ready to come back in and be like, yeah, I'll play like three more hours and three more hours and three yeah. more hours. Like that seems perfect. You would hope that they, the game. like you would hope that they would calculate that like people would be anxious and ready yeah. to play this stuff, and that you would have something that would at the very least deliver like you know more than just a small percentage of what people like. And I about. heard it was like really buggy too, yeah. and like it just feels like cast off. So like like here's some st- ideas that maybe they had during yeah. development that they yeah. just like. Ah, I think that's that's single player DLC these days. Yeah. It, yeah, it just feels like deleted scenes that maybe got deleted yeah. for but a you, reason. But, but you know, sometimes it's done well because like Assassin's Creed Origin fucking knocked it out of the. I'm not, saying it, can't, I'm not saying it can't be done yeah. well, but like it, I'm, I'm not. Yeah, yeah, it doesn't. Not a great ongoing game. No. Yeah, um, I, I would put this in for best game. I would. Yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. What about for best music? Because I mean, it's not that there's like one piece of music that stands out to me, but like I, the soundtrack in that game felt very like this is exactly what a Spider-Man movie type present presentation would have. Like, it, yeah. it, it, which which is a thing that the actual Marvel Cinematic Universe doesn't have in like recognizable music. But this game, like, there's that. A uh, thing that happens whenever you jump off a building, it's like, yep. <laughs> yeah. I feel like that over time, though, it was yeah. like, man, you're just you're really right. playing like the same music yeah. or the same style or like, you know, different chunks of the same piece. Yeah, it does. Yeah. It does. Like, uh, every time you swing, huh? it does. It does change like oh, maybe uh, three times yeah, over the, the course game. of the story. Yeah. After yeah. Big story, but events, you'll get a different. It was a thing, though, yeah. where like the first time that swell happened was like so exciting and so cool. And then after a while, it's like, all right, I'm getting another backpack. Yeah. yeah. I jump off a building. It's like, it's okay. Like, it's not the time <laughs> yeah. for dramatic music. Right. I'm just trying to get this fucking backpack. Yeah. I have no problem dropping it in. There. I'm, I'm putting it under yeah. best looking and best yeah. story. Yeah, definitely. And, and yeah. best game. Cool. Okay. Yeah, um, I'm good with it. If you want to, if you want to put it under best music, you just have to put links in because we need okay material for that. Uh, That's fair. That title sequence, uh, the music in that mm-hmm. is one of the standouts. I think mm. for sure. It's got a good swell to it. What do you, yeah. you think, Brad, of the last of that boss fight at the end? It, it felt the Doc Ock fight. It, it, like it, it was, okay. it, it was like a cool cinematic piece that turned very video gamey. I had to like yeah. I had to lose it once for it to tell me like, hey, use your gadgets to disable him. I'm like, oh, you mean the things I never use on <laughs> anything, yeah. especially bosses? It, like it, that's it, what I'm supposed to use it here. It took something that felt very cinematic and very. Um, 
it, it felt like a movie, like it had a great set piece, had a yeah. great action, and then turned this into do it three times. Well, that's <laughs> actually throughout a lot of the game. I feel like that. I feel like, game, every like that Kingpin fight at the beginning yeah. was really off putting yeah, to me. Like they're like, all like that. Like the, but but the he, first impression of that game was actually kind of negative because coming out of that Kingpin fight, I was like, yeah, it was like I ended up losing it once before. It was like, okay, you're, there's the thing you're doing. I'm like, right. oh right, okay. So so this I think is that, but ramped yeah. up with like really exciting production value, and then you realize that you're going to do kind of the yeah. rule of well, threes the, on a boss. The, the Mr. Negative fight is the same way. Yeah. The two lesser extent all of the villain fights are that way but uh, there was something about the Doc Ock one that uh, just the Maybe set piece because the spectacle is so it's over amazing. the top it's, like, great. it's really incredible it looks like, fantastic but then you're just like right you gotta go around and do the hit him three times yeah. and then get him to go do into the, his next sequence yeah. and then like it, that it's to me fine. it was fine but then mm-hmm. even like the part at the very very end where it goes back into kind of like okay dodge dodge yeah. do your thing yeah. it's, it's a little much yeah um, I mean, I guess I would take it over uh, a st- strung together series of quick time events, mm-hmm. but there was something about it that, as cool as it looked, suddenly undermined it with a bit of that, like, oh, right, I died. Now I, I mean, it's do a this thing tough balancing act, you know, it is. to, to it make is. a game look yeah. like that and also play well at the same time. You're right. Very, very tough. Yeah. Uh, another thing before we move on from this that I really like about this game is how accessible it is. Like, I know so many people who don't really play games who loved this game, who played mm. a ton of this game. And I think it's awesome that, like, yeah. we are all people who play games all the time. We were all very engaged. We all really liked it. And I also have so many friends who are like, I don't know. I, like, played my boyfriend's PlayStation, and I loved this game. And I it does. Really I feel like it's that. intuitive. It, it, yeah. You, yeah. Hit, you hit the button, and it does what you think it's yes. going to do. Yeah. Uh, and that's impressive as well. Yeah. Uh, last thing I want to say is... They do the smart thing with the suits of divorcing the suits and the powers, so you can yeah. do that whole thing. Yep. The thing that bums me out about the suits is some of them are so fucking weird that I wish they had just put a little paragraph of text with each one. Oh, for like, the where the, oh, like where the, the fuck this the glowing oh. suit with a skull for a face yeah. came mm-hmm. from? Yeah, but then what are what are uh, game outlets going to write about? Mm. You know, top of them. suits, <laughs> yeah. top of suits and Spider-Man. Like, yeah. it's just like, the history of every three of Spider-Man. Suits. Like they have I've like clicked on that article. <laughs> like, <laughs> like there's a like there's a great bio for every character in the game yeah. written in Spider-Man's voice, which is nice. And I just oh, wish that yeah. they had had like, because you know, I don't, I don't, I'm not into the comics, so I have no idea yeah. what any of that stuff is. That backpack cool. stuff was also very good. Yeah, the backpack. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah. another good the example. The voice stuff in there was cool. Yeah. But yeah, it's like for the suits to not have that treatment was a bummer. To yeah, me. even if it were in Spider-Man's voice, like yeah. ah, I remember this dumb punk suit. Sure. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. Why did they include this? <laughs> Why would they yeah. should have put a different suit in here? <laughs> There's a good dumpling recipe in that game too, from one of the back. Yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. Oh. Okay. All right. Game of the year. Oh. <laughs> good to know. Not since Metal Gear Solid Four taught me how to steam an egg. Has a video game been so instructional? Um, What's next? Next game. Uh, another kind of semi-big game. Maybe not all the way big. Shadow of the Tomb Raider. Oh, Shadow of the Tomb Raider. Uh-huh. Uh, oh, that came, that out. came out this is year. Yeah. A game that in the other circumstances, I would say, is like one of the bigger games of the year. And like, it's okay. I wish I had played more. Did anybody else here play it at all? No. Uh, we can get Jeff Bacalar on the phone if you want. Okay. I, I touched it for, let's say, 10 minutes. I'm, wow. That's uh, about where I'm at. Prior, prior to release. I got after like, a party oh, for yeah. a second. I was just like, man, this is... I, I don't want anything to do with this. I got mm-hmm. several hours into it, like maybe eight hours in. I, I loved all the other ones, and this yeah. seemed like more of those, which is like, fine, well, cool, I'll pick this up when it's on sale, and I have other things to play right it, now. So. Uh, this is a hard thing to qualify, but it feels like those, but not as great. Oh, that sucks. Like, but I can't point to any like one thing and say this is why it doesn't feel well, as it seems good. Like, you know, from you know, it, it's it's a game that is kind of doing that stuff a third time. Yeah. Uh, and you know, some of the things that you liked about those first two games are, are wearing out their welcome a little bit. 
from the story perspective, like that was the part of like, you know, their pitch for the story that just put me off immediately was like yet again to go back to this concept about this is where she becomes the Tomb yeah, Raider. Like, wait, I thought, no, <laughs> that, that was last time. Didn't she rise and in the last game? Yeah. You said yeah. that the time before that also. No. Yeah. Uh, and, and, you know, their whole thing of like, oh, this is about the consequences of Lara's actions and, and like a lot of the stuff that they were trying to do narratively, I feel like just from a, in a, in a pitch stage just sounded completely uninteresting. Yeah. It so. just felt like, uh, again, this is where I, I feel like, I feel like I'm failing to articulate my thoughts here, but it felt off like in the mm. character interactions and I can't pinpoint exactly why it's something about the, like some combination of the writing and the character animation and stuff just didn't feel like it was there. I think there was something interesting about the, the early games of, of them as an origin story of like Lara Croft being like less good at this stuff yeah. or, you know, that, that first kill in that first game where she's like, oh, my God, I just fucking killed somebody. Yeah. Like that stuff, I think, is interesting and, and like, you know, narratively and, and all the other stuff. This game to be like, yo, you're going to murder a motherfucker. Like, like, just out of the gate, you're like, all right, yeah, OK. Like all the nuance is gone at this point. Here she is coating herself in mud and doing Batman shit. Yeah. So like here she is on a perch, like just, you know, stealth killing. Yeah. It's, it's, it's funny sort of, you mention that because the thing is, has been repeatedly Compare, I haven't played this one, but that everyone keeps comparing to is that Batman Origins game. Like yeah. it's it's I, a like I, team. I, I really super didn't want to make that comparison, yeah. but yeah. It, it is so apt. It's hard to avoid. Like yeah, they it's, it's the exact same situation of like successful reboot, like specific studios vision for a franchise right. handed off to another studio, you know, and feeling not quite as good, not quite as, there as a, as a result. It's the exact same situation, but. I don't. I don't know that I would you know, put this in in any category. Yeah, you know, it's tempting to say like, oh, is it, is it most disappointing? But I, I don't know. I like, really ma- like the second one. I yeah, the really second one. Yeah, the best I, I, I do. I, I really did too. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But I, I was like, if if this game had been that but better instead of that but kind of underwhelming, like. It, I think maybe my expectations are, are, are maybe colored by like watching a really long pitch for that mm-hmm. game that just seemed. Like just totally off. Well, it's, weird. It's, it's weird. It's weird that you yeah. mentioned the combat. Yeah, it's weird that you mentioned the combat stuff because in, in the actual game, except for the tutorial, you don't even fight anybody for like six hours or something. Yeah. Like oh, it's really? nothing but exploration for the yeah, first crazy first few hours of the game. Are but, the tombs good? Because I loved. The, I was so glad they added yeah. more in the second one. Cause yeah. I loved the tombs. But, I mean, they're even more prominent in this one. Yeah, like they're woven into the story more, and there are more of them on the sides to explore optionally. But I, I don't know. Like again, they seem fine on paper, but mm. I can't put my finger on why it just didn't feel super satisfying mm-hmm. um I, it, this just seems like a concept that maybe has worn out its welcome a little bit and the yeah. stuff that they tried to bring to it this time to try to close out this trilogy or to bring her the rest of the way narratively yeah. was just stuff that made I, the game seem a little like less interesting there's, there's some playable flashbacks from her youth where you literally play like you know eight-year-old Lara on, like oh. in, in the estate like playing on the, in the back cool. in the backyard and around the manor house and stuff like that which is kind of promising but that's like it's kind of cool because that's like the training stuff from the original games. Oh, sure. You jumping around yeah. the mansion. Yeah. And well, this is more like they seem yeah, to be like, teasing a bunch of family secrets that they will reveal, but I didn't get deep enough to say what they are. Yeah. Um, yeah, I keep thinking I'll maybe go back to it at some point, but that might be a ways off. Ah, it's just a rough one to slot in against some other very big and very notable and arguably better open world games this year. Oh, I'm not going to slot in. No, I'm just saying like it, I think they put themselves in a rough spot this uh, year by, by releasing that game this year. I put it under most disappointing. I don't know that it's okay. yeah. that disappointing, but it is kind of... Let's pers- have the conversation. Personally, for me, you sound disappointed. Yeah. I hope for more. Don't we all, though? Yeah. Can't always get what you want. 
Mm. But you get what you need. That's, That's not true either. Uh, <laughs> okay. Um, What's up with CrossCode? Yeah, CrossCode. Mm. Uh, really big surprise for me. Kind of came from uh, uh, obscurity mm-hmm. in my in my uh, circumstance. Jason, I know you had your eyes on yeah, it for a little I, longer. Yeah, I played a demo of it. it. It was in early access for quite some time, and immediately you you could tell that there was there was something there. You know, the, there was something um, innate about the. Uh, just the mechanics, like uh, feeling really good and very tight, and it's like okay, they're they're blending that with like some really good puzzle solving stuff, and it's like there's really something here. You know, yeah, I'm gonna keep my eyes open for this. Yeah, so I uh, unfortunately I've only played through I'd say maybe about a third of the game. Uh, it is going to be the first thing I do when we're done with Game of the Year is is finishing mm-hmm. this game. This game is like really something special it's the definition of a passion project it was like one dude spent six or seven years making this game you know putting updates out along the way and it's insane to me how well everything fits together in this it's a really cool world so the premise is you're kind of a uh character in a virtual reality mmo so like you're playing a avatar Mm -hmm. in this mmo and everyone else kind of talks it's funny because like you get uh, everyone you meet in the world is either another player or an NPC, and the players all talk like internet people talking in an MMO, like you know little ch- lines about oh I'm going to be late for the raid and stuff like that. And then all the all the NPCs are very robotic and like, like talking about wanting fox pelts and shit like that for you to collect. Uh, but then they start to blend the two together because some story stuff happens where one gets harder mm-hmm. to distinguish from the other. Um, and granted, it is a trope that you know you're playing a character that's lost their memory, but uh, they're actually they're putting her in the game because they're hoping that playing the game might tr- trigger some memories. And um, they play with that in a really cool way, where she can't speak, but slowly you learn words throughout the game. Like the first words you learn are "hello" and your name, and then your interactions with shopkeepers, with people in the town, change based upon what words you know. Like you can. There are people who are. There will be people who ask you questions and you can't respond to them because you just you can mm. only say hi in your name. But then you go back later once you've learned some more words and you can interact with that. But they do a good job of not making it feel like you're playing this blank slate. Like uh, all the cut, all the interactions with characters, she's emoting very well. You know, it's like she's. You can tell she's trying to get points across, but just mm. doesn't know how to vocalize them. Mm. And is it a uh, like a Zelda-ish? Is it a puzzle yeah. game? Is it an RPG? I'm so not sure. It's like an action RPG with a lot of puzzle elements. Okay. So yeah, you've got uh, you're you're a spheromancer, and that Whoa. yeah, you actually like throw these little balls. Uh, and I, you listen, can, I know what a spheromancer <laughs> is. And Is you, that just uh, like Fushigi? So, if, so if, yeah, <laughs> kind of like a twin stick shooter at times, and then also you have like a melee attack. You know, okay. and you could dodge and you know. We've like got shield. four specials on on. Uh, different buttons that each like there's your shot special which is you can customize and choose and then there's like a melee special and a dash special and stuff like that and the combat feels really good it's, yep. it, it, it seems like really crisp. And, and, and like visually you know it'll evoke some you know kind of 16-bit era stuff totally. but it, it's not really staying super devoted to that from a gameplay perspective like no, a lot feels, of special effects are yeah and, and it feels like it's got like just a lot more depth to it than you might expect from like Oh, check out our pixel art action RPG. Yep. Like, you know, it's a lot tighter than, than that might initially it's an excellent sound. Excellent one of those. Like it. <laughs> yeah, no, really, it is. Um, the dungeon design, uh, I think, is inspired. Like, it, it's up there, I think, with some of the Zelda games. Like, especially the, the, you know, older style Zelda games. But, uh, 
you know, there's a lot of like, so the first temple you, or temple, so I'm thinking of Zelda. <laughs> the first area you go to is an ice dungeon and eventually, uh, you know, there's little paths that are blocked off by ice and stuff like that. And you eventually get a fire upgrade and that lets you interact with the world in a different way. It does feel very, very Zelda-y in that regard. It's a video game-ass video game. It's, mm. it's really something special. It's really something that yeah. uh, is going to go under a lot of people's radar, which is a shame. Because uh, it looks like a lot of other indie games. Yep. <laughs> yeah. mm-hmm. but, uh, is, I, it, is it only released on PC? Yeah, yes. they're, they're talking about trying to port it to other things, but seeing as how it took this long to get to BC, I would say maybe, you know. Don't bank on that necessarily. Don't bank on it showing up on the Switch. And it's it's finished, finished, right? It's yeah, out. it is. It's, it's one Speaking point of banking, yeah. yeah, the the uh, the spheromancer, the balls that you throw, it can actually bounce off of you know walls, and and that's how they they uh, do a lot of the puzzle uh, solving. It's it's really satisfying when you line up a shot just perfectly and time it, you know, because you've got like moving targets. Sounds like um, hold down. It's really cool. <laughs> it's. And like some enemies you have to hit from behind, so you know you sure. want to lure them out so you can bank shots around. The the, the combat does pr- get pretty difficult um, as you play, but you got a good dodge. Yeah, you got a good dodge. So what else do you need? <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, I I think it has really good music. I think it, it has a really good story. I just haven't seen enough of the game to really push for it in any one category. Mm. Um, I would debut? debut. Yeah, actually, that that's that's pretty solid there because. I, I thought yeah. I saw some links for for crosscode in the thing, so do we want to maybe float it for best music as well? Yeah, yeah, I do. <laughs> I would have to go and listen. Yeah, I, don't, I can't pick any out. I'm not. Sure, I'm not sure. That okay, not sure. No, okay, I'm not sure. Yeah. All right. I'm not sure that I would. Uh, nothing stood out okay. tremendously. But best debut seems like best a good debut. place for it. That's the, yeah, that's I think the one. So too. Done. All right. Nice. Okay. Play crosscode. Yeah. Yeah, please. Um. Because want to take a break or yeah, yeah sure yeah. okay all right we'll take a break let's take a break all right <laughs> take a break back with more games I love games uh, starting with the gardens between. Which wasn't on the list originally, but I crammed it in there. Okay. Before we got to the date, so it's in the right order. Did anybody else play this besides me? I do. The one where you're on anybody? the island. Yeah. I played the first few levels. Yeah. Okay. That game's great. It's yeah. It's uh, really cool. It's um. Tell me about it. It's so hard to describe. Like it's a walking simulator. Uh, it's a puzzle game. I I had Jason play it for the quick look, which I apologize again. No. For putting for putting you on the spot, no, but it's like fine. it's so hard to explain that just having somebody play it is a much better way to get the point across, but. These characters have predefined actions, okay? Like these islands are circular. Okay, the don't camera get mad at me. The islands are kind of the <laughs> islands are round. The camera pans around the island as you scroll. You're not controlling the characters. You are just controlling like the pan of the camera like the flow of or the time. flow of time. Yeah, there we go. And the characters do what they're going to do. Is it kind of like a super hot type of thing? No, no. Okay. No. You have less control. Yeah, because in Super Hot, you still interact with the environment. Right. But, and like, there's that sort of stopping time to then, like, strategize, like, when you're going to move. You can stuff. almost think of the characters as, like, cursors because, oh. like, you are walking them f- around these these kind of round-shaped islands, basically. Uh, and they have certain things they can interact with when they highlight, like, when they are line up with things. Um, so you're going to pick up a lamp or... Yeah. Yeah, each each there's two kids. Pull a rope to open a bridge. Like each one has a couple of specific things they can interact with in, in the environment, and all you're doing is fast forwarding and rewinding time mm-hmm. over and over to make them manipulate things that subtly change 
kind of the layout of the islands or, you know, the obstacles, like stuff like that. I think I get it. Yeah. Yeah. So like you're just kind of overlap on top of one another to kind of progress through the the level. But you're never getting like a ghost of what you did before. It's always the same thing back and forward. And and it's interesting because it forces you to kind of juggle multiple timelines in your head at the same time, if that makes sense. Mm. Although the game is a little fast and loose with its time travel logic because some things you change stick. And other things get rewound when you back up over them. Gotcha. Does that make sense? Mm. Is it, but is it denoted what will? Not 100%. Okay. It's just trial and error. I mean, it's yeah. nothing you can't figure out. It's yeah. not the hardest puzzle game ever, but... Uh, it's I was able to do a few few of them, so yeah. Um, <laughs> good for you, they do, they do start. You. They do start getting pretty elaborate and kind of abstract toward the end. Um, and it's just... It's it, it's gorgeous. Like, the art style is fantastic. They they tell a, little, a, a very, very simple, but, like, really elegantly told story in between hmm. uh, the levels about... Childhood, basically. It's like, cool because like kids. that the stuff from like these children's childhood was kind of like themed around like what like eight eight it feels, eight, eight, it feels like 80s. 80s like there are cassette tapes and, and VHS tapes. They're like in the island, like, like an few, Apple, like a cassette tape sure. lodged in the island. There's like the, uh, an Apple II facsimile in there, and yes, yeah, so that's the that's the the kind of last piece of this that we haven't mentioned is that yeah the islands are covered with giant versions of their childhood objects, mm. but again they're all 80s type things, and they start integrating those into the puzzles like. Uh, I feel like that's where we're at. Like a lot of children of the 80s are yeah, making totally. games it is, about their it childhood. It is super targeted toward me and you. Stranger <laughs> Things, the puzzle um, game. Yeah. Kind, kind of. It's 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 kind of twee, but not in a bad way. Okay. Like it's it's pretty touching. Like right. the, the end of the story is very touching. The last level is like some fantastic visuals, some fantastic puzzle solving concepts. I liked what I played uh, because it never was too stressful. Yeah. It was like even when I wasn't solving a puzzle, I wasn't mad at it because yeah. there were very. There's only a few things you can really do on the yeah, island. I don't think there are any fail states, right? Like there is no. no I never die. Either. Yeah, there's nothing like that. It's very you know like I guess the biggest complaint, which didn't really bother me, is there is kind of a lot of like backing up and going you know like a lot of backtracking. But that is like, the like you see, game, yeah, right? like you might see, through the... you see a solution like a third of the way back in the level, and you just kind of have to scrub all the way back to the, you know, you know, like it takes longer to get to the solutions to do them than it does to figure sure. them out. You know what you need to do now. You just in some cases, to execute. But, but it never takes long enough to really yeah. let that bother you. Okay, fair. Um, Gardens between, yeah, it Gardens is super between. worth playing. It's on Xbox Game Pass. I noticed it is. Oh, yeah. okay. Uh, so if you have Game Pass, you can play it on there. It's it, I, I super enjoyed it. It's also an extremely easy platinum trophy. Very, if anybody yeah. cares, that's mm. very cool. Uh, it's very cool. Mm-hmm. I highly recommend it. Any categories? Um, man, I don't know. Best debut, maybe? Yeah. Yeah, especially because the developer has made, like, two mobile games before this. Right. Their first, like, big huh. console PC game. Cool. Um, I don't know. I love the look of it. The music is really good. I don't know that it would compete in either of those categories, but uh, let me think about it. How about that? Okay. All right. Okay. Okay. Let's All think. Right. Um, We're here to think, think about, about another game. Okay. Uh, the next game is another late edition that I also put on there over the break. It's called Time Spinner. Anybody else? And no, I did not. You just described this game, Brad. You it spin is, around on an island. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> uh, I, I saw you play some Time Spinner. It looks cool. I oh. might go back to it. It is cool. It is the most unapologetic homage to another game I think I've ever seen in my life. Like it, it is literally the developer's attempt to make a Symphony of the Night in the most minute detail imaginable, like down to the effect when you raise your level, like this little swirly text that says oh, level up and like coalesces on your character. During a load screen, can you uh, move the now loading text? Uh, you cannot. Okay. <laughs> so they this one detail. Game. But like when you Two move, stars. it's a Metroidvania, 
when you move between areas, there are little hallways where the music fades out. That might as well have what? a little CD icon at the top. Oh, of yeah, yeah. Like it is, it is trying to be that as hard as possible. Are there hidden little like, oh, if you do a fireball motion plus this and this, like hidden uh, attacks? Uh, maybe, maybe. I didn't get enough. Do you fight Dracula? Way into it, probably. Okay. Say what is the man? Um, I don't know. <laughs> what is your name backwards? They've retranslated that. I'm not sure anymore. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, yeah, it's just it, it it plays well in its own right. It's got a pretty interesting story. It's got it's good, got a cool hook because good, good time part. travel. Yes, yes, and there are, there are time controls also, uh, which is which is kind of a differentiator. But it is just like man, <laughs> they know exactly what they are making. Looks like it has familiars it that follow you around. Yes, it has familiars. Yeah. It's the whole ball of wax. Uh, All right. Yeah, it's cool. I mean, is it's cool. Like, I'm not. I'm not knocking it anyway. I mean, just, is it a good one of those? Yeah. It, it, okay. I, that's the other thing I was going to say is like, what was that run there in the middle of the summer? It was like Chasm, yeah. Guacamelee oh, yeah. Two. Oh right. Uh, um, like two or three Death other Gambit, yeah. Death Gambit, like all these Metroidvania ish platformers wow. coming out real rapid. I mean, the Messenger clip. came out around that time too. Yeah. yeah. This was kind of the last one. This was like a few weeks after all those others, and as far as I've seen, this is the best one. Like. It's it's cool. Uh, okay. It plays well. Kind of want to check that out. Though. Yeah, mm. you, you would probably like it quite yeah. a bit. It Winner of best symphony of the night. <laughs> yeah, symphony of the night of the year. Most symphony. And then of the, the last night. thing Even over the other one yeah. that just came out. Like the last thing is the soundtrack is so fucking pitch perfect. Symphony really? of the night. Like it's got that that exact like baroque like a bunch of harpsichords okay. and wailing mm-hmm. wailing like gothic guitars. It's just like it is so spot on. Okay, I'm gonna play this. Um, I love a good goth guitar. I, <laughs> like the music's fine. Like I, it's not as memorable as symphony of the nights, but it is doing so. A good job of emulating as a tribute, but I, it almost, I almost wanted to put it in best music just so you can hear how ridiculous it is. <laughs> yeah, the text and the menus and everything. Yeah, it's uh, it is extremely obvious. God, it those doors. Yeah, but again, it has its own identity. I'm not yeah. in any way saying it's like a, a, a lazy clone or anything like that. It's it's a cool thing. It's well made. Oh. Yeah, for sure. Right on. Uh, there's a new Life is Strange. Well, sort of. There is a second Life is Strange. Yes, the first episode of it. Yeah, it's a shame that. And also that prequel freebie thing that came right. out beforehand. Which I didn't love, but. Yeah. Uh, they're they're so really is, not related. What is this? What is this about? What is the story? Yeah. It's but good. we don't know entirely yet. So the only the first episode has come out, uh, came out uh, sometime in September. I think the second episode, as of the time of this recording, is scheduled for January. I believe so. That's what I have read. So this is a lot of the setup. Mm-hmm. Uh, and. I liked what I played so far. I did not finish the episode. I think I must I be near it. the end of it. Uh, it definitely has. I wouldn't. I wouldn't necessarily say one of the best moments, but it has like one of the most moments mm-hmm. uh, right. in a game. Huh. It really turns uh, fucking dark very quickly in this game in a way that I was not expecting. Uh, right. It, it starts off in a kind of suburban town pretty good portrayals of like brother, little brother, dad. You kind of expect the dad to be an asshole. Dad's kind of rad. Totally separate from the first no max, no nothing. No. no. Okay. They uh, share a universe. In, yeah, I think it's in like it. a similar okay. world. It's um, meant to be more anthology. Mm-hmm. Like each season is kind of its own thing. Okay, cool. uh, pretty solid like teen interaction stuff. I think even better maybe than where they came from on the first one. Seems less cringy in parts. A yeah, little more I feel believable. like it's a little more sincere. Like not that the first one, I think the first one is incredibly earnest, but I think that it is also like 
sort of cheesy, and I think this yeah, is l- yeah. less cheesy in a way char- that works. I the, think that that doesn't really sustain for a whole other game. The main character doesn't feel as naive as Max did sure. in the first one, and that was the the whole thing. Max was a fish out of water in a new mm-hmm. school, or back to her old school. I can't remember exactly, but she, I think, she was supposed to be a naive character who was kind of trying to fit in. This character is way more confident, but it it turns in a way that. Uh, is not a teen drama anymore very quickly. And uh, we, I don't know if we should go into the specifics of it. I don't know if I, I would mean, nominate wait, it for best moment. At what point do we do it? Moment. Right? Well, I don't know if I'm going to nominate I would I nominate so for either. best story. It's too early. Right. Yeah, it's hard yeah, to say too right early. now. And this is sort of just like the potential of what's going to come. I need, I need to know what happens. So what yeah, happens is have. it's about this Please. teen boy and his younger brother. Uh, <clears throat> and they go outside and their neighbor is like... This like racist, this racist asshole. Like mm-hmm. asshole teen kid. Who's and like the little brother like got his like put it was like it's like Halloween, Halloween. time and he got like fake blood on this like asshole shirt and he's like yelling at the kid and then the the older teen comes out to be like hey step off he's a kid like what are you doing and then a cop comes because he sees like a scrub like a thing happen and I think he, well I think he gets pushed yeah before that the you can decide to have some interactions with right. the between you playing as the older brother so you can decide to have some interactions with the, the neighbor. Uh, I think eventually it funnels you into one thing leading to another where they're scuffling and they push and you push the the racist kid and he falls and smashes his head on a rock Shit. and starts like gasping for air. I think it's like his air. back. Oh, it just seems back, like he's yeah. like, it's probably the wind was knocked out of him, but it's mm. like, oh shit. Like, uh, the fight it's, ended. It's, and it's, like, he's like sitting Ugh. on the ground, like just kind of gasping and twitching out. And you're just like, whoa. And then a cop comes by and With, pulls like, his, his gun, gun out, out and is like, step away from the body. Step away, step away. And you're like, whoa, whoa, whoa. And then the dad comes out to be like, what what's the going, fuck's going on? on out These here? are my kids. What's happening? Yeah, and the like, cop shoots shoot the, the dad, dad dead. <laughs> yeah. what? And then there's like a big explosion. You're like, what kind of happened? And it's sort of yeah. implied that the youngest brother has like powers. movement powers. Yeah. So like you kind of wake up and the little neighborhood, the street is kind of just wrecked and you take off running and you're on the lamb with your little brother. Right. Jeez. So oh, yeah. it's like going through kind of dealing with that. And later on, you encounter more characters who are. Uh, some are like very helpful and very much like, Hey, I kind of know who you are. I'm going to like help you. I'm going to get you like a motel. And other people are like, Hey, I'm another fucking racist. I think immigrants are all trash and you guys are the worst examples of it. It's like a little heavy handed, but not in a bad way. I'd say, um, I really enjoyed the story. It doesn't have much supernatural stuff in it aside from sort of the hint in the beginning and then a bit towards the end. It seems very much like, Oh, okay, this is sort of the setup for the supernatural stuff, which will come in the next Establish episode. Establish all the characters. Exactly. I mean, um, the, the the villains in the first season were not the most subtly rendered characters sure. in that series. <laughs> you know, like the, the mean girl was the meanest girl. Right. The rich shithead drug dealer kid was the richest shitheadest drug dealer yes. character. Like, they, they, they definitely deal in those kinds of extremes mm-hmm. with some of those portrayals. But, uh, man, that is... Yeah, I, I I also found it refreshing that it didn't shy away from being political. Right. Like, I appreciated that the game was like, hey, we're going to tell this story. It's going to be political. But it still felt like these are real people. still felt personal. The, and it didn't feel like it was a thing that was necessarily trying to, like, um, pander to an audience. Right. Mm. So, yeah, I didn't finish it. Uh, but the interactions I had, what, what I think this series does truck on is the smaller moment interactions. And those I, were... Those even, were working. Yeah, it took me a while to warm up to one mm. and, and kind of feel what the character was going for and what the other characters were going for. And this immediately felt a little more natural of like, oh, I could see kids 
talking like yeah, this. It doesn't yeah. feel like adults writing kids. Right. right. Like, I thought both the kids, like, I, the issue I had with their sort of, like, free pe- prequel demo thing, which wasn't really a prequel, it was just sort of, like, another side story, uh, was the kid felt so fucking precious. I, like, hated it. But these kids both feel like, one just feels like a teen, and it feels like his little brother. They, like, yeah. fight in a way that brothers would... Um, Speak- which I really enjoyed. Speaking as a kid who spent a lot of time playing by himself, uh, I actually thought the the uh, the prequel episode thing wasn't I mean, like it, it was definitely precious, but mm-hmm. like I definitely made up a lot of weird stories for myself like that oh, as a kid. Sure. So I but think I they, like they do a good job with that. Captain Spirit. I feel like it'd be a different. Well, no, I, I mean the taste uh, level is lower, but you know, I, I definitely had right. much more refined sensibility when I was eight years old. But uh, I, I it, like that shit resonated with me specifically, not necessarily like you know the, the abuse narrative that sure. was part of that, but just the the kid who has sort of made up his own little world and is living in it. Like I think they do a pretty good job rendering that. Yeah. So yeah, I, I, I'm not sure. It's I, I had I wish more had come out. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, it has mm-hmm. not, uh, and that and that also I think is a detriment to a serialized game mm-hmm. where you want to get invested in a narrative and then have to wait. It's been like three months or so now. Yeah, it was like the end of September it came out, but I am. It came out pretty quick for the first. I want to say it was like a month to six weeks between at yeah. the most. Yeah, I'm eager for more of it, especially yeah. once it just starts getting supernatural. Especially because like the prequel, like before the storm, didn't really have any of that. So I'm kind of itching for more of that again. I want to see how they do it. Considering so much of what I like about the first Life is Strange is like the rewind ability is right. like so integral, and I still I think they still have weighty choices. I think the story's still interesting. I think the characters still interesting. I like making those choices in the game. Um, I just feel I'm, like we don't I'm know enough see, yet. Yeah, I'm eager to yeah. see where it goes. It, it's hard to tell right now uh, because the, you know one of the hooks with the first one, even with this one, is the choices you make will have repercussions later. Mm-hmm. Right. We don't just don't have the later yet. Yeah. Yes. To see how those manifest, mm-hmm. and they will talk about it next year. Yeah. Yeah. Good to hear they're still trucking. Yeah, I, I hope nothing's wrong over there. They, uh, a, people like the first one a lot, and B, you know, like with the Telltale implosion and stuff. Yeah, it's good to see somebody continuing to fly the flag. I, I hope they keep doing it. Cause I, I, I really like. This it. also was in the only Don't Nod game that came out this year, like Vampire. Yeah, oh yeah, Vampire oh, right. came out this year. Very, 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 very different kind of. Yeah, I'm curious about that game. And I think they have like split teams or whatever, but you know, it seems like Don't Nod is doing a little more this year. Also, credit to them for doing a different setting and different characters for this. Like, yeah. I have nothing but respect for developers. I mean, yes, they made that prequel. A different but they, but Donon didn't prequel, make that. Yeah, a different studio made that prequel thing, but like, knowing when enough is enough and mm-hmm. when it's time to do something new. Oh. Like I'd end It'd be up. pretty tough to go back to that other Well, thing. I have no yeah. idea what happened. Maybe, maybe it's... Stuff happened. Maybe yeah. it's a, maybe it's a, but also, the, you I know, the, it's not out of the realm possibility that by right. the end of this thing they've woven it back in. Well, don't forget they made a prequel to that game also. Yeah, yeah, that's, yeah, 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 yeah. just a uh, different developer, though. Right. But, I mean... I bet at some point you end up walking through Arcadia Bay... There are references. That's fine. That is totally yeah, that's, fine. And that, that I'm totally cool with. Uh, they, they, uh, they ask you just one question uh, in reference to the first game. Sure. Like, hey, how did this all resolve at the end? And Like, no save in port. But like, just mm. the, the vast, vast majority of fictional media just does not know when to quit. So yeah, it's true to see. I think, I think the anthology is starting to come break. back yeah. in a meaningful yeah. way. And, you know, I think games can do well to, to, to try and apply that yeah. where possible. Yeah. Uh, that's exciting. Yeah, I'm I'm excited to see where where it goes, but I, I don't yeah. think it's fair to talk about it too much. Right. Yeah, right I now. would say the music's still good. I like their choices for stuff. I don't think it. I'm not going to qualify it or put it in the category because I think it's like it's what you expect. But it's yeah. still surprisingly like oh, I like yeah. listened nice to a lot of the songs. Yeah, yeah I, I like looked them up afterwards because I liked them. But cool. Uh, Astrobot Rescue Mission is a weird game. 
Weird, not that weird. weird. Yeah, that the one weird. I it was spun off from a free piece of okay, software yeah, included yeah. with the console to demonstrate the uses of a camera. The okay, expectations yeah. for something called Astrobot <laughs> Recognition could not have been lower at the also, outset. Also Agreed. that, like knowing what it was spun off from and like what it is. Hey, listen, man, Mario is out there jumping yeah, like, on girders trying to take down <laughs> giant uh, VRs. Giant look at him now. Pedigrees, questionable. Like, there's a lot of stuff working yeah. against this game, and yet I've only played the first like third of it, and I was. It, Impressed enough to go buy a PlayStation VR. I yeah. kept getting more and more impressed as it went on. Like yeah. it introduces so many cool things in, in that first world, even. But as it goes on, it starts kind of branching out and doing like bigger concept levels and stuff. Like one where you're riding on the shoulder of this giant that's kind of like leading you through the level in, in like this minecart wow. section. That you know, we've been seeing minecart levels since the Super Nintendo, at least. And I, I like them all, but they're all kind of samey in a way. You, you like every minecart level. That's what you just said. I like most minecart levels. Okay. Yes. All right. Okay. I, can't, I can't think of one I don't like. All right. They're good. Really? But this is one, that's what I'm saying. Like, I've, I've played a lot and I like them all, but they're all kind of <laughs> like, oh, yeah, it's a minecart yeah. level. This one, once it started, I don't know if it's just the VR thing, but that game has a, a life to it. And, and the surprises, it's the surprise factor. Yeah. Where it's like, it was yeah. just doing kind of like 3 platforming stuff for a while, and then, oh, there's this level where you're shooting grappling hooks out of the yeah. controller and like leading them along. Once they start all doing the touchpad stuff. Yeah, and it, it doesn't reuse a lot of stuff. So, like, when the minecart pops up, it's just this one awesome level, and you play through it, and the next time it's like, oh, now I'm in this haunted uh, graveyard, and now my, my controller is this flashlight that I'm using to find ghosts and freeze them so I can kill them. Yeah, like the controller is a fire hose, or like you're putting yeah, up fires the in the hose one, level. the shuriken thing, where you're uh, yeah. tilting the controller to shoot it through the bars and everything. Like, it utilizes not just VR to, like, look around and see all the different hiding robots and everything, but the controller, and a bunch of different things with the controller, yeah. it does the headset stuff. You know, less stuff with the headset, but it's like, you know, when you headbutt the certain... Oh, I uh, hate I the hated that. I was like, this needs to end. Yeah, it was oh, really miserable because it's like I was you having a heavy thing on your head and having to like, oh, well, yeah, like, I was sitting back on my couch, right, l relaxing, leaning back, having a good time playing this game because I'm holding the control in my hand. I don't have to be up and active with the VR thing. And it just wanted me to keep going further and further forward. Like we're at the point where I was neck issues that does not sound I, fun. Was, I don't I think, think you, like, I don't think like you have me, to butt. You just walk you know, forward. Yeah, yeah, as long as, you're, as long as the, the face no. comes in contact. There, there are parts cool. where you're like yeah. locked into position. Like a oh, there was really? a little boss fight thing at the end of the first world. Uh, not the big boss fight, but like there was an end state where you have to like headbutt the things as they're coming that. up. I, I feel like I was initially doing some of that, and then I realized that, yes, that was kind of uncomfortable to lurch forward on the couch, and so I would just, yeah, walk up or move the, not the camera, but move yeah, my move character. character forward. I never had to do much more than, like, that. I, uh, I had a similar thing just in terms of wanting to get up, move around, to look around corners in that game because you have no direct camera control, and sometimes Astrobot is Astrobot. Is that the character? Sure. So, yeah. Yeah. The Astrobot uh, will go behind stuff, yeah. and you'll want to be like, oh, this would be a good place to hide a collectible. And yeah. so you kind of want to peek around there. Uh, and that, to me, was frustrating at some points. Just really? To be, well, just because, you know, in that same sense of, like, should I be sitting down playing this, or do you want me to stand up and move around? Like, the physical limits of VR show their face in this in this game. It, it's not, it's not, not all the time. It's not a deal breaker no. by any by any stretch. It is just one of those things of, I'm getting mixed messages from you, game. It took me out of the game a little bit. Mm. I, it was... It was it, I love this game. I think it's, it's a lot of fun. I think it is a fantastic version of a VR platformer. 
uh, it had some hiccups of like, oh, I lost sight of my character. That's not what I want. Or yeah. like, hey, the the tracking is such that when it starts demanding you to do things with the controller, it's like, oh, I, I'm like having trouble getting it some to of, not uh, some to, of it, to stop I, jittering. I don't know why they didn't do an aim or a dotted line aim for that grappling hook stuff because I did feel like that could have used it in terms of when you're holding it, aiming it, a dotted line for where it's going to go would help. Uh, yeah, I it, found it, that I feel like the magnet was pretty strong for me. That like usually I was close <laughs> enough that it'd like hook in for the balloons and stuff. Like, yeah, if you're just right. in the general and There were some issues I had with just like, it'd be like, oh, to the left, to the left, right. to the right. Yeah. Uh, but all in all, I, I'm still a bit of a VR sucker for seeing your controller in the <laughs> manifest in the <laughs> yeah. game. And so seeing that and having them jump into the controller and you catch yep. them. And so I, I've, I, I feel like the PSVR should have that at the system level at this point. Because there are all these cases where you don't know where your controller is and you don't want to take the headset off. Right. You just so, hold it up like, in front of you. You don't want to flail your arms around. Yeah. You touch like, like Vive has that. Where you yeah. Like they should they have are. that. Yeah. So yeah, this game having that. It's cool. It's like yeah. you know, and it, it looks cool. It's a one-to-one, uh, uh, you know, dual shock right in front yeah. of you. When you move the analog sticks, yeah. they move and yeah. everything's happening. And yeah. like, I don't know. That's still cool. It, the way they work it into the game is cool because you are supposed to be that like physical like helper, like the big robot. You know, sometimes you'll go in front of a mirror. Yeah, you come out of the water and like the moss is on your head and you can like shake it around. And stuff. Like I think the fun the, little gimmick like that. The stuff in the spaceship is a nice touch. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the little, the, all, the, all the robots right. you yeah. found. It's kind of a bit of a Pikmin there. vibe to it. Yeah. Of uh, you know, you're just hearing the squeals around. It's I mean, full of charm. Like yeah. even the little robots all have unique dances. The dancing like, at the some end. Of the time I they love. Dab, like, yes. They, yeah. I, they had like some flossing. Yeah. Uh, they're themed for the level, which is which is fun. Uh, it it is a surprisingly solid and polished platformer yeah. that seemed to. It's, Sneak in there. Out, yeah, out, of, totally. out of out of VR, it would be nothing special. I mean, it, it does look nice and it does have a kind of a nice kind of a zest to it. But I, I but think it would still be a really not, really good be pretty fine, platformer. But, I think um, it, like the you, you'd you'd maybe like hone in a little bit more on like the overall length of it and like the simplicity of it, yeah. if it outside of VR. Like that stuff, I think would show a bit more. Like, I feel like it has to be the way it is to work in VR, and so yeah. it all works in concert. I think if you took uh, VR out of it, like the game, like, I think I this studio could would make, probably wouldn't be talking about. I feel it. like that's not a knock against it necessarily. No, no. Though. Like, I feel like they're Moss using the platform the way, the way yeah. that's intended. You know, right. like it's a it's a good VR game, and yeah. it's the closest I have felt to you know in those early days at, at PAX's and E3s where we were testing out VR for the first time. Like yeah. that magic of like, holy shit, this works. This is amazing. This is yeah. going to be the biggest thing. And then I feel like there's what a couple years after like VR was commercially available, where we were all to different degrees, kind of like, like eh, there were there were going to be things. a game here. There were like, things, there were things like, that came along. Seven, yeah, there were super hot, that were you know, good. like yeah, super hot's awesome. But they were they were few and far between. Yes, this, this is the closest I have felt to like kind of that magic of the first few times I ever put on VR. This, this and it game, reminded me that like oh, when done right, VR yeah. can be a game. Changer. This game gave me the moment that I like very consciously decided, you know what, I'm going to buy one of these damn headsets. Yeah, like, yeah. like yeah. I think I think Tetris was actually the kind of the real deciding factor. Mm-hmm. But but it was that uh, I think it's like the second or third level of the second world, the beach, where you go you go across like some sandbars or beaches or whatever. Mm-hmm. Then you stand on a platform and then it lowers you down into the water. Yeah, yeah. Like that moment of going below the waterline and then continuing to go, and it's just like holy shit! I'm now I'm on the bottom of the ocean. Dude, there's another one later on where you are at the bottom of the ocean doing the level, and I think it's a boss fight or something. And then you beat it, and a huge geyser shoots. No, it's a whale. So like it, the the scale in VR is awesome. Like this whale that shoots you up out of its blowhole. 
and it's just you're all of a sudden super high up in the air, just kind of floating at the end of the level, dancing or whatever. It's lots of little moments like that where it's like, it, oh man, this is just making me smile. Really well I'm having a great yeah. time with this. Yeah, that's awesome. It's uh, I, uh, my criticism with it in terms of a platforming game is the camera tracks behind you as you move, and you have no direct yep. control over it, so you can very easily pass a collectible. Yeah, right. I was, that's my big complaint too. It, it, it also didn't feel good. Like in VR, I found when it moved me to be like, oh boy, here we go. Like, I, every I time know, yeah. I was a little like, oh, like <laughs> yeah, someone's I pushing my chair, and I'm, I don't expect it. Well, yeah, I could see that. I, I'm with you. I, I don't. I don't see any good reason why you shouldn't be able to scroll the camera back, or, like, or, or have it just like kind of when you walk backwards reverse itself. Well, that's what I mean. Yeah, you know, like I, some way to go back in the level because yeah, I've I've gotten halfway through a level and then turned around. Yeah. And like, oh and fuck, like, that's a robot back there. Yeah, I'm not going to start this you level. Over. Jump off a cliff or something. I'm just right. going to like try to navigate this three pixel high dude. The back thing. There. The thing I'd also say is like I I like that trick of. Oh man, the fixed perspective lets us hide shit and do this. Like they they go to it a little too much. Uh, where, a lot of it, especially with those robots. Yeah, yeah. it's just like oh, this one you can barely see it. Like yeah, then you not, down here. Oh, he's all the way down there. Oh yeah, he's down there. I, like, hey, well, I so get that, it. That is a yeah. cut, yes, and, and that's kind of what I was talking about about having to get yeah. up. Yeah, uh, and I'm I'm like I'm I'm trying to have it both ways on that of like yeah, but that does make use of VR in a right. kind of neat yeah, way. It's and kind of adds neat, some replayability. I, I, I feel like, like over the course of the game, though, I kind of got done with that particular trick of like uh, oh, you know of here's a like, wall. Oh, it's, it's, oh, he's, oh, he's on the other side of the wall. Like, <laughs> yeah. yeah, no shit. Yeah, I, uh, I'm not sure where I fall on that. Yet. Yeah, because uh, in VR, that is a very neat thing about VR to be able to turn your head around and just look behind you or look up or look down. It was like that thing of. Um, is it uh, was it new Super Mario? Is it Super Mario 3D World on 3DS? Land World, where they're basically where they're like, oh, th- slide this 3D slider up, and oh man, this perspective on this totally I that was rad. I love that. <laughs> I, I never liked that. Yeah, I didn't like oh, that one. Yeah, 3D Land. I, 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 I think I also really like the 3D on the 3DS. Yeah, like all same. in all, I think Heresy. it's such beautiful <laughs> depth. And like it was all right. Not to go on like 3D land. Yeah. Yeah. There yeah. was like some pop out, some pop in. Oh, I like that right. Luigi's Mansion. Cool. I think that was another yeah. thing. Like halfway through the game, I was just like, yeah, okay. I, I liked I get it. it. Uh, but yeah, but too, I was I was sold pretty sold to get the PSVR from Moss, and then this playing this made me realize I maybe this will just sit on the shelf after that. So like right. Astrobot yeah. is a game also to use with a family, and like mm-hmm. listen, I'm not sure how. Kids do with VR, or I'm a terrible parent for putting a kid in VR. Mm-hmm. We'll, we'll yeah, see about it. You know, uh, keep the cops away. But like, definitely something where I was like, man, I think my kid this is gonna blow my kid's mind yeah. playing this game. And I think they can play it. Like, yeah, this yeah. is a fun game. You know, we all sat down as a family and played through Resident Evil. But like, you know, <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> of course. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I, th- I think this is another great game. To say like P- like VR can be here, and I'm sure this stuff is on PC. I just don't have the room or space or budget. And, to yeah, that. and I think Sony. Like, that's the thing about PlayStation VR, particular in particular this year, is I feel like they hit upon a good run of games uh, that just use a regular controller. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. And the the standing room scale VR stuff is cool, but I feel like PSVR is not equipped to do it particularly well. Like yeah, the move controllers. Right. Are, like the, their tracking solution, I think really sucks. Yes, it does. Uh, on the move for, for PlayStation, yeah, yeah, for PlayStation VR. Just I, 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 I have had way better luck with that new headset than that. Yeah, so I, I bought one of the new headsets. Also, it's, it's that, I'm still getting uh, losing, jittery controllers. And I had brought our launch office one home to play Tetris, and then I bought this new one, and I can sit farther from the TV with this yeah. new one and not have Tetris Weird. freak out. So they, that's mm. good. New camera and everything, or you same, you, camera. same camera? Same camera. It's a launch camera from Weird. five years ago. Uh, anyway, yeah, I think they they hit upon that that thing of like, okay, 
this is what we can ask of players right now. Like, yeah. hey, someday yeah. we'll get to yeah. the tracking and all this other stuff, but like right now, why don't you just sit down yes. and we'll put you in this cockpit style experience of mm-hmm. like, you know, walk yeah. through this platformer and do this sort of thing. Or not I a cockpit. That, is, or, yeah, but I mean, with yeah. this game, like that's. Well, I'm saying, like, I'm, yeah, what I'm saying is that this game is still a cockpit. In its own way. In its own way. And I think that that's, that's like, that's a good sweet spot for accessible VR right now. Yeah, uh, and, and, and it to, makes sense. And to mask that all and not have you feel like you're seeing the machine behind it in yeah. this game, I think it works. Anybody else play the Persistence on PSVR? Mm-mm. It's like a spaceship first person that, that roguelike. Like, yeah, that thing is surprisingly cool. I would check that out if you're looking for more PSVR <laughs> stuff. So, I, since it's Astrobot, does it now fall under best debut? <laughs> If it's a character, I guess not. Yeah, I mean, they even did. Uh, I don't know if it's Japan only, but there was like a level or two or a world of this before the full. Like it was part of a big oh, like was VR this in play Playroom VR. Yeah. Playroom VR is the name of that game. Is it? Was, Maybe was there's some one, of this in that. I remember reading some reviews that are like, so "Oh, this, if this was blown out to its own game, this would be cool." I bet so like it, it I, was. I wouldn't be surprised. If I think this spun off from Playroom VR. I think this is a best game consideration yeah. and probably not anything else. Mm, yeah, I, I agree. See that. I mean, you know, that's, music. that's the biggest uh, yeah. one. But yeah, I, I put some music stuff in the doc. Yeah, that is really okay. Good. Also, that hover move is kind of like Mario Sunshine. So if we want to move it up mm. our overall list, I understand. Ooh. Wow, mm. most Man. disappointing. Yeah, I could see it being a best looking consideration, but I, I think it looks great. Uh, well, whatever. That's for that's for later. And I uh, well yeah, I was gonna say the music is super repetitive. Like you know, you get to another another world and it plays it, but like you know, going through those levels and having to be the same song every. Like, there are some that are the same. On. Yeah, yeah. I don't remember the music though. particularly. Uh, we'll I remember enjoying yeah, it. I don't either. Yeah, I remember it being fun. The whole yeah. vibe mm-hmm. of it being fun. Yeah. yeah. Um. What's next? Good vibes. Speaking uh, of good vibes, what's next is the fourth Forza Horizon game. The best Forza Horizon game. Yeah. 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 Season yeah. changed everything. <laughs> it kind of did. Like, uh, that stuff has much more meaningful impact than I was willing to take at face value when they were really buzzing about that at, like, E3. Like, you know, I sat down in that demo in the fucking bowels of the Staples Center, and the guy was, you know, lavishly describing how seasons were going to change everything. And, I'm, you know, me being a fucking jaded asshole, I was like, yeah, whatever. Were they spraying water in your face? Not quite, but, you know, (laughs) the, the dude seemed real into it. And then, you know, playing it, like... Does it completely rework how you play a Forza Horizon game? No, but it does add a, multiple layers of depth to that game that just was sorely absent, I feel so like. So now that Definitely. it's been out for a few weeks, you guys probably actually definitively answer this, like, does it change the driving that much? Like, like Yeah. Um, there, it's it's, it's like, enough. Is, are the hand, is the handling different when, week when, to week? Enough when winter deal? is happening... There are certain cars I gravitate towards versus yeah. during okay. the summer. Okay, that, that is more than I expected. Because there are so many cars in this game, and a lot of times with a racing game, I, I'm sure a lot of people do this, you find one that you like a lot, and say, yeah. well, I'm going to put all my upgrades into this, this is my car. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I think the seasons do make you switch around in a good way. Okay. Where it's like, okay, this cool sports car that I was driving around in the spring, it's snowing now, so i got this big truck that I'm upgrading. Yeah. And it does make it feel different. I mean, honestly, that is the best you could hope for. You know? Exactly. Like, I, I figured at worst it would just be like a skin week to week that on the exact same game. And, you know, they, they do add events that come and go by season, right. but, but having the core gameplay change is, like, more than I would have ever expected. Yeah, they, that, they, stuff, that stuff works. Uh, it, I mean, it works as advertised. I yeah, think, you yeah. Know, yeah. Uh, I mean, yeah, it's, I'm sure. And they, they've done smart things. Like, I think the, the seasonal, uh, you know, championships that come up uh, as, as each season cycles through, I think, you know, that is a good way to sort of keep people engaged with the stuff once you've done all the, the actual races as exhibitions. To me, um, to me, that is the story of this game. As much as like the season stuff is novel and cool, like it's a proper live game now. 
Yes. Like it is right. a week to week adding content, timed events, like live players in your game well, yes. at all times. Yeah, play like, with your you friend, know, like, like multiplayer that, that emphasis, like full on. A lot of the stuff that, That's you know, kind of a lot of the, the just straight up gameplay and events and stuff are things they've done before, but, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. having other players in the world. Right. Yes. Uh, and, and having the fourth Thon things pop up to give you reasons to bring all those players together on the map, I, I think is, is just really smart. And also, uh, just that, I mean, for me at least, playing other games like this, like that psychological pull of like, oh shit, like the reset is in two days, I gotta get in there and do that yeah. seasonal event, oh, or right, I will right, have right. to wait another month to do it, you know, like they, Tug you back in there maybe more than they should be able to? Like, I fell off of three way harder than I thought I would. I was yeah. enjoying it, certainly, at the time. But, you know, there was a point where, like, I got maybe halfway through, you know, the the list of, of various races in that game. And I was just like, you know what? I've done this so many times. I just, whatever. I waited for the DLC. I tried the DLC. And I was like, eh. You know, like, I just it just never hooked me back in. I haven't lost my 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 desire to keep playing Forza Horizon 4, even as I have needed to put that aside to play other games. I have still tried to find a couple of hours to, to sneak in some races here and there. I think my biggest complaint is a lot of the UI and menu stuff. Um, it, it's not both from like a visual like design perspective. I don't like it. So it's all cluttered and spread out among you know numerous different tabs and everything. It is a little messy. But it doesn't clarify a lot. Like you know, I would win a car in a wheel spin or something, and then it's like, okay, can I only access that from this location? Or well, I'm seeing it in my garage. Oh, you're talking about stuff like it. oh, you know, like oh, you you bought the DLC, but it's like, you, do you have those cars in your garage versus yeah? Like, yeah. And what you end up having to do time. is going yeah. to like the car show and then. Downloading those cars because they're free, you, you, you own them, but they yeah. just they don't then immediately populate to your garage, that's, which is annoying. I, yeah, yeah it, it's that's I think that's something that's a trade off by virtue of them allowing you to own multiple versions of the same car, right? right if you wanted right. to upgrade them differently or have different looks or whatever, which right? I'm not interested in at all. I would much rather just be like, you have all these cars, pick them exactly, and and, yeah. and that's that. Yep. Uh, having the the whole like showroom garage concept, I think I think muddies the issue. Yeah, uh, in a way, and a lot of that stuff is really unclear, and like I, I wish there's a better fast travel system like you know you can pay to fast travel but then as you find more of these signs it costs less and i don't know like sometimes it just felt like it was getting in the way like it's not adding anything to, to the game it's just making it more of a pain in the ass to get around i mean a lot of that is i want to go to a lot of that is legacy forza horizon stuff like it's just right, sort of like yeah, how that, that game was initially yeah. built and things that they have just chosen not to get away from even as they as they you know make these sequels, I think, arguably much more dynamic games. Like, they're just, there's these rooted things that just never seem to change. And if you want to get, like, nasty about it, you could, like, Ooh. you could posit that, you know, they sell a treasure map with for real money that shows you where all the collectibles are. Right, right. Uh, and, and that that's something that may be making the fast travel a hassle <laughs> to get you to, to buy the treasure map to find all the billboards to get all, like, maybe, maybe that's why they I've do it. I've also found but... that stuff not hard to find. Uh, also, like money is not enough of a concern in that game to where like no, paying the yeah. fast travel fee is not actually that big of a deal. Yeah, um, it comes in pretty quick. And you know, if you get all the billboards, then it's free. But by the time you get all the billboards, you'll have so much money. Who cares? Yeah. Um, Let's not forget that you can earn points in this game by streaming it on the service owned right. by the game's oh, developer. Really? Yeah, yeah. And publisher, you can, you can gain yeah. XP by ah. streaming it on their service or you watching that? others. No, that's oh my God, you can dude. watch other people streaming it and get XP dude, the week that of, the way week of, as well. The week of release, people were just like streaming the title The stream. top stream was like, <laughs> really I'm doing funny. this for followers and, and it was oh just a person God. idling in a car. And, and everybody watching uh, also gets stuff out of it so they're going to watch it. Smart. It's kind of genius in a way. It's like dirty but also like, look at it go, yeah, no, that's the hustle. Are you also getting like 
like mixer points by doing that? Yeah, uh, probably. Yeah. What are yeah. mixer points? Yeah. You level up on so There's a whole thing. What? <laughs> like we're not, we are not going to get into the progression system of, this, of their streaming service. <laughs> That's beyond the scope yeah. of this. <laughs> this I don't know. It's the best ongoing game. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Season two. Um, Alex, I know you, you started to mention the character stuff in this when we were talking about, I believe it was the crew. Yes. Uh, I would also like to talk about the characters in this. They are incredibly cloying. Yeah. I mean, look. I don't know about, yeah, kind of. I was going to say corny. I mean, they're corny, yeah. but also, like, the, the, the vibe of this, and this is, this is true throughout the Force Horizon series, like, this isn't really a different thing, but every character in that game is desperate to tell you how great you are. Yeah. They will never yeah. shut up about how that. awesome you are and how, how, how rad everything you're doing at the Horizon Festival is. Yeah. And it's like, Look, man, positive reaffirmation is like cool to a point, but it just feels like these are not people. These are the voices you have programmed into the <laughs> slot machine to tell me how well I'm doing. Okay, sure. I could see that. And that's like, I really, I don't know how you fix that problem because it feels like they, this is how you get people invested in what they're doing. You have to tell them they're great it's all like the time. It's relentlessly positive. <laughs> The thing, yeah, it is, it is it, but in kind of a yeah. disingenuous way, right, or, or a very hollow way. And, yeah, like other than that, I actually do. I think the the visual style of the game, like the big flashy billboard when you mm-hmm. finish a race, that's yeah. fantastic. The dumb dancing characters yeah. and all the, the dress looping up over stuff. Over. Yeah, I it's, think that stuff's awesome. It's like eighty percent of the way to being self aware enough to be really funny. Yes. I feel like, but they don't quite get there. No, or, they're, or they're, they're, they don't nearly get or there. Or like the, the characters and and the the dialogue does not yes. ever get there. Yeah. Uh, and and maybe that stuff could be better. But, you know, it just comes across as like, we're enthusiastic about cars and racing. Yay. Yeah. You are too, probably. Right. Yay. Like as much as this is the sort of like outdoor, weird, off roadish version of Forza, I feel like it retains a little bit too much of that car showroom feel of the Forza mm-hmm. series. Hmm. It's uh, still it's like the Forza name is still in the box. Like yeah, there's yeah. still like this devotion to yeah. car accuracy that, you know, you're you know, it's not need for speed. Yeah. Yeah, uh, I was surprised with that series how it, it still goes into the like, oh, if you want to modify your drivetrain by right. two centimeters yeah. or I don't even know what the I mean, hey, they, is, they built it. Why well, not? I'm fine with all that. It's yeah. more just the, like the attitude and the tone around the whole thing. Yeah, I, I think I just want to keep all that stuff because con- I don't give a shit about cars. So it's like I want to keep that confined to the car guy game and I sure. want this to be the dumb go off ramps game. Yeah. And they've got, you know, their, hey, auto upgrade me to yeah, whatever yeah. class. It doesn't and, you, know, you, you don't ever have to look stuff. at yeah. it. No, yeah. I never messed with yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. At this point, I you know I know what most of that stuff means, but I, I know enough to know that I don't want to dig into those menus right. for Forza Horizon. Like I just don't care enough. I would put uh, this on the list for best ongoing game. Oh yeah, I would put it on for best looking. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. and I would put it on for best game. Yes, yeah, all okay. that. Does that sure. seem reasonable? Yeah, yeah. I can see. Not best game. music. Nope. <laughs> there are a few good songs on yep. an otherwise yeah. completely bland soundtrack. Yeah. I think they they've fallen into the pocket of just like we do this deal with this record label and they've got a station every time we do it and so it's like all right and the hospital record stuff is arguably the best shit on that soundtrack yeah, which is it, yeah. i don't even like their music that much generally right, i'm not into still, drum and bass but it's still like it fits the vibe of the game i guess yeah and uh, yeah it is a great game to have the spotify app running in the background totally no. running playlist yeah. are you sure you don't want groove music that's <laughs> does it integrate with the game no it does not uh, take the place do, like, of a radio no. station. No, it doesn't like bring the music down okay. during things. But like, yeah, PS4 and Xbox One, because I did it with Dead Cells too. Like that Spotify app just runs stuff in the background. Oh, it does. If you yeah. want to do podcasts or playlists, it's hmm. pretty awesome, actually. Hmm. Interesting. Um. Okay. Next up, uh, the eleventh Mega Man. Yeah. 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 What a Mega Man! <laughs> a good Mega Man. Really good Mega Man. It's a really good Mega it's Man. A really good Mega Man. I don't like the Mega Man. You don't like Mega Man? <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I really thought it was, like, 9 and 10 were cool. 
Uh, good throwbacks. Good throwbacks, but they couldn't do it again. They couldn't no. just make another old ass Mega Man again. <laughs> even even by the time they did like a ten, it was like, oh, we're doing this again. Yeah, all right, it was still good, but all right, we, we did that last time. And so they did, I think, the best thing they could, which was make an old ass Mega Man, but then also just give like one new mechanic. Mm-hmm. There's two things, but like, but the way they interact just feels like of, of a kind. Yeah, and I think it fits really well. I think it like fits in the idea with Mega Man really solid. I think it works the. The level design, the way they use it, um, and encourage you to use those upgrades is really natural. It doesn't feel like it's forcing you to do anything you wouldn't otherwise want to do. I like switching between the different uh, robot powers. Uh, was mm-hmm. that on the right yeah. stick you did that? It was yeah. really easy, I remember. And uh, giving the robot powers basically an alternate shot was an interesting thing for a Mega Man yeah, game. Yeah, like the power-up version? Yeah, yeah that was cool. I-, I thought all the bosses were fun and interesting. Their mm-hmm. levels are thematically ridiculous and, yeah. and, and fun. Inappropriate. Uh, and I, I think they make good use of the new speed up, at least the speed up power. Uh, the the, the slowdown. Sorry, yeah, the <laughs> slowdown. Well, right, the slowdown power, especially uh, when you upgrade it so that you move at normal speed. Yeah, I, I so yes, you can get a the fact that you can do modifiers on Mega Man. Also, yeah. I think is a really interesting way to make that game. Um, manageable uh, without stripping the difficulty out of it Uh, where you can go out and you can grind in a level, get enough uh, bolts to go buy a bunch of energy tanks and lives Mm -hmm. and then really make a run at that level. It's really satisfying that like sometimes you'd beat a level with zero lives left and then what you go into another level just to die right away and have to restart it. But no, now you can hop back into the shop, buy three lives and go in as normal. Sometimes I do runs on levels and then feel like, okay, I think I got this one. I'm going to go out. I'm going to buy a bunch of E tanks, buy some lives and like make a real good run at it. Yeah. But in addition to that, I think the accessibility options are good. Uh, the the base level casual difficulty yeah. I think is a really good starting like measure for like younger players. Uh, like there's like four difficulty tiers, and the the first one is very handholdy. Like you can't fall in pits. The bar uh, the bird comes and rescues yeah. rescues you every time that happens. The checkpointing is extremely generous yes. in that mode, uh, much more so than later on. It's like my son had a really good time playing through the game on that level. Cool. Uh, which, you know, this is a frustrating, on its normal difficulty, is yeah. extremely on, on its, Especially on when you think about 9 and 10 and what those games are trying to accomplish, like, it's the exact opposite of what you're describing. Yeah. Totally. Uh, and I think it looks great, too. Uh, <laughs> it is. It's sharp. It, it, for, like, bringing Mega Man back in this kind of um, 2D, 3D uh, hybrid, it, it works really well. Like, the designs are great. When you change costumes, they look good. It's not just a reskin of Mega Man. He gets full-on different helmets and gear. They put you in a little test room to test out the powers, which I think is smart. Uh, the rush powers, I think, work well for the most part mm-hmm. in the levels, the rush spring and the, and the board. And, and like I said earlier, I think the slowdown power really adds an interesting wrinkle to a very old and done formula. Tried and true, yeah. They, they really, the levels really make use of it in a way that makes you feel like you're in control and have agency of when you should be using it and not. For, sometimes you have to use it. Uh, but for the most part, like certain levels and bosses, you choose when you want to use it, when it's appropriate to use it. Uh, I didn't use the overdrive one as much where you pop it both. both of them. Or, yeah. yeah. Uh, and I wound up using, it seems to me the slowdown one was really my go-to. Even, even in sections where 
to say there's an enemy right in front of you and it's a forced scroll and be like, I'm going to use the power one and just get rid of them. The slow down one always seemed to get rid of that enemy faster. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. Or I always seem to be able to get more shots in. Right. Uh, but there's also really fun stuff in the upgrade tree outside yeah. of the game where you have an auto charging uh, mega shot or you have, um, like Ben said, the ability to move at normal rate during the slowdown, which also can screw you up <laughs> because you, I have taken it off on certain parts where you have to dodge things very uh, you know, uh, in you kind of need to be in the air longer. for a long time, yeah. right? And if you take that off, you will just drop right that back down. Yeah. And so it's like a weird thing of like, should I have this on or not? You, yeah. you think this is a, a positive? Other things that in the upgrade shop, um, the as you really move forward in the game, you can get things that uh, when you pick up a, a canister of energy, it'll go to your lowest weapon in your in yeah. your stack. Yeah, which is just smart. Yeah. It's like yeah. fun, mm-hmm. like yeah. quality of life stuff. Like, that no, is, hang on, let me pause, change the sucks, thing, right. pick it up, pause, change back. Yeah. Uh, so and and the bosses this time around also have like multi stage bosses. Yeah, they that, that was really cool because yeah. they have power gears and speed gears as well inside mm-hmm. them. So like overall, just. It's taken a long time to have a fresh, interesting take on Mega Man. I think that's worth applauding uh, for Capcom, especially going yeah. out there <laughs> and, and in, a, in a season, let's say, where some other people are trying to make Mega Man games and they're not doing mm-hmm. so well. Yeah. Uh, so for them to come out and be like, "We can do this. We we're the Mega Man people. <laughs> why can't we do this? Why can't we do this?" And then they did it, and it's like this is I thought a fantastic uh, uh, Mega Man game and just a fantastic game in general. Yeah. Here, just like, go ahead. I was going to say, here's my one big complaint. Um, they did not make it immediately clear that there is no auto-saving in this game. Yes, that's true. <laughs> so I played through all eight Robot Masters in one sitting and then lost all of that progress really? because I did not, it did not save at any oh, point. Yeah, it wow. doesn't tell you that. Um, I had that problem. So that was a bit of I a didn't get that far. I'd only gone through a couple of stages, but I had that same thing happen. I really liked this game. Yeah. <laughs> um, How do you save? Uh, you just, like, it's start. a menu option. Yeah, after the boss, you save it. Dude, what, oh, what game doesn't have autosave anymore? Mega Man. <laughs> Mega, Mega, Man. Mega Man comes from a history of passwords. So, <laughs> yeah. you know. It's not a good choice. Uh, I will also say the music, not not bad. It, like, it's not, it, it was just a little disappointing because like, very few of the themes really stood yeah. out. It all felt like very much like the same sort of like fucking happy hardcore dance beat type <laughs> yeah. shit. And I think that's just especially disappointing because of what the series is yeah. in its lineage. And it's like, well, okay, I'm not yeah. finding myself humming these tracks. Yeah, but at the same time, the number of tracks from that series that I was humming after three is very that's few. Yeah. yeah. Mega Man 2 has some of the best yeah. music on Yeah, two and three. Yes. Like the weird flashbacks to like Young Wily and full-time. Dr. Light. And some of those weapons are just fun as hell to use. Yeah, like Blockman's really weapon thing. Mm-hmm. is great. How's the replay value? Like, if you finish it, is there anything else to do? I think if you if you go for difficulty, yeah. harder okay. difficulty, yeah. yeah, the challenge. Like you're not going to get the alternate ending. Because, you know. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I ask because like you know most NES games, if you're good at them, you can finish them in like what an hour, hour and a half. So yeah. like I don't know. Yeah, like it's probably longer. A hand, than I think that. it's a handful of hours in yeah. in one sitting okay. if you're going to do it. Three this or game, four. Or first this game could be fairly brutal. Okay. I think if you yeah. if you want to go back in on okay. some of the higher. But that doesn't feel too short or thin or no. No, I, I think it's it was it's what like, I expected out of a yeah, mega. Not, it's what it needs to be. I think not enough lasting value. I forget how much they charged for. It was like thirty. I think. Yeah. That's okay. I was definitely banging my head against the wall on some levels and would have to stack up on lives yeah. to, okay. to make it through. Okay. Uh, the checkpointing gets pretty brutal as well yeah. on the higher difficulties where you get like maybe one or two during a whole stage. So you get the Wiley checkpoint and maybe one other one. Yeah, 30 bucks. So a good value. I think so. Yeah. Okay. This is one I would nominate for best game. Seven, yeah. Seventh value, maybe eight. 
Yeah. Like that. Okay. Yeah. I, I think I think best game. Uh, okay. I, I don't know if there's anything else. It's not the there's best not. looking game. I think it's sharp and crisp. The, Great debut. The style is a crisper version of the Mega Man you have known forever. I, I haven't played it, but um, having played some of the Mega Man Legacy stuff recently, uh, looking at this and the fact that the enemies look like the concept art from those <laughs> games, yeah. there's a bunch of concept Neat, right? art in those yeah. things. Like that's pretty cool. Yeah, we're finally there. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we finally like made somebody, Mega Man good. Somebody just doodled those enemies in 3D, and here they are. And it controls like a Mega Man game. Yeah, it, it feels it feels good. I wish yeah. that you stopped when you jumped through a door, but you know, on that aside, it's, mm. it's a lot to ask. Ben. Yeah, you know. it's a lot to ask. Also, he kind of screams when he dies. He does. Yeah, yeah. and so do the robot masters. Yeah. Like when you kill them, they're just like it. it you you can feel their existence exist like. <laughs> Leaving their bodies, <laughs> yeah, that's, and going into yours, yeah. <laughs> uh, so best because story. you were a monster, <laughs> yeah, like I, a monster. I think best game, yeah, yeah. All right, cool. I have written it there. Uh, Get okay. equipped with existential dread. <laughs> <laughs> uh, don't need to be equipped with that one. Um, Came standard on this guy. All right, that's another good uh, block of games mm-hmm. that we've gotten through. That brings us up to October. Uh, let's take another break, and then we'll come back with more. Getting chaotic in here. <laughs> video games. Yeah. Get rowdy. It's a, it's a party. It's a video game party. I got, I got some of this water from whenever it was I filled this up last, and I intend to drink it. I like how it just says cool sports on it. Yep. That's me. Yes. Mr. I cool like sports. a water yeah. bottle that has clothes. Are we yeah. going to rig the coolest sports here today? I can unzip. Oh, I, can, I can take this Rest down a little whoa, bit. Whoa, Velcro hey, and oh, a zipper? Yeah, whoa, whoa, whoa. I cannot post this thermos on Tumblr anymore. Hello, nurse. I'm feeling thirsty. <laughs> yeah. Hey, girl, you looking hydrated. Thirsty for discussion of the year's biggest game. Yes, absolutely, of course. Such as Assassin's Creed Odyssey. Yeah. Oh, everyone everyone just game. instinctively looked at me. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, I need to know how much of this game Vinny played before we proceed. Uh, not very much at all. Really? Like, um, like an hour and a half to Whoa. two hours. That's about what I put into. Wow. Yeah. Uh, so I am the only one who has seen any of the endings in this game, correct? <laughs> yeah, uh, I, I, I played more of it than that, uh, but but yeah. Okay. This is probably a game I'll play after, like during the break or something. 2019 game? Oh, yes. okay. Uh, but well, you got, you've got two years. Yeah, that's right. They've got some time. They've done me a favor. They're not putting out any other games in those two years. Yeah. So I am on record as loving Assassin's Creed Origins, and I think that game still is great. I think even the post-release content they put after that thing uh, more than maintained my love for it. Uh, There's some really good stuff in there. That game, that game dominated a large portion of these proceedings last year. Indeed it did, and I think very deservedly so. So it is with a heavy heart that I report that Assassin's Creed Odyssey does not hold anywhere near that level of uh, reverence for me. It is not a bad game. It is fine, and, and at times uh, it can be quite enjoyable. But it doubles down a little too hard on the volume of Assassin's Creed Origins without quite delivering on the same level of quality in terms of, you know, the story is just not nearly as interesting. Uh, the... A number of islands and bases and just everything to do in that game is voluminous in a way that is not necessarily uh, beneficial. And I think, you know, with a slightly tighter focus and a, a less of an emphasis on just a ton of everything to do, 
it might have benefited a little better, but you know, I did just about everything in Origins over the course of my time playing. And granted, it was over a longer period of time, but I never got bored with it. Whereas with Odyssey, like I felt, you know, I kind of gotten about twenty or thirty hours in, and I felt like at a certain point, not only just to finish the review, but I was just like, I don't want to do all this other stuff. Like I'm just not interested in a lot of this extra stuff that they put in here. How much of that would you say is because of Origins and the quality yeah, of Origins? Is it, was it just like too much too soon, or do you think it's something specific to the characters and the quality? What I've played to this, I I don't know that I like the player care. Like I don't know that I like Cassandra all that much. I think Cassandra is she's fine, but it's like just something about it. I don't know. I mean, she's definitely better than Alexios. I feel like he might as well not be in the game yeah. for all the people I know who have played him, which is zero. Yeah. I feel like the people that I do him. know that have really? played him have been like, hey, he's an idiot meathead. It's just kind of pointless. But I'm playing him as an idiot meathead. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But like Cassandra can be kind of a meathead too, but like she's endearing and I think she be- becomes a lot more interesting as the, the story rolls along. Is but. She- is she the first opportunity to play an entire one of these games as a female character setting, what's her name, Aveline? Yeah, Aveline, right? In a main yeah, line. Yeah, of yeah, yeah, in a main game. console. Yeah, that is correct. Because I think she was just handheld. Well, no, they, they eventually brought yeah. that game to PS3 well, uh, or 4. Yeah, right. they did a port. There was a, a syndicate that had like, the option. Oh, right, right, right. But, but that that was, was, but that it was an interwoven. Yeah, so, and... Yeah, so I, there is that, and I think that you know parts of her journey are are very compelling, but I think both the quality of Origins and the recency of Origins do not do this game any favors. Yeah, I was going to ask if it's possible for you to put yourself in a headspace where Origins never existed. I mean, I like, guess, but I, like, I, this game is doing so much. Like so much of this game's DNA is owed to what well, they, sure, they but let them with Origins. Say it was all Origins. conceived for this. Like, do you think do you think you like this game more if Origins had never existed? Maybe, but also I just don't think a lot of the story is very good. Like, I I hmm. think the the main family plot has moments that are really interesting when I, it, we're going to get into a little bit of spoilers here when the stu- when you find your mother eventually after a long stretch of of kind of hunting for her i think she becomes a very interesting factor in a lot of the cassandra's decision making going forward uh but the way they tie that up is deeply unsatisfying um the 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 number of different systems that are all working there, like you know, there's the whole cult target system. There's the mercenaries. There's all these different things that are all kind of uh, playing into each other. They don't all feel like they fully fit together, and there's just too many of them. Like I, after a certain point, I gave up on even finding all the cult targets, which I think is the last main ending. Is you get all the cult targets and finish it off, and then they're like, oh, by the way, these were the Templars, and it's like that's fine. I should want to do that. By the time I got there, I was so burned out. I just wanted nothing more to do with it. And I've tried to go back a couple of times since then and be like, hey, you know, maybe I'll finish off these targets. I'll see the last ending and I'll, I'll be done. I just, I just haven't wanted to do it. Hmm. And that's really bummed me out. That sounds disappointing. It is. It I, think, I think it is overall a disappointing game. Um, it's not bad. Like I said, there are, there are parts of it that I think are, are pretty well done. There's one thing I would like to nominate for uh, best moment or sequence. Uh, there's a quest line. That is, and I'm not nominating this because I think it's especially good, but it is some of the most prime, ridiculous Assassin's Creed bullshit uh, anywhere in this series. Uh, the Pythagoras quest line, uh, the whole, the whole, just, just the meat of that whole thing is so profoundly fucking stupid that I kind of couldn't help but clap at it. 
Are you doing? Are you doing is, math? Is he the Pythagorean theorem guy? Yes. Oh, okay. And they, I, I, we'll talk about it more when we actually get to that category. But I will say the way that they shoehorn him in, despite the fact that he died 150 years before the the events of this game. <laughs> ah, yes, historical accuracy, the hallmark of the. Uh, they they go to <laughs> some lengths to get there, and where all that goes is just mwah in terms of stupidity. <laughs> And I think best looking. I, I think that you know okay. even oh, I think what they do with the Greek Isles and and kind of just sort of rendering out that world, it's gorgeous. You know, I mean, it's gorgeous in very much the way that Origins was. But I I I think that you know it is still probably one of the best looking games of this year. Okay. Does this have the nice history DLC that Origins had? I don't like think it has. Museum any, it does The first DLC is this like a is, is exploration is, mode was it called? Yes, I and I don't think they've added that to this. Oh, I love that. Well, that I think that was a late addition even to It was. Is, sure. Yes, but, but as far as I know, they have not added that to this yet. Okay. Um, this is set before Origins, right? Uh, like 300 years before. How beforehand. did they make a game called Origins and then make another game directly because after it that <laughs> takes place before that? Um, well, if, if you will uh, allow me to explain, Origins was uh, designing the origins of the Brotherhood, whereas Odyssey is telling the origins of the Templars. Oh, thanks. Okay. Glad I asked. And also technically kind of takes place after... The the outside the animus stuff is yes set the Layla the stuff takes okay. place so later it is on. kind of a sequel to that okay and that stuff not especially meaningful uh, I will again discuss that at greater length when we start talking about the Pythagoras stuff okay. um, but I would say that it is not well integrated into the larger story and when it does finally come around in a meaningful way boy they just lay it on real thick great I'm looking forward to having that conversation okay sounds like an interesting game yeah. All right, moving on. Mm-hmm. Um, it says here on the list the next game is Super Mario Party. But that can't be right. Appears, there appears to be a note from the editor that says, sorry, but no. Wait, well, no, actually uh, it said sorry, but yes. Yes, and I believe the editor may have corrected that mistake. Yes. We, don't um, have, we, did, we actually don't have a worst game category this year. So it's good know. that we have these rigorous Mario editorial standards to prevent this. It's bad. It's no. one of the best Mario Parties it's ever. It's one of the worst Mario Parties it's ever. It's the best since at least wow. Mario Party so 3. Good. Completely uninspired. Please tell me you're wow. actually Seriously, I am. I was doing no, a bit. No, I'm no, not no. doing a bit. I have things to say too. Yeah, please go ahead. <laughs> okay. I have like, lots of things. Like the world, the world in which someone has actually given the new Mario Party like a sincere critical appraisal yeah. and think yeah. it's terrible. I I'm going to give that. I'm so excited. Okay. What do you think? It's terrible? No, I oh. think it's really good. I have played a ton of it over the Same. last uh, couple months. So, hear me out. The other Mario Parties. Have you guys played them? I'm familiar. Okay, you're familiar. I have always loved that series. Because of how much of a dumb bullshit thing it is. I don't want to say my love for it was ironic. Mm -hmm. It wasn't. I really liked them. But I have always, always, always known that there was bullshit at the core of Mario Party. I will say I had a very sincere love for it. I played it with my sister growing up. This is very much a staple of my childhood. Me too. Yeah. Sincerely. That's what I'm so. saying. Like, it, yeah, it is sincere yeah. here. It is not do you think that that's, Do you think that the core of Mario Party is getting one over on... On youngsters. No. I played it by myself because I, I didn't have any friends or siblings. I played with my, sister. I played my older sister. So she'd be pulling over on me. Okay. That's all right. All right. Okay. I think we've established okay. the baseline you, pedigree here. Like, okay. you know, you're, you're talking about the screw job at the end of every match. Yeah. yeah. There's a love of Mario Party. There's a love of Mario Party while also acknowledging that the minigames and some, the controls and the things that happen are complete bullshit. There has been some joking when I've said it's a game of skill. Sure. Because there is absolute bullshit yeah. permeating every bit of that game's existence and has been since the very first right. one. And that, that is part of Dan shows his face. Yeah. <laughs> that is part of its beauty is the bullshit. 
And uh, I, I, hey, I, I respect bullshit like few people do. So I, I'm I understand how someone could have that take. Okay. I, I, yeah. Okay. The, the perfect distillation is we did the PAX thing, Mario Party Five, with Drew in the way that like I was winning the whole goddamn game. And it seemed like there was no way I would lose, and then just like a mountain of bullshit happened, and then Drew won, and it yeah. was amazing. That, that game is that series is able to get reaction. I like that your one example of bullshit happening is when it happened against you. <laughs> That's the only time it happened. Dan, I would okay. also like you winning okay. because yeah. of skill. I would Got also it. like um, just mention you have spent two minutes not talking about the current Mario okay, Party current game. <laughs> okay, nine and ten were bad games yeah. that were yes. not not bad in the normal Mario Party bullshit mini game. No, they were trying new things that just did not work. That Bowser right. mode was a little cool, but that was it. Right? Did they had yeah? But the the getting in the car and going around oh, that, that sucked. Out. Wait, so you have five more seconds. Okay. Imagine being able to distinguish between good and bad Mario parties. <laughs> this one goes back to the basics in the good way by having, you know, normal... I, I know what you're about to say, and I we'll mean, get to that. I, I can tell you the good and bad Insane Clown Posse albums, so I, I'm, I'm just assuming it's a similar, okay, it's a similar okay. situation. Sure. <laughs> but you know what? You also did the normal thing, which was when you grew up, you stopped listening to Insane Clown Posse altogether. Yeah, sure, but they got this. It's because the albums got bad. Uh-huh. Why, I why, like Mario Party. Why is this Mario Party so good? Okay, because it goes back to the, it got rid of the dumb shit they did with nine and ten, the car thing. We can agree yeah. on that. Yep. And it brought back. I know you've got issues with the boards. We can no, talk about those no, in a second. Talk, talk about your pros. Okay, the pros are goes back to the basics and introduces new things that work. Like you still got the core board Mario Party mm-hmm. thing going on. You can't do fifty turns, board but you know you twenty yeah. or thirty. Um, but the new stuff they do, like there is a two versus two mode that like actively changes what you were doing in that game and opens up like a weird layer of strategy. So it uses right. the same boards, but instead of following like a path with the occasional branch, it is like a full on grid. So if me and him are on a team, I can be like, all right, why don't you go up to the kind of northeast here and you get that key? It looks like we need that key or this fruit pick to like get this watermelon bridge out of the way or something like there's breaking up like okay you go get allies and stuff and get coins i'm going to work for the way towards the star you share items and stuff so the thing he gets i can use to get up to this new area and everything you can stop on the other guys along the way and take their coins uh in in, in every mode there's this new ally system where mm-hmm. you can get people to do i know he doesn't like this i either. love it i, love I think it it's too. so nice you get you get people to join your party so they will yeah. roll like a one or two die for you like it you can it can only roll one or two mm. and you also get their die and each character you play will have a different die option yeah and then so, they start showing up in the mini games yes. and give you extra lives for some yeah. reason yeah so yeah. Like, let's say there's and the cpu will play for you and win the game for you so you don't even have to touch the controller even that, more that's good to have out that doesn't always happen though there's specific always special games that will have that option but i do think the getting to choose which die you use is pretty cool like it's an interesting Agreed. way to strategize of like, well, this is sort of a risk reward of like I might not move at all and lose coins if I roll this one, but like I might the Wario also roll die a has a chance to give you it's like plus two coins, minus two coins, two, four, six, six or something. Right, is and your, like I like playing option. a shy guy, and it's like zero and then all fours. So it's like for the most part, it's pretty consistent. I'm just gonna move, play it safe, but also sometimes I want to get spicy and use my like Bowser die or whatever. And, and they use the ally stuff smartly when they do it in mini games because like it's only on occasion, but it's kind of hilarious if like let's say me and him get like five people in our squad. So every time we roll, there's like seven people rolling, and then we do like a soccer mini game where it's us against you guys, and you guys don't have many, or we use the dueling glove to steal your allies. We've got like a whole squad of people on one side against you too. Like it gets kind of like hilariously lopsided. So they put the. So they- more horse shit. Yeah, more yeah, horse yeah. shit in the mini games now. Like the one yeah, area like the, where there wasn't horse shit. It was pure. 
the one area that was untouched. Well, I'm glad that they have embraced what Mario Party has always been and just said, like, oh, it's all bullshit now. Mm. Uh, I, I also know. really I... like the, uh, they added a kind of a co-op mode. It's like a four-player, you're riding down a river, um, and you're, like you do co-op minigames. I don't and like I think, that because you're on a team. Yeah, <laughs> Dan said it goes against the spirit of Mario Party. But, really but you like this 2v2 thing. The 2 versus 2 mode is genuinely really, really good. Okay. They also just have a ton of different modes. If, like, one's not your jam, like, if you don't want to play with people, you can do the 2v2 one, yep. or there's, like, a rhythmic mode, which I really like. Uh, and I will um, say the mini games are probably up there with the best they've yes. been. I, I really love the mini games in general. I think there's a lot of good mix between, like, this will have some kind of, like, counting strategy, or, or it also uses the uh, HD uh, Rumble, HD Rumble mm-hmm. so well. Yeah, the Acorn Box games, one. Yeah, where, like, Acorn Boxes... Or like, oh, I'm like, there are three things, and they have like a specific rumble to them. These three enemies. The motion controls feel good. Like there's yeah. one where you have a cube of steak, and you have to sear it on every yeah. side, so you're flipping a little pan. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of them is called Slapperazzi, uh, so and good. it's great. And one of them is called Pie Hard. Oh. Um, where I think this game really falters is uh, the stages are just really um, bad. So they're confined. Um, they're smaller than they usually are. Uh, you're playing with fewer turns because I think they realized how boring it is to go around these stages where nothing happens Hang over on. and over again. Smaller boards, fewer turns. <laughs> this sounds okay to me. Now, what if we can get everybody into a car or something <laughs> and really just tighten this experience up? And I, I know I'm in the minority on this, but I really appreciated a lot of the board design of kind of the mid Mario Party games. Like the GameCube's. Um, yeah. yeah. And even like, t- even two, I think, had some fun stuff. Oh, I love two. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I think two's one of the best yeah, overall. Definitely. But um I would probably one, I, I two seems like one of like yeah. maybe the high water mark. Yeah. 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 You remember that. But there's just something about the boards in this one where it's like the happening spaces are boring, like uh, there, so there's one, it's a bomb bomb themed map, and there's like a big bomb in the middle. And uh we played it twice, me and my friends, and the first time we played it, like there are, you know, the question mark spaces do something to the board. You lay on a question mark space and a ticker t- counts down. We're like, oh, shit, what's going to happen when this ticker goes down? I bet something crazy is going to happen because mm-hmm. Mario Party is all about crazy bullshit. <laughs> Didn't happen the first game on a 20-turn game. We tried it again on the second game, and you lose half your coins. And that's it. That's pretty crazy. Though. That's what? Yeah. crazy. Yeah. And that's the most interesting thing on that board. Like it, Everybody loses half their coins? or Everyone who's in a very is. narrow space of... Spaces. Okay. The great. Mm-hmm. It's just like boring, man. It's just like I, the stuff you're doing outside of the game. Like, there's more options than ever. I like the ally system is a flawed concept, but I like the risk they took with it. I just think that it's a little. Un, I think there's just a lot of flashiness around this game without a lot of substance. I, I won't argue that the boards are the best the series has seen. I, I don't think they're terrible, but yeah, they are smaller, and I don't know, just the themes, there's less of them. Yeah. There's basically like four like mm-hmm. kind of traditional ones, uh, including one you can unlock. I actually like that one you unlock uh, quite a I bit. I like the fruit it. one a lot. The fruit, one the fruit one's my favorite. Yeah. 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 I feel like each board just has like one thing it does, and that's kind of its thing. Uh, I do. I feel like there's a lot of sort of like teleporting around the boards with the pipes, which I feel like I haven't seen in in the other Mario Party games as much. Especially in that fruit one, like when right. it comes like the like, only way to get around. Yeah, the... I think that's sort of an interesting strategy of like, well, should I just keep riding this around because I figure Toad or whatever, whoever it is, is going to get that star. So like, why should I warp over there? Yeah. Stars anyway. only cost ten coins now, which is heresy. But sometimes you can go to a capsule machine, and they can be five coins, or they mm-hmm. can be twenty coins. It's uh. 
This changes everything. They ruined the game. It's it's the most excited I've been about Mario Party since the 60s. Right. I, I mean, like really at least they're taking chances with it. With it. Like, yeah. I feel like that's as as someone who has looked at all of those previous games. <laughs> I think my main criticism is just like it's another one of these fucking things. I, I can like, show you some stuff. There's just there's just I no no. Do you want to see it? I can show you. I, I got the board unlocked with the thirty turn thing. No, I'm very okay. different in a way that like nine and ten also felt very different, but this feels like the. A mainline Mario Party game that they took some interesting risks on, and I—I I was being a little harsh when I said it's one of the worst. I think it's just very middling. I really like a lot about it. I have—I've had a lot of fun with it. I think it's super fun to play with people. I played a lot on my own and still enjoyed it. It also has a few modes that I think just uses the Switch really well again, where they have these sort of like top-down. You look at them. There's this one kind of baseball one that I think is like a real highlight where it sort of looks like this kind of toy kind of tilt shift baseball thing, and you mm. can play it docked or undocked. Um, but it's just, it's really just a fun little baseball game, uh, that I just, I think is really enjoyable sort of outside of all the kind of Mario Party stuff as well. Cool. Also another bummer is you can only use Joy-Con, like a single Joy-Con to play. Yeah. Uh, which if you don't like using the Joy-Con, that's nope. a huge bummer. Yeah. But it is I such a like, simple. I know. Yeah. I feel like the controls are so simple. I didn't, at first I was like, what is this bullshit? Me too. But then the, I started playing and I was like, oh, okay, I get it. Like clearly they designed Rumble. it around that. Yeah. 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 It's usually like yeah. one button yeah. and a stick. Oh, so you can't like, use the pro controller? No. 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 Yeah. It, it's one action button basically and a stick, like yes. you said. And then also like the, the motion stuff on occasion yeah. pops up. And the motion stuff isn't that bad. Like I yeah. really didn't no. like the Wii it's Mario parties that much. I didn't like, like I didn't like Warrior Smooth Moves. Like motion stuff doesn't have a with the hammer. Uh, microphone. Uh, which one came with the hammer? A hammer. What? what? Fucking, uh, there was a like hammer, to break hammer the controller. Maybe that was a Blockbuster exclusive thing. <laughs> I, don't I don't know. I don't have a computer control. in front of me or something like that. But. <laughs> no, it's uh, a couple of them came with a microphone. But um, I, yeah, I was weird when I, Thank you. when I saw they were going to do motion mind. stuff, I was kind of like, eh, you yeah, know, I'm not, yeah. not big on this. But it, it works fine. Like you said, the, the meat cooking one is fine. There's like a whole separate rhythm game thing you can do. Or, oh yeah, yeah. And like it's I, fine. I, yeah, I like the I'm rhythm game. I thought that, it was really but, fun. Yeah, it's like so short too. I feel like it's like just the right amount of kind of rhythm mini games. And I'm like, cool. On to mm. the next thing. Yeah, just I appreciate it as just like another thing of content mm. in this game that it's yeah. kind of a surprising amount in for a Mario Party. Like it, it's it's weird how much you have to unlock. Yeah, I'm still unlocking stuff. Yeah, I play yeah. a ton of it. So. So we're still playing. What do you unlock? Oh yeah, yeah. Different for the modes, holidays, it sold stages. switches to people. Yeah. <laughs> like my sister's fiance is buying a switch because of that game. <laughs> You're a bad person. <laughs> uh, would you put this in any categories? I would put it in best game. I think it's going to be on my top ten. I don't think I know it won't get support in this room, but I really love this game. I think it's the best Mario Party I've played. As, it, as per the standards of this game of the year proceeding, we'll write it down. I and will now it. write it down. I would like to add it to most disappointing. Okay. <laughs> High highs and low lows. Sort of an intense split. I also can find no evidence of that hammer control. Okay. Maybe, maybe you dream that. Does it, <laughs> yeah. Does it earn the name at all? It Is it truly like super? New, yeah. yeah. I think yeah. it's super. I think it's a, it's a rebirth for the series. Right. It feels very much like it took <laughs> the good parts of all the other series. It stripped away the icky parts. And like, yeah, there are some parts that could be more fleshed out. The boards mm. could have more going on, certainly. But it, I do think it feels like what you want Mario Party to feel like while still having really good mini games, while still offering new mechanics. And like I think all the like team mode stuff has been really cool. Mm-hmm. Cool. Does that mean that Switch is a super system by Nintendo standards? If it's getting games like, with yeah, super. Yeah. I don't know how it feels. It's the Super Wii U. Are we going to get a <laughs> new Mario Kart reboot that is Super Mario Kart? I don't know, if I'm, I don't know how I feel about that. <laughs> hmm. Yeah. Okay. It, I'm not ready for that. Let's not go there right, yet. Check, this, check this out. Check yeah. this out. 
Super Mario Brothers. No. What do you oh, think? This oh. makes no Holy sense. Shit. Okay, how about this? Okay. Super, Super Mario Brothers. Wow. That feels like something Nintendo would do. Okay. Yeah. But it'd be like a Wario game somehow. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I'm on board. Yeah. It's All right. a very good Mario Party. Yeah. <laughs> That's not pop. Sounds like it's the most disappointing Mario Party. Yeah. That's what I'm hearing. Did we... I feel like I just blacked out for 20 minutes. No, where where we are did. we? I don't and know. We are up to the next game okay. in our Game of the Year discussion. Um, the next game, which uh, Alex urged me to add over the break, which I just wrote as the short title, is The Missing. Hang on. The Missing, J.J. Macfield and the Island. Island of Memories, right? Correct. Okay, I got it. Yay! Yay. Did it. Yay. Yay. That's a mouthful. Uh, it's the new game from Swery. Yes. Which I think I'm the only person that played. Anybody? Uh, it is. It has been in my queue, but I did not get a chance to play it prior to these discussions, which I'm bummed about. I wasn't quite prepared to come in here and talk about it. Yeah. <laughs> to prepare. Did you finish it, Brad? No, I haven't, oh. I haven't gone back and played it since the quick look, but I would like to finish it. Because I hear it gets weird. Did no, not like that it's it? not weird already. <laughs> yeah, started out a little weird. So wait, yeah. what is this game? It's a it's a two D or well two D gameplay like a side scrolling kind of puzzle platformer, uh, where you're this girl JJ stranded on an island. You're looking for your friend Emily slash love interest. Uh, things get weird. Um, the, the core puzzle mechanic, which they don't unveil for about an hour into the game, is that you can injure yourself on things and like dismember yourself slash burn yourself to death slash what else is in there? Uh, like break every bone in your body to solve puzzles? In service of solving puzzles? Is this kind of one of those And like, then magically heal yourself whenever you feel like it. Tomb Raider gore poor things? No. No, no, no. Like no, never no, dead? No, 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 no. What's that? Is it like never dead? I couldn't tell. Pl- first no. of all, do not invoke the name yeah. of never dead <laughs> in my presence. <laughs> But no, it's, 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 I think it's something a little different than that. It's like an interesting sounding mechanic. I, mean, I can't imagine how it plays out, though. It's like, really it's grim. I can't picture. Kind of grotesque looking. Yeah. Like she screams a lot as it's happening. Uh, like an early, an early example is you need to get through this tiny opening with like spikes all around it. And the way you do it is by throwing yourself on the spikes over and over until you're nothing but a severed head. And then you can launch the severed head through the tiny opening. It sounds like never. Actually, dead. that part does sound a little like <laughs> dead, if I'm being honest. And then reform yourself on the other side. Do you need your pieces to reform you, or it grows out of the head? Uh, it all just sort of magically animates back together. Okay. Sometimes you'll, like, sever an arm and use it to throw at things to activate a thing. It's a strange thing. Okay. Let's say almost like a stubs the zombie sort of thing um, in a weird yeah. way. But, oh, I mean, it, it, it kind of came out of nowhere. Yeah. Like, uh, Swery had announced that they were working on that other game, The Good Life, which was yeah. the one that they had done the uh, the the Kickstarter for. Was that the Cat Detective one? Or That's was the that Cat Detective one, one okay. uh, which which has not come out yet. And then yeah. this kind of just sort of surfaced out of nowhere as the first official game from, from White Owls. Is that uh, his studio? That's his studio, okay. yeah. So I, like I said, I've had this in my queue for a bit. I've been looking forward to sitting down and playing, because I don't think it's super long. I think it's like six hours long, um, but I just haven't had a chance to get to it yet. This is a game that got spoiled for me, um, and it actually made me want to play it more, because uh-huh. hearing how the ending kind of changes your perception of the story made it seem really fucking cool and I'm yeah I'm looking really yeah. looking forward to playing it. Yeah, I don't know what that is but hearing that there is a thing makes me want to see it through. Also sounds crazy to say in a year with Donut County but I think it's my favorite in-game cell phone of the year. Okay. Wow. It's got some really good stickers. Um yeah, the stickers are oh my god, so I would 
Just, as, just as you bought Donut yeah. County to get the Donut County to get the duck, like if they made a sticker. But there's a lot of cursing in these stickers. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Hell yeah. There's a lot of cursing. Shut the fuck up. It's pretty good. There's a character named FK. Okay. Yeah. Like it feels reminiscent of Swery's past work, let's say. Although in this case, FK is your stuffed animal. Okay. Who is texting you from who knows where? Mm. The, the coffee. Yes. Yeah. Basically. Um, mm-hmm. The cell phone is basically used as like a sort of retroactive storytelling device because mm. it's like every time you hit like every time you collect certain collectibles or hit a story point or whatever, it will fill in old text message conversations that happened before the game takes place. So you're kind of going back and reading text conversations so that J.J. had with other characters. So it's J.J.'s cell phone? Yes. How does J.J. keep the cell phone after it becomes a dismembered mess? I don't know. Yeah, yeah, one I, of those, like, runners. There you go. Taps his tape to her head. <laughs> that's probably how that works. Okay, okay. So, thank you. Sorry. That's, that's, not, the, that's not the That's the part that breaks it. I would be yeah. foolish, yeah. yeah. Uh, yeah, like the very first text in the game you get is from FK, the stuffed animal, and it's just like, hey, what's up? And she just responds with, yeah. One of those giant stickers that just her squinting her eyes and it says, what the fuck? <laughs> like, it's just the weirdest nice. stuff. Yeah. You should, you should check it out. Uh, it's available only on PC? No, it's on... I think it's on... I think it's on... I think it's PC, Xbox, PS4, and Switch. Damn. Uh, any categories you'd, you'd put this in? I, well, I see I didn't finish it, so I don't really feel mm. confident enough to say. Yeah. And like uh, the ending sounds cool, but only knowing that without any context. It would yeah. not make me want to nominate it for anything. I mean, like, you know... It, it, it doesn't look amazing. It looks fine. Like I, I, If anything, it would be story, but I haven't seen the whole story, so I can't say for Watching sure. Watching you solve puzzles and stuff like that, it seems like interesting mechanics. Yes, there yeah. are some interesting yeah. puzzle mechanics in there. Although it does, stuff. it also starts getting kind of obtuse, like at the end of that quick look with yeah. that weird body part thing. Oh, it was a yeah. little bit strange. Does but, it have style? Uh, kind of. Like the cell phone the stickers is... stickers have a style. Yeah, the, yeah. Cell, the cell phone is a cool thing, but the rest of the game looks kind of, I don't know, it's fine, but not... Not mind-blowing. Amazingly remarkable. All right. So I'm glad we talked about it. Okay. More people should play it. I'm going to. Okay. Fine. Um, Call of Duty. They made another Call of Duty. Uh, So this is a game you can dismember yourself, Mm -hmm. solve puzzles, and uh, cell phone stickers are incredible. Yeah, you text your teddy bear. Yeah. Uh, I think Black Ops 4 is really good. I I was surprised, honestly. Uh, Playing it prior to release, it just... You know, it, it seemed a little plain. It seemed like some of the ideas that they had for, hey, we're going to, you know, make it so you manually heal and, and some of this different stuff just seemed like uh, change for change's sake. Uh, and it seemed like, you know, a, a game that was just like kind of past its prime. Um, but getting it in hand and being able to really spend time with it and go through all the unlocks and stuff like that, just, you know, purely just the competitive multiplayer. I think they've done a lot of really smart stuff that actually... I think this is what Black Ops 3 should have been in a sense because Black Ops 3 had some of the similar, like, oh, you pick a character with an ability set and then you put a loadout on top of it. But in Black Ops 3, it just, the the abilities were, you know, each character had two of them, so you weren't sure which, you know, if you looked at a silhouette of a character, you weren't necessarily sure which one they might have had. And it just, it it felt half-baked. This feels like, them making good on a lot of those ideas in ways that uh, I would not have expected, honestly. Like it's it's uh, making those kind of character abilities and like ultimate abilities and stuff actually cool and relevant and stuff. Like you, you start to get that feel for team makeup and go like, okay, I see that they have two of the fucking dog guy on it. That means I have to shoot these asshole dogs. 
uh, all the time. Uh, Some of those abilities are kind of outlandish for a Call of Duty game, like the slam and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. Like, like more, more kind of like mobile and like, yeah, you know, physical. Yeah, but, but, then, but then also, like gun-based but stuff. some of it is tactical stuff like, oh, I can, you know, the entire team can see enemies through walls on a pulse for about yeah. a minute or right. something, you know. So, like, they they do a lot of different stuff. And so, depending on your play style, you're going to be like, oh, I'm going to take the guy that his ultimate is just everyone gets healed up to beyond maximum health for one spawn here. Uh, and, and that's a cool thing to have. Uh, and... I think that they've just done a, a really great job at kind of varying up their competitive multiplayer. I think they've they've got really good maps. Uh, they've pulled back, they've pulled in maps from previous Black Ops games that, like, again, on paper, you're like, oh, you know, I guess that map was okay. But like, in practice, with these new abilities, especially, you're like, shit, these were the right choices. Like, basically, it just it, it feels like they had, had they, they made a bunch of changes. They were either really smart or like calculated risks. And like I feel like most of them paid off, and and that this feels like the best the competitive multiplayer has been in you know three years or more. I've been enjoying it a lot. Do you find the menus really confusing? Because yeah, I yeah, do. Yeah, I, I find the menus. I mean, they, terribly confusing. they have also patched them like they've they've really? modified the menus like two or three times okay. since launch. Yeah. Like in some kind of recognition of just like oh this should just say custom games instead of a weird slider because people think you go here to turn the sound down. Yeah, I thought that was an option. Yeah, yeah. so they they fixed that and yeah. But it's it's, even still like, I've been playing a lot of it and I really enjoyed a lot, but it's even stuff like the main cosmetic unlocks you get is like within this weird deep sub menu that like you can only access from like a different section of the game, which Mm. is like too complicated for like the thing. Like I haven't made any new classes for my guns really. I just use their main loadouts because I feel like it's just sort of a slog to do it. I think the stuff, the the cosmetic changes are the ones that are that are always weird. Like the wheel right. of like tags and gestures and stuff is the yeah, one that's just I like I don't have like all. it's just and like I remember the first time I jumped into a zombies mode and had no fucking clue what any of those menus are. There's like yep. four oh. different customization so, menus and yeah, but also they have a better tutorial for zombies than they've had in a good long time. I, I don't, I still don't like zombies, yeah. but I still feel like this is the closest I've come in an, maybe ever to maybe being able to engage with that because their tutorial is a little bit better. It's better, but it's still I still think the writing is lame. I still like, think there's, there's, there's a bunch there's, of hidden stuff. There's that weird is, single use items yep. that I didn't know were single use. So I bought oh, a yeah, bunch yeah, of yeah. them and just used them in my fashion. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Burned through all my currency. Thanks. Yeah. That was the thing. I, I didn't, I haven't played zombies in this mode, but I played it in black ops two when I was playing a lot of that with like a roommate who loved it. And mm-hmm. I feel like that's the only way to play zombies is to find someone else who loves it. They tell you what to do. They tell yep. you all the strategies and then, like, maybe it'll click for you or maybe it won't. But, like, I yeah. feel like that's very much a thing that's for the people who have been playing it for each generation totally. of this game. Yeah, so I think I think they've done maybe a better job at explaining zombies to people than they usually do. But it's still it's still that mode. So it is, It's a bummer that it's like that because I yeah. wanted to – I didn't play any of the other Black Ops. I wanted to hop in and try all three modes equally and – yeah, mm. uh, I think Blackout Mode's really good. It's probably my favorite Battle Royale mode right yes. now. I like uh, it. It's, I, I, though I, I've kind of moved away from it because I'm just playing so much competitive multiplayer instead. Really? Yeah, yeah. I, I find I don't like the Blackout so much just because I think I was wanting something much more different from PUBG, and this sure. feels like a polished PUBG. Like, they have the perks, they have some other things, but it doesn't get rid of my issues of, like, well, I'm spending a lot of this time looting for stuff. I don't really even know if it's good or not because I don't have time to use it. By the mm. time I run into someone, I'm probably going to be dead anyway. So I, I feel like I've played, uh, like I, I was playing a ton of Blackout mm-hmm. early on, yeah. and you know, I really appreciate the 
Like it, it's it's because of the number of items and stuff. It, it's got a very different feel from PUBG. Yeah. Okay. Where it's like you collect so many healing items that by the time you get to the end game, there are these more tactical considerations about like, oh, backing off is actually way more viable here than you might think because you can heal really quickly, get all the way back up to full health, and then char- kind of charge back in. Uh, and and that stuff's interesting. Also, the, the zones have like a lot more verticality than yeah. in a PUBG yeah. will most of the time. Yeah, the the named areas and stuff. Yeah. Like, uh, yeah, like I know that map more than I know the PUBG map, more, and more than I know the Fortnite map for sure. And the uh, sheer amount of looting you can do, like you go into any room and there's gonna be like eight things up. <laughs> yeah, there. that is There's-ish. a detriment to me. Item, item, item scarcity does not seem to be a philosophy here. Well, from what I've seen, I don't know. I like the fact that I, I do feel like I'm constantly making progress by finding things, and then I also feel like I don't have that thing where I've been looking for shit for 40 minutes, then I get shot, and then it's done. Like Because of the shorter length of time of these rounds and everything. Yeah. Worst case scenario, let's say you just find a bunch of bullshit, and you don't get to shoot anyone, and then you just die. Eh, at least you got to loot a bunch of stuff really fast, and then you died before you wasted We know how much you know. love looting, like- man. <laughs> yes. I feel like great. for me it still feels too long. I think I also am just like not the person for this mode. I didn't really mm. care for PUBG. I'm like fine with Fortnite. I feel like that's fast and feels different. Um, but I I don't know. I, like, I think it's just not a mode for me, but it didn't get rid of those issues for me. I still feel like I spend a lot of time looting and then a lot of time running around hoping I run into someone and then they run into me and I'm dead. I, I felt this was more snappier personally for, than PUBG for me just because I feel like the firefights uh, felt more dynamic. I wasn't just getting like out in the open and then sniped instantly. Like yeah. most of the times when I died, I saw the person who killed me, and I thought yeah. maybe like, I could have done that a little different. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah definitely. Yeah, yeah. With, with the with the abundance of items and the like speed of healing and all that stuff. I mean, would you say this is kind of a more arcade like yeah they've done great work with the ui for like equipping stuff yeah. on yeah. a console that's, control the ui that is, is definitely that is really great a massive improvement uh, and like the little challenges is a, is a nice touch like of how to unlock different characters yeah, that stuff's really neat uh, die with three pieces of whatever on yeah, uh, yeah. It, it's it's like bizarre but it's, it's yeah. a little cool. gimmicky yeah. but yeah it's, i like it do they have vehicles yeah yeah helicopters are pretty fun can you go up yep yeah people can shoot and Air only, you. Yeah. only if you're a pro. <laughs> I played last night and it was me and Pat Gill and we were in a helicopter and we were like having fun and then immediately just got shot down, yeah. which was also can, fun. Can you parachute like, out? Yep, before yeah. wingsuit, wingsuit out. So like yeah. once you get hit, can you jump? Do you have time to jump out or you just blow up um, and die? I don't. I was I was like, a passenger. There's a, there's a lock on was, alarm. Yeah, I heard no, the alarm okay. and I was like, what is this? And then I was like, ah! <laughs> I mean, exactly how it works. first and foremost, it feels like this one maybe more than any other recent Call of Duty has at least something kind of for anyone who likes Call of Duty. Like yeah. enough of the modes deliver that like if as long as there's some there's some variation in there for you the engaged call of duty player yeah, right? I, think, so, I needed this because i i like campaign that was still the thing that sure. I, I always played the campaigns always liked them yeah, yeah. big dumb action movies i loved them uh i i started getting fatigued on the traditional multiplayer even by the time that the black ops 3 like hero character stuff came around yeah and so like i played a little bit of it here and it's still not for me and i'm still kind of fatigued the on the thing yeah, I like the the. I know uh, you were saying you liked it, but like, I, it's just it's not for me. I don't like the hero based stuff or whatever. And I've always disliked zombies. So like, blackout is the thing that makes me like this game. Is because every other element they either double down on stuff I don't like or took out the things I do like. But then they introduced blackout mode, which is just so there's like, still something there for you. Yeah, and it's enough. Like honestly, I was like ninety five percent of my time with this game has been blackout, and that's been enough. If it was just blackout mode, I would have happily bought it and had a great time with it. Hmm. Mm. Yeah, I I, I still kind of miss some of the simplicity of the, you know, because coming from, like, World War II, that 
feels much more simplistic in some ways. You don't yeah. have the different classes. I don't know. I, I like that simplicity, but getting used to the classes, they were less intrusive than I thought they would be. Totally. Uh, and I really like the perks a lot. Are, are there playlists where you can not have to deal with classes, or is that everywhere? Mm. It is everywhere. Yeah. yeah. Blackout. Well, yeah, Blackout doesn't have it. Yeah. Um, but, but throughout the competitive, like, it, the, I'm, I want to say every mode is, is yeah. built around it. Um, it be, like I, Gun Game doesn't have it. Yeah. Uh, it's just kind of a different thing. It could be like a little annoying when everyone has these like crazy shields up and you're kind of getting around them. But for the most part, I feel like they're non-intrusive and non-obstructive in a way that's just sort of like, oh, this is sort of a fun perk. It's kind of a fun new mechanic to fight against or, you know, use to strategize yeah. with. It, it just it leads to a lot of situations where weapons that you probably would drop in favor of putting like more attachments mm-hmm. on your primary gun or something suddenly retain relevance because you're like, well, if this person's going to throw down a barricade that emits radiation that is blocking our access to this hallway, I should have a rocket launcher to take it out. Yeah. Uh, or you know, like a if, if they they're going to put up a mesh fence or a, a razor wire to, to keep us from getting through. Like, if I'm the character with the grenades, I can fucking knock that out. And so you, you have this situation where you like, things that you would have dropped, because like, oh, well, you know, yeah, you can shoot down UAVs if I have a rocket launcher, but whatever, fuck it. Uh, I'd rather have a better gun. Suddenly, it's, it's, there are way more tactical considerations to building your loadout uh, with the way they've got things built right now, uh, with, with all of these abilities and, and deployables around the battlefield and stuff that, that you, you have to think a little bit more uh, and I think that works out a lot better than I would have thought for something that I think, you know, is often thought of as like this totally mindless, just call of duty, just spawn, kill, spawn, kill, spawn, kill. Um, they've, they've added a lot of cool tactical considerations that, that don't go too far. It's not some sim. It's not mm-hmm. fucking armor, you know, <laughs> but it, it inspires you to think a little more deeply about how you're building your class and all that sort of stuff. And then, yeah. For me, that's that's revitalized my interest in it, like almost single handedly. Yeah, I'm do, loving it. Do you think by divorcing itself from the campaign, they are able to get away from a particular era of military combat, or without uh, what? Like what? What is this in? Is it just a? So this is actually up? this is set between Black Ops two and three. Uh, there is, is still story. Like uh, is that a? Is that like postmodern, but not near future? It is so. It, it is. It is something they can do to have futuristic guns and combat, but not wall running or jetpacks or robots. Okay. Uh, and and so Black Ops Three was wall running, and yeah. one of the characters was a literal robot. <laughs> right. uh, and so with this one being set before that, it's a lot of the same characters, but not the robot. Right. And some of the fantastical weapons, like the ability to rewind time eight seconds before you got shot <laughs> that's at. In here? That's in three. Oh, that's in that's three. Not, not in, in four. here. Okay. Uh, so do you feel? Yeah, because it I, grounds it a little bit. More, but they don't have to justify it with a narr- like a deep story narrative, right? But they do. I mean, so you are unlocking cutscenes that you know presumably were for the campaign that got cut from this game, uh, and it's ridiculous. In which in which mode? Because I am somebody who who bought these for yeah. the smaller campaign. There's a specialist HQ mode off to the side that takes you through a series of bot matches. Okay. Um, in the competitive multiplayer versus bots, and as you complete those, you unlock intel okay. items and a little bits of story hmm. that when you piece it all together, <laughs> yeah. boy, it's bad. I know what the numbers mean. <laughs> uh, boy, oh boy, it's bad. Uh, you thought Black Ops 3 was bad with it's all like, it was inside your mind while you were dying, oh no! Uh, this is like... Uh, uh, dumber. As someone who liked at least the setup and <laughs> the ideas that went into Black Ops and Black Ops Two, yeah, they have Lost really the thrashed it. They <laughs> okay. have really, they have really uh, 
they have really gotten away from the stuff that made those cool and made Frank Woods the worst character <laughs> in the entire franchise by now, just by virtue of how they write him. Okay. Man, just, ah, like, this is surely just like you always want what you can't have, but I fucking kills me that we will never know what this game with a campaign would have looked like, you know? Yeah, yeah. Like, knowing what form that was going to take. You don't think like, that ever what was comes... It, what was it about it that made them rip it out? You don't like, think that like, ever I'm... comes out of some, like, piece of DLC or oh, mini-campaign or, or single-player? No. I'm sure that would be Did they rip work. it out, or did they just come into it being like, we don't have well, a thing we, for we, this? Well, we don't know for a fact, but the reporting and the rumors are that... There's it, a lot of talk it was, that it they, was half done yeah, and not was, coming together. Yeah, that they were they were just running into issues, and they just made the decision to cut it. So, like, presumably it got written and probably voice-acted and and somewhat designed and which, animated. Which is why I'm guessing that these cutscenes came from yeah, that. Yeah, right? I'm, sure, I'm sure we receive, we see some of the outline of the story. Which but. at that point, or, or they were trying to make a story for the competitive multiplayer because like the, the story, the, the little bits of story that are in there are definitely trying to tie these competitive multiplayer characters to Mason and the numbers. Did it feel kind of like how Titanfall, the first one, did that? Where it's like, you're doing multiplayer matches, but you'll hear little things, and technically it's a campaign. No, it, it doesn't. It doesn't do that. But yeah. it, it's, so it's really that's what they were going for is like it, telling it, a story through a campaign. Possibly, I don't know. Like that was the thing. Like prior to release, you know, well, whatever. We don't want to spend a ton of time. But like prior to release, like their thing was like, oh, we've woven bits of story into every part of the game. No, yeah. Yeah. no, they did not. <laughs> that's that's not. No, uh, I like that there are helicopters in it. I didn't yeah. know that. Yeah. That sounds very Battlefield to me, but that's okay. I like. Well, I like it's helicopters in the blackout. Yeah, but that's it's goofy. Yeah, that's goofy. The helicopters yeah. are silly, and it's goofy. like you know, especially in uh, non-team games where you're just alone and you're like, well, I can fly this helicopter and go anywhere, but I sure yeah. shit can't shoot while I'm in it. You can jump out and drop the helicopter yeah. on a house or something. Will it kill people? I have house? tried to crash a helicopter into people before. It didn't yeah. go well, yeah. but it went well enough for me to think that I probably could do it if I tried again. <laughs> See, that's the kind of Vinny yeah. asking the really important yeah. questions here. <laughs> right. I mean, that's my main strategy, really. Yeah. Get the vehicle and let it do the work. Yeah. I, I think, yeah, uh, like I said, that blackout mode is my favorite battle royale right now. Yeah. And I think it's it's like the the speed and the kind of frenetic nature that Fortnite can have without all that building. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. and, and I feel like the shooting just is a little more precise in this than it is in Fortnite. I don't know. Maybe that's people. No, people exactly probably have different takes, but like, okay, it, this, it shoots like Call of Duty. It shoots the yeah. way you want it to shoot. It feels good. It all, yes, it's a well-polished thing. I think still I wish it was shorter and mm. less boring, I think, <laughs> sure. is my thing. Yeah. Uh, but I, I can appreciate why so many people like it. Where does this game belong? Game, yeah, I, I would say. Seems like the enthusiasm for it is high uh, enough that it definitely yeah, warrants yeah. it. Yeah, best game probably is the only place that it would make sense. I mean, it could uh, be ongoing game, but we don't know enough about like where uh, that game is going. Right beyond. Uh, if, if anything, like that's the, the my big questions for that. Or the future of that is like what happens to Blackout next year. Right. Like, is this just a mode that they forget about when the next game comes out, right, or right. do they, or does this next game now have it? I assume it does because this is doing. Well, for that. But if the next yes. game does have it, then what happens to this? Exactly. Yeah. Mode? Is it just a different map and a different yeah. mode? And like, you're like, oh, I like the other map, so yeah. I'm going to keep playing this one. Like, I kind of wish they just split it out into a different yeah. thing. Yeah. It seems like they almost need to. I uh, feel like they've done enough with the Battle Pass already that maybe we should go ahead and put it in an ongoing game. Uh, the stuff that they've done with the Battle Pass is not good. And like, I would not call that stuff good. Okay. Yeah. It's confusing. Are they like trying to do a Fortnite thing with the like, you keep playing and you yeah. unlock these tiers? It's like, yeah, it's like Dota, another confusing like, you know, menu system. It, it, it's, that it, I just, it's, a, it's a less confusing menu system if you looked at Dota or okay, any yeah. of the games that have done I that. Pretty, of, pretty yeah, much aligns with Dota it. and Fortnite. Okay. Uh, and but even yeah. PUBG's 
Right. Yeah, PUBG tried okay. to do it at it's one also, point. It's also, I don't know, the cosmetic stuff is like gaudy as hell. There's a couple, there's some, there's some decent that ones are fun, in there. And there's then, a lot of like, I just went on one of those paint runs, you yeah. know what I mean? Well, they they launched in October, and their first like themed set was Dia de los Muertos for which you know Halloween and all their cool, stuff, which should be cool, but, but no, it, it just doesn't fit right. the characters. I think it looks yeah. not great. It's a little silly. Yeah. All right, then. Anyway, it's a really good game. It, it's, it is very high on my personal list. Yeah. I think this is a game I'm probably going to play a lot of in 2019. Yeah. I'm going to prestige in this game, probably, which oh, is, will be oh, the first time I'll have done that in, uh, in, a, in some time. Okay. Next up on the list, Return of the Oberdin. Yeah. Oh, finally. Yeah. Yes. Return of the Oberdin, a game where you are an insurance claims adjuster. Uh, and investigating a okay. basically a ghost ship that has returned to port, and you need to figure out how much uh, the insurance payment needs to be uh, based on what happened on this ship. And to do that, you have a magic po- pocket watch. Uh, <laughs> kind of that, delving into these death memories. Yeah, that lets you kind of jump around and see vignettes uh, or, or s- static vignettes of uh, scenes of death. So you find a corpse. You are then able to envision or see the events that led to that in a static diorama uh, and walk around. Uh, you like hear a little bit of dialogue and you mm-hmm. see the words. You don't yeah. see anything acted out, and then it thrusts you into like the it moment of that. Sick music cue, yep. and then uh, you are able to walk around a limited portion of that ship to kind of investigate. And you are then trying to piece together normally three things, the person who has died, the way in which they have died, and then the thing or person that has caused that death. And as you unlock different chapters in this book, I think it's at least nine or so chapters in this book, you are trying to fill out what happened. Mm Uh, you put together a very interesting and wild tale of the events that happened on the Oberdin and its subsequent return. Mm -hmm. Uh, And when that is all wrapped up and you feel like you have done your job as an insurance claims adjuster, I I don't know if that's actually what the term is for, but let's just say that is, you submit your report. At the end of the game, you get it back, and you get details of how much... The insurance company owes each person's family or not, or how much they are being fined for events on the ship uh, with a grand total at the end in monetary value of uh, your job. And you submit your report. And cost you cost to the company. Yep. Swallowed by a Kraken, we covered it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so it, the, the game itself, the gameplay uh, itself is uh, more intricate than you'd think. Like you wind up in a, in a place that uh, you have a, this book, this is kind of your journal, which has uh, a photo, which has two scenes from the ship uh, that you can then use to try and identify the 60-something passengers. Right, it's like two pictures of, like, the full crew, yeah. basically. Yeah, like two scenes that were drawn on the ship. Yeah. And one is, like, somebody being executed. Yeah, and one, like, on when they set sail. And you're using that as your main source of, like, hovering over those portraits to say, okay, that's Mike, uh, that's Billy. And, but everything you have at your disposal, so you have that, you have a, a map of the ship, uh, the th- four decks of the ship, four, four, three or four decks of the ship. Uh, you have a crew manifest with all their names and positions mm-hmm. and race, which like factors yeah, or, in. Or, or, yeah, oh, with right, their like, like, country of origin. Yeah. You hear an accent. Uh, you, you have their country of origin. Uh, so you have that as well. And then you have the, like Ben said, when you open a scene, you usually get a bit of spoken dialogue. 
and then you have the actual visual of walking through. So all of those things you are using to try and say, okay, that guy called that guy an Irish son of a gun, <laughs> let's say. He wouldn't use gun, but I'm trying to be good for the kids here. There's also, uh, smart, smart. Uh, yeah. also important worth noting, there's a glossary yeah. in the back that yeah. tells you each of the different roles of a yeah. ship, which also factors in. If you say you, you don't know what a top man is, or you don't know what a... Uh, oh, I know what a top man yeah, is. Yeah, you know, <laughs> or midshipman, or uh, any, any other things. Uh, so... You say, oh, this guy, just called that guy an Irish son of a gun. Let me go through the manifest and see who's Irish on this, because that's the way I'm going to roll. Uh, and you go down, and you're like, oh, okay, there's four people on here, but this guy's a topman, and this guy's uh, dressing an officer. So that you start putting together a list of who you think is going to be what and what happened. And then as you put these clues together, if you get three of them accurate, who died, how they died, and who done it, if you nail three of those items for three different three people, different people yeah. it will lock you in, and those people will then be taken off the possible suspect or, yep. or, or the list, and you can continue on your investigation. No penalty for getting it wrong. No just penalty. Just rewarded for getting just, it right. They, also, they, if you get it wrong, you'll probably mess yourself up eventually down the line. So, yeah, but um, they do it so but, smartly when they lock things in because it's such a good feeling knowing, like, okay, yeah. none of those three things are screwed up. Like, that's mm-hmm. locked in. I don't have to worry about them. They're yeah. off the table. Wait, can you – so you cannot commit answers that are wrong? You can put it in. But uh, it doesn't become in. permanent yes. in your book. Yeah. Imagine, I like, you imagine can, like you wrote in the sticky note with the names, and then when, once it's correct, it's printed in the book. Yeah, okay. you, it'll lock yeah. in so it becomes uh, you, immutable. You can't change it anymore. Once it is locked But there are so many different permutations for like how they died and why and yeah. all that other stuff that like brute forcing it, so the for op- the most part, yeah. Yeah. brute forcing so it is not, toward not the a reliable is, option. So the options they give you, some of them, they give you a long list of options for ways people die, and a lot of them you will never use. So it's not like you are selecting from a limited list of ways people died. There are ones on there that I'd never even use. And then there's like also sub options for like stab. Right. Is it where you stab by a sword, yeah. a spear, yeah. a tail? Right. Like stabbed and yeah. spiked and clawed. So it is a lot of like, well, would that be this or but that? But it's nice that there is some leeway yeah. there. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That so, they lock it in sometimes if you don't have the exact right thing. Like if you say spear instead of spiked, they might just let that one. So spike. as you're as you're rolling over portraits of people, they also will give you the game will help you along and say you just you, listen. You don't have enough information. Don't even try yeah. to put this person in yet. You don't know. Stop it. You can if you want to. It'll also give you uh, like a star rating for how challenging the game thinks this deduction would be. Like how many leaps of logic might you have to go through? So you know if you see a person with one star, you should probably be, be able to figure this out pretty satisfactorily. Also, their faces become unblurred in the photo once you definitely have enough information well, to figure who out. Yes, once you have seen their cause of death uh, and they get their own chapter, they are usually... Even sometimes if they're background characters and then you can yeah. infer what you've seen yep. in other things. If it's all, technically all, possible. All yeah. that being said, it is one of the best whodunit games yeah. uh, mm-hmm. I have ever played and really is a thinker uh, you can cheese some of it if you have it locked in with like if you know for sure so you'll get some scenes right uh, of the spoken word uh, of the word and if you heard the good word in the beginning of a chapter where they will be like don't kill me Mary and you're like ah fucking Mary I got you mm-hmm. uh, so you're like that's Mary uh, and you're like I know Mary I know Bob I know all of their stuff mm. this one guy just don't know where where he died and you can kind of just fudge it until you get the right answer because you know you have two of them so yeah. you can do that Generally, it's not worth your time to try that stuff because there's so many options. I made it to the end of it. I had, uh, I made it, there are two endings. One, uh, which is like decent. You submit your book, you're done. One, which has a bit more of an extra chapter if you get everybody. 
to get the one with everybody, I definitely had to look some people up, some folks I weren't sure about. Uh, and it's, yeah. it's a game that you could easily spoil for yourself by just looking at a list of... It's, it's not like it rotates. It's, it's not random. It's, right. The yeah. story is the story. Very, it's yeah. Just, yeah, so you could just look at a Wikipedia entry for how everybody died if you need to. It's, it's very easy to look up if, if you're stuck. Uh, and generally, if you're stuck, you, sometimes it's okay, I think, if you're going to look and be like, I'm not sure what the game is expecting of me yet. Uh, the other thing I will say, if anybody is an idiot like me, uh, you can open doors in that game. Well, you can if it has like a straight line, yeah. but not if it has yeah. an X. So you can walk up to a door and open it. It's not always in the memories, but when you're yeah. like out of the memories, Just you can open check doors. a door once in a while. <laughs> I, I really like where the story goes. I Me like too. that. So it's told out of order, kind of you jump, start in the mid, or you start at the start end, the end yeah. and then you jump to the middle and you go all over the place, even within chapters. Sometimes they're chronological, sometimes they're reverse chronological. Yeah. Like, I. I just like that that second chapter. You you kind of the first one's pretty straightforward. It's like the captain shooting a couple guys. It's and like then, seems like just a standard yeah. mutiny. Yeah, yeah, I'm like, oh, it's just a boat story. And then the next <laughs> chapter, they're like fighting a huge kraken. Yeah. and I'm like, okay, this is the uh, second of that another boat yeah. story. Yeah, and then, then it, it gets just weirder. gets weirder from yeah. there. Yeah, it, it goes on to become very strange, but also very detailed and intricate and very way sad and, and like and honestly esque and i wasn't expecting to have a real emotional attachment to the, the story yeah. and some of the characters like obviously i don't know most of them but like the captain and specifically the captain's wife and like yeah. a lot of that stuff i was just you know obviously they all die well I, <laughs> many of them obviously most of the people who were on this boat got fucked up yeah there's but, enough skeletons <laughs> to suggest that things did not go great but no. also in pretty horrific and terrible yeah. ways right. uh, that make it it's sometimes interesting of like oh this person was shot by, by who yeah. uh, or by <laughs> what <laughs> yeah and it's it's very well done it is very different uh, it's got a great ambiance and atmosphere to it. Just mm-hmm. like wa- even just walking around the boat, hearing the creaking and the waves and the cues on the music are very good. Audio work is great. I, I think it's an, an exceptional, if, if nothing else, an exceptional debut for for yeah, uh, a novel style. But I think it's, it's a also few things. Uh, I would put it in for best game and best music. Best style? I, I think best style. Yeah. Visual, style. Visual I think style. Because like, you can swap between yeah. the different like, yeah. computer yeah. types. I, I, I think oh, the okay. style, uh, for me, I, I think it generally, it's not my favorite. Uh, I think I just like the music over the the style in general. Like, I could definitely see it being nominated for best style. For me, that's not where it shines. I think it's a cues are fantastic. For, think, for me, I wanted it to go all the way. Uh, and so it's got this like old style, like or, or old. It's the 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 visual style of it is meant to evoke like that kind of early era of gaming of computer games, early computer games, yeah. And then you've got all this very high fidelity audio to go with it, and like the creaking of the the boat and the music and all this other stuff. Like you know, obviously, like the speech and stuff needs to be a certain way because you use that to infer who a person is and. And all that, but like the style of the visuals and like the music really clashed for me. Uh, in what a way about like the characters? I, like because the characters are more detailed. I mean, they the characters like are more detailed, but it's still got you know it, it still fits with that overall look. Right, I think right. so. For me, it's like I the, like I said, the speech needs to be, and then the the overall audio I think needs to be the way it is for gameplay reasons, but. I, I wish that it was more dedicated to its old shit. I think <laughs> since I don't have an attachment to that, like, yeah. early stuff, that it, I didn't even I think, well, notice I think for, that. For me, it's like, the, or, or it should have gone the other way, and, like, why is this visual style there well, then? Because it doesn't... I mean, I, think I thought it worked so well for, like, the insurance kind of aspect of, like, I am solving this mystery, sort of, it's blurry around the edges. I have to kind of yeah, find the details some, yeah, of it. So yeah. I think I didn't see it as, like, a throwback thing. I think I would have 
liked it less if it really leaned into it more. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I, I personally found like the music choices and the look of it and the audio just be really cohesive and like like the sort of audio they built with the world of like the creaking ship and like these sort of vignettes of people talking. I felt like it created such an interesting world for me that I think is only enhanced because I didn't have this like high res game to sure. play with. Like I could kind of fill that in with like my that radio imagination. Play yeah. Almost. I think, I think that that's what the visual style did for me personally. Uh, and I didn't really think of it as a throwback, even though I totally That makes is, sense. That totally makes sense. I, I had a very yeah. much a silent movie vibe to it where you get these title cards with a kind mm-hmm. of person at yeah. a piano yeah. musical a guy score. off to the yeah. side reading the lines. Yes. And, so and, I think and then when you come back just in. just sounds like it came out of like an ad lib gold or something, it would have somehow like worked a <laughs> A little bit like if the rest of the audio was fine because yeah. again <clears throat> game plays a certain way like I wonder if the, I, the some, music like maybe that the music is so good though like the, so yeah. good. that main menu it's theme so is, good. I love I've left that on in my apartment just on a loop for hours uh, it's very it's very good it's very percussive at points mm-hmm. where it just uh, uh, really highlights a moment where it's just a bump 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 and uh, yeah. it, it's very uh, but again, useful. what if that sounded like General Mitty? Uh, I, would, I, I would hate it. it. I, I would be hate so it. upset. I would be really bummed. Uh, this, you know, I think you're alone on this you one, Jeff. Good sounding <laughs> General Mitty. It's bad. I love good sounding uh, General Mitty, but I think in the in my mind, the silent movie aspect yeah. with a full score happening underneath way a, more sense. is is hap- uh, that's happening. Also, I think the not only is the visual style evocative of that kind of early uh, like EGA kind of mm-hmm. modern stuff, I think it is also of the style of the drawing of the book, book. Yeah, yeah, of the book yeah. and everything like yeah. that. Is this also a best story candidate? Yeah. Definitely. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Because I, I feel like for me, especially how the story unfolds in the sort of like non-chronological kind of like I'm piecing together so much of it, I feel like it was so engaging for me. And I I don't know. I mean, it's hard to say, but I do think even if I like saw it chronologically, I'd probably still be pretty engaged with the story, but the discovery of it, the way you discover each piece of it, I think yeah. is like so well yeah, done. Yeah, what I've seen of it, I mean, I haven't hit the, the, the very end of it yet, but I'm, I'm pretty far in, and like, you know, I am definitely invested in this mystery yeah. in yeah. a way that like, I, I need to see it through to the end. Yeah. And the I, way they make you invested in the characters is so fascinating considering what this game is, and yeah. you sort of just and you like never see glimpses. them moving, right? Yeah. Like you never see them as characters. But they feel so rich and full. Yeah. I like a lot. Uh, the one main complaint I have about it, and, and I think you share it, is just the uh, relative unease and being yeah. able to get from memory to memory. And yeah. it, it does. It's especially at first, you kind of get used to it. You don't really know what tier you're at, whether you're just like on the ship or whether you're in this like diorama or the scene or whatever, or you're in this right. specific death. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like it's a bit disorienting. And there's stuff early on where it's like as it's like kind of swirling out and taking you out of the memory. You're like, why is it doing this? No, I need to look at like, this stuff. No, I'm still, still looking. Out. Like, yeah, yeah. There's, there's, yeah. There's that doesn't little, go away. That always. In, that yeah. 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 And especially since it does have the things where it's like if you find someone on the photo and it's like this person appears in these memories. Well, let me just hit that, and let me let me go to that if I want to yeah. see that memory. I definitely wish there was, like, an ease of use there. Part of me is, like, some of it feels a little bit intentional of, like, well, I'm an insurance adjuster. This has to be a little bit manual. But I do think there is stuff that's, like, <laughs> mm-hmm. just let me fucking click through this book right. and, like, find this memory so I can just see the path of this person without having to walk I, from thing to thing. I think at the very least they could have there's – a, there's a point in that game, a point of no return – ish thing where you have unlocked all the chapters of the book and they ask you if you want to leave, right? Are you mm-hmm. ready to go? I think at that point there could have been some kind of story or narrative thing where another delivery happens to that boat where you get some kind of upgrade for your watch or book or something that lets you then jump throughout those memories because it really, really manifests in a troublesome way at the end when you're like, I want to wrap up all these right. decks. Yeah. I don't want to go down to the third deck and jump yeah. into It'll a It'll be a lot more easier to kind of Google yeah. what happened. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like, you're going to make me go down. I just forget the... the- <laughs> 
I just forget who's standing next to him. Don't yeah. make me jump four deaths in. <laughs> right. Because there are parts in that game, too, where the only way to reach certain memories is to ping pong uh, off of other people's deaths because yes. their bodies aren't around on the ship. So you have to jump into a memory, work your way through the memory to another memory, and just be like, oh, right. Yes. Okay. Sorry. Yes. He did drown. Like, got it. Yeah. Uh, which... Again, when you're trying to just wrap up everybody at the end, I found myself alt-tabbing out to something and being like, mm, James. Okay. Definitely gets a little tedious. I was going to ask if there's any moments in particular that stand out to you guys, because it's kind of all uh, it's solid. There was any one chapter that, like... Really I think there's the, the, the one chapter where the... I mean, the, after the, the Kraken, yes. where I was like, ah, oh, this is going to be kind of silly, and then it got real fucking weird and <laughs> yeah. dark. It, yeah. It's like, yeah. you know, you don't know what you're getting into at first when it seems like the mutiny yeah. thing, and then even the Kraken thing, it's like, yeah, it's a sea story, sure, yeah. and then it's that next thing. Soldiers at Sea, I think, is, yeah. the, is the okay. one where it's just yeah. like, it's like, wait, what, what the, the fuck is on this what shit? What is that thing? Yeah. <laughs> uh, you, I don't you even know. <laughs> I'm just like, you guys fucked up. <laughs> I remember staring at that and being like, I don't know how to classify this as a death. Like, yeah. I don't yeah. know what this is. Yeah, and that's that, like even like the visual design of the game. You're like looking around. You're like, I can't tell if this thing's just fucking weird or that, right. is that an explosion. What is it, this definitely thing? Go, it definitely goes from like that Kraken thing to be like, oh, okay, yeah, you're fighting a giant squid monster to like, well, you guys are fucked. This, this, this one, yeah. this one, bad in a real horrible way. Yeah, yeah. It, it, I don't know if it's my favorite moment. I don't think it would stand up to scrutiny near the end, but it, it is in enough other categories where I'm very happy to see this game celebrated. Yeah, yes. cool. I sure. think this game is truly phenomenal. best music, best story, debut, best style, best debut. debut. Uh, yeah, best game and best style. Yeah. Or, or uh, a hell of a game. Wow. All right. Yeah. That's a lot of categories. Yeah. Continue talking amongst yourselves. Best style. So what, yeah. else is, yeah. what else is going Games on? Games are good. Uh, I can, I can uh, I'm going to roll right into the next one here. Yeah. What do we got? I think, that's, I think that's, uh, that's Oh, awesome. yeah. That was a lot. All right, Vinny. Why don't you tell me about Exapunks? Vinny, what's up with Exapunks? Exapunks is uh, uh, a Zachtronics game, mm-hmm. which means that it is a mm-hmm. game about... Systems uh, with limited functions that you then use to solve complex problems. When I say system, this is uh, essentially uh, a coding interface, right? Mm-hmm. You are a, a simple programming language. A very, visualized. A very simple program. Oh, this it's abstracted, but you are yeah. typing in. Right. Uh, it is abstracted on in the interface with little robots that are doing your bidding. But you are basically making for loops and uh, you know jump to and go mm-hmm. to uh, code to execute things in an '80s hacker style. Things that you would think an 80s hacker would do, releasing $20 bills from an ATM. Yeah, hacking an ATM, I feel like, is the 80s dream. Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, dialing into radio stations and hacking their uh, playlists. Mm-hmm. Uh, all Huey Lewis all the time. Uh, in an effort to uh, to get medication so that you can keep your uh, cyborg parts functioning. Oh, yeah. Uh, on on yeah. you. It, it is very much in that style. Uh, you're undermining the system. Uh, you are... Love to undermine the system. This is all presented through the kind of uh, stage drama of uh, you are getting hacker zines, which are uh, you can print out physically, and that's where all of the how to hack stuff is in this kind of PDF. That like you, you kind of teach you the programming language, yeah. even like a little bit. <laughs> so right? You literally print from the game. Yep. It has printer support. It says uh, print, and it's got the margins on it. <laughs> Incredible. Uh, I mean, your character doesn't print it, but yeah. the game, the thing comes up with, like, do you want to print this or save this as a PDF? Yeah. Uh, and then you have to leave the game to go look at it. Uh, so you have to leave, and you look through it, and everything is presented in narrative. So the tutorials are presented in narrative as, like, hey, man, I just figured out how to hack ATMs. Yeah. Or, like, uh, 
Whiskey Tango has a great story on hacking modems. You should check it out. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you go read through it and like, hey, I figured out the system. This is how they do it. And that stuff's neat. Uh, it is hard. Uh, it, it ramps up the difficulty immediately, so there is no ramp. Uh, you just kind of get through this tutorial, and you're like, oh, you're going to make me learn this, huh? Oh, yeah. mm-hmm. uh, but once you find out what it wants, uh, you're going to use a lot of the basic tools over and over again. Once you f- figure out how these loops work and, and how you're making these uh, little robots go, you're going to figure that out. And the game really shines in you write your code to accomplish a task, but you have to accomplish that task over a hundred different permutations. So it will ra- so you can say uh, go to the blue thing and take the red thing, but in the second permutation the thing will be yellow and you got to go to the green thing. So you have to make sure you write your code in uh, in a, a style that allows you to accomplish itself over these different permutations, and that's really fun. It has to be flexible enough to do these things. And once you see it start running. Uh, and it speeds up because it's a Zactronics game. You can see it run through these permutations really fast. It's amazing to watch, and, and you feel very, very awesome when you're done, and you've done it, and the little thing graph comes up uh, with where you rank against the average of where other people rank uh, on this puzzle, right? Like, oh, I solved this fucking fast. You idiots are dumb. Uh, your robots can make other robots. They can uh, kill their robots. You usually have to leave without leaving a trace of your robots in it. It's very neat. It's very particular. It is, it is, it is, it's not like an understatement. Game. It is, yeah. yeah. But this, this is, I feel like, and, and I've been, like, I downloaded this and then saved the, you know, I got the PDFs out and then was like, oh, I can't do this right now. I've got other things going on. But man, this is probably how I'm going to spend my break is like learning this code. Cause it looks like, and, and from talking to you about it, it seems like the code is like 80s era basic, which is. is where, where I stopped. Uh, there are only about there's only about six or seven commands in it, yeah. and they have some permutations. It yeah. is basically it's true, just like true figuring, out, it's just figuring out the logic of it, yes. and and that sounds super exciting. Yeah, it, it's re- it really is very fun. It is exhausting to figure out a puzzle. You figure it out, you're like, fuck, man, I just got by through. I, did that with the skin of my teeth. My code's a mess. It's terrible. It's not efficient. Did you comment? I wouldn't ship this. Uh, low on the leaderboards, but it, it compiles. It runs. It did it. It runs. And then you open up the next one. You're like, shut it down. I'm not doing another one. I hardly okay. got through that other one. And then, like, you know, a day later, you're like, I'm going to go take a look at this one. <laughs> you start coding it. And you're like, I think I can make this work. I'm close on this one. And that loop just repeats itself over and over. Uh, so I, I would put this in... Uh, the the style is great. The, I don't think the music is that good. Uh, it's no hacknet. It, it for what it's trying to do, it could be better. I mm-hmm. think. I mean, the only thing I would probably put it in is very loosely in best moment or sequence of getting your code to work is just some of the top notch best uh, fulfilling things in games. Mm-hmm. Like I had this year, you just you're on your own there, just trying to make code work, and you really have nothing to rely on, but how smart you think you are. And so, like, at the end, you are definitely patting yourself on the fucking back, being like, "Yeah, I might be able to hack an ATM. <laughs> uh, and I would put it in best game uh, just because it's going to be high on my list. So sure. it's a very selfish best game. <laughs> we're, I think we're all entitled to one or two of those. Yeah. Yeah. I'll write it under best game. And also that other category. Yep, the uh, best moment or sequence. Yes. Uh, okay, uh, I think it's time for another break. And then we will come back and continue on with day three.
right, we're back with more of day three, and this giant list of games trundles along. Next up, Lethal League Blaze. It's just fun to say. Lethal, Lethal League Blaze. Blaze. No, is, is Lethal League Blaze, is it, is, is it different than Lethal League, or is it this is. the official yeah, Lethal is. League? I'm glad you asked. Okay, thank you. <clears throat> uh, yeah, so it's kind of like... Uh, it, it's Lethal League 2. It's, it is a sequel. It, they make some changes in here that I think really help the game play better. Lethal League was already like a really fun game to pick up, play a few rounds, kind of not think about anymore. Um, but uh, so the, the kind of major differences in this one, right off the bat, is you... Ah. Mm. Um, don't encourage him. You don't, oh, you don't <laughs> get a... a Instantly killed anymore if you get hit. It's yeah, now you you've got a oh, life bar yeah. and the speed of the ball, like how fast the ball is going, is going to factor into how much life you lose. So if you have a really good rally, you might die in one hit. But if like you just kind of swing and miss at the beginning, it's not going to reset everything just because you like fucked up a little bit. You'll take a little bit of damage and then just reset. So the ball doesn't just constantly reset to that really slow speed. You can get up to those you know ten thousand miles per hour round volleys faster. Uh, which I think makes the game just flow a lot better. Do they give you the option to do single hit kills? Like, are, can you oh, get yeah. back yep. to Lethal League One? So this makes it probably the best Definitive. version. Yeah, yeah, okay. totally. Yeah, you can go back to socks. There's lots of there's a lot more like uh, rules and modifiers uh, than the last one. The last one had like a couple different rule sets. This one feels more fleshed out. Uh, there's all the characters from the first one are back, plus a few additional ones that I think are. Pretty cool designs. Yeah, um, totally. I think they fit in, yeah, quite well. Uh, a the, lot more camera stuff and spinning. Yeah, yeah. Well, they, they, they kind of did this from the the ground up, like redid the engine essentially. So it's done in like a 3D engine, still presented in a 2D style, but it's got like that that cool ass guilty gear. Like when somebody dies, mm. does that 3D spin around? It's it's pretty rad looking. Uh, these characters look really good in 3D. Yeah, um, there's some good single player content as well, like some story branch and stuff, and uh, Lots of stuff to unlock. And They're I trying think, to outlaw Lethal League, and you have to fight yeah. the government <laughs> to keep sports legal. Through Lethal League. Through Lethal League. Okay. I mean, it is called Lethal League. <laughs> I can could, I could see why someone might want to step in and say, maybe this is not called, right? It's Jessica not called Cop? Legal League. Yeah. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> um, and the story stuff is, like, good. It's got branching paths. It's, it's, you know, it's like a single-player fighting game story, kind yeah. of. You, you get what you get. Yeah. You play against difficult computers. Mm-hmm. Um uh, it's a little bit of a bummer that there is a lot of the stuff you have to unlock. And it's expensive. It is. Hell, like, you know, in-game currency or whatever. But, uh, um, yeah, you, like, you went through the entire story mode and you only had enough to, like... Unlock, unlock most of the characters. Right. So, like, all the original characters come unlocked and all the new characters you have to unlock. So there's still things like, you know, there's there's stages to unlock. Yeah, there's uh, Sound, soundtrack, soundtrack yeah, which costumes, is a big, big bummer modes. There's two training modes. mode two. Yeah, is, the is, training mode you know, needs the, to be unlocked. Like the advanced tactics you have to training pay mode. Game currency. To yeah, it. and that one's that one's really cheap. But sure. like some of them, it's weird. A little, a little, a strange, a strange move. I get that they want to make their game uh, appealing to people who want to pour a lot of time into it. Mm-hmm. But I think instead of just showing you what you can't access, it's the best way to do that is to give you more stuff it's than you thought. It's just one more way for them to make it slightly like Smash. <laughs> sure. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah I, I think it's uh, it's got a tremendous soundtrack, too. Yeah. I, I would I would say it uh, probably belongs on Best Music. For sure. They got um, yeah. uh, the Jet Set name? Radio. Yeah, the Jet Set composer, composer to do a track, which is really good. 
and evocative of that jet set style, which is great too. Yeah. Is this the uh, best style? I think it is the best. Who? Put it down. It, for, yeah. Put it down. Yeah. 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 I was thinking about what you were saying with the 3D. It, it, yeah. yeah. Put it in there because you know the, just the way the music, just the the visual design. Of it's just got like such this a solid box. Like it's just yeah, definitely aesthetic. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. It has uh, its own identity. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um, yeah, we've already got it down for for music. Uh, I'm not sure about best game. I don't know. I think I'm no. Unfortunately, that. I haven't had time to play a ton more past what we did in the quick look. In, I'm, in the I'm actively there. put off by having to unlock all of that shit. It, um, it's an interesting choice for sure. And, and I, yeah, I in playing it, like I think the changes they made are smart, yep. but it is still very much like Lethal League 1, which is to say it's a, it's a really great, but I've yeah. played a lot of Lethal League 1, and I don't find myself going back for Blaze the way I thought I might. Yeah, same. Okay. Okay, done. Uh, next up, uh, a game I would like to nominate for Best Name of the Year, mm-hmm. and Dave Malaska's Personal Game of the Year, <laughs> Johnny Turbo's Arcade Heavy Burger. Oh, Johnny Heavy Turbo's Burger. Still oh, I thought Johnny yeah. Turbo's closed down. No, 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 Johnny Turbo's still uh, slinging the milkshake. You want vaguely 50s-esque yeah. diner food. Well, what games they still have? What games they have in the old They got arcade. Heavy Burger. Okay. It's a compilation cabinet with uh, Burger Time. Okay, that's a great game. Karate Champ. That's a great game. Bad Dudes versus Dragon Ninja. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. And Heavy Barrel. Okay. And Side Pocket. Mm-hmm. It's a pool game. Mm-hmm. Did you get Karate Champ? I got karate chips. Okay, yeah. good. They gave Peter Pepper a gun. Yeah. Well, that's, uh, well, that's they gave, dangerous. They gave Peter Pepper the guns from Heavy Barrel. So, Heavy <laughs> Burger... Good luck explaining this one. All right. <laughs> Heavy Burger is a multiplayer-focused game. You know, if, you're, uh, if you're playing alone, you're playing with bots. Uh, it is uh, a, a Nidhogg-like in that you are pushing one way or the other across multiple screens. And each one of these screens is themed after a different Data East classic. Mm. So you have one screen that is the bad dude screen, where it's like, oh, this dude's on fire, and then the bad dudes are going to show up and try to kick you. And you are trying to get a bag of money and run it all the way to one end and into the bank uh, at the end to win. And whoever does that wins. If you, on the other team, you're trying to shoot those players, which makes them drop the money, then you pick up the money and try to run it back the other way. So you go through a burger time stage, you go through a heavy barrel stage, you go through a side pocket stage. So you're like running on a pool table and the balls are flying all over the place. And if the ball hits you, it'll kill you and you'll have to respawn. Um, and so it becomes this struggle through like these graphics kind of ripped out of Data East arcade games that are all kind of coming at you at once. Yes. And it's a nightmare and it's ridiculous and it's a great idea, but it's a crazy idea. And it's insane to think that someone came up with this. But they did, and then not only that, they developed it into a thing and sold it, which, and it wasn't just someone's fever dream on and paper. This and Data East got behind and, it. And, and, and yes, they went and got what? the Data East license. This uh, feels licenses. fueled by cocaine. It's, I, you know, yes. Uh, sure. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I guess. Playing it, I, yes, you can definitely see that. Um, but it, it, it's just, yeah, it, it's got that, it's got a fever dream-like quality to it that it's just like, man, you really threw all these Data East graphics together in a way that doesn't make a whole lot of sense. And I'd sure love that you did. It, it's amazing. It, this seems like such a ROM hack, such a bootleg thing that it's amazing that this is an official product. This feels like 
Uh, what is that, Street Fighter Rainbow? Yeah, Rainbow uh, Edition. Yeah, yeah. yeah. like I'm going to hit yeah. start and turn into the guy from Heavy Barrel, and then turn, press start again yeah. and turn to... Yeah, it's, um, yeah it, feels, it feels like some weird fan project, and yet it has the blessing of the license holder. And that's what like makes it bizarre. kind of amazing, that you can purchase this legally. Yeah. But, but also, the, the trappings of it, the way it goes from screen to screen, the, the kind of wrapping around the actual yes. game yeah. works. It, it, yeah, it, it pulls out to a fake arcade and, pan, yeah. and pans back into this new screen as you go. And like it, that, that, that transition between our cabinets is probably the biggest example of why I want to put it in best style. Yeah. Like this game just has a kinetic quality to it. The way everything moves back and forth and explodes and shakes and just like... And they're using sound effects from throughout all these games yeah. too. There's just and, an energy you know, to it when you play it. Yeah. It's really weird. It's, it's chaos. It's sensory overload. Yeah. When yes. I'm watching this. Uh, and and I, I like it. Uh, for about mm-hmm. two to three sessions. Yeah, and, uh, yeah I play then, about three yeah. matches and then yeah, I'm good. It's like the, the premise wears thin uh, pretty quickly. There's like really no depth. <laughs> yeah. Uh, in terms of well, like where you different there's ways a, to there's play. There's a dodge roll. There's a bunch of different no, weapons. I'm and, sorry, and, but it, like game, you just I mean like there's no there's the one mode. Right. Yeah, and you can you can set it like if you just want five lock and chase screens in a row, you can set it like that, or, or you know whatever variety you want. But it's kind of just want, the, the same thing. You shoot, yeah. you, well, you yeah, from but left like to right, that, or right every to left. every cabinet is different, though. You know, it's like the the side pocket yeah. cabinet I'm, has pool balls that bounce all over the place, and that's like, why I would say like you know that's why I say Nidhog because Nidhog is like that also. Yeah, you know? um, and and this was priced. Uh, I want to say it was more expensive on Switch than it was on PC in a way that made it, that made it seem weird. Uh, that maybe the Switch version was not a great value. Also, it runs better on PC. Yeah, I thought the Switch uh, version was fine until I saw the PC version, and I was like, yeah. "Oh, this is twice." It does not run great. Um, and so I just think it's a it's a really crazy premise, and I'm I'm glad it exists. It's a it's a nightmare. Uh, it is, and I appreciate the shit out of it. The matches can get really grueling. Yeah, and hectic, and you get down to sudden death, and yeah, yeah there's, there's but yeah, not a lot of options. We were wondering because there, there's there's talk of unlocks that you know it read one way you read it and go like oh am I going to unlock actual real Burger Time as an option here no oh, you unlock no. a picture of a like a 3D model of a Burger Time cabinet that you can pan around yeah oh, that's useless but you can't play it. you cannot yeah. play it. No. the fact that the real games are not in here that's is pretty disappointing that would have been neat that yeah. would have been neat um yeah. it, it, I think that would have that would have made me feel a lot better about this whole thing, honestly. Karnov Davies? Yes. Yeah, so yeah. Karnov shows up and puts fire on you in the, in the bad dude stage because yep. he's also a boss in bad dudes. He's, he's a motherfucker. He's a bad dude. And he's a mother... Yeah. Yes, he, uh, Karnov, also a motherfucker. Um, and, yeah, I, it, it's it's chaos, and I think it's cool that they made it. Uh, and I feel like you should play it. You should check it out. <laughs> yeah, if, but, if, yeah, if you guys haven't played it, you should check it out. But sure. also, like, you know, uh, don't don't expect that it's going to be necessarily something that you're going to play for a long time. Yeah, it's not something you play every hey, day. Hey, sometimes but... you just hang art on, art on the wall, exactly. right? Sometimes you, you just want a style it. exercise. Yeah. I mean, it seems like the kind of thing you'd play two, three times a year, like Nidhogg, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. We haven't played that in a while. Let's, Let's play, play a little bit of that. Yeah. Yeah. Nidhogg, whatever you got. I, I would probably, yeah, I, yeah. I, I would probably, I, I have more affinity for Nidhogg, I would say. It's but, a purer game, for sure. Yeah, mm-hmm. I, I would say this is, I yeah, like best style makes sense. Yeah. Um, I don't know that I would necessarily put it anywhere else. Yeah. I, I, like I mean, best debut, maybe? Yeah. I don't know. I, mean, kinda... I like that it's, you know, it calls out Peter Pepper by name. Not enough people talk about Peter Pepper these days. Does the hot dog with sneakers have a name? Uh, it's, it's, I think it's Mr. Mr. Hot dog. dog. Is it? Yeah, I think it's always like Mr. Name, Pickle right? Chips, Mr. Egg, okay. Mr. Hot Dog. That's good. Yeah. 
Um, he's not the same guy from P.O.D., right? No, different guy. Okay. Different guy. All right. Uh, P.O.D., that's a whole different universe. Oh, There's okay. a whole different ball of wax. Gotcha. Uh, you can read my P.O.D. fan fiction for yes. more. Yeah, what, do you th- what do you think if this had been released as a Data East collection where, uh, in Frog Fraction style, you're just playing Burger yeah. Time. Oh. And th- th- suddenly, one, uh, instead of picking up the pepper, you pick up th- the gun. Yeah. And that would have been that would be incredible. Yeah, I, I think if, if this was like a Data East compilation that also had this mode in it, it would be amazing. <laughs> amazing. Yeah, um, that seems a lot more palatable to for the, the yeah. price point. Yeah. Uh, you know, you get into weird issues of like selling people products that they didn't sign up for. No, it would definitely have the real games in it. And, and also, maybe not hitting as wide an audience as you could. If you, if you if it's just a retro game, Burger collection. Time is a great game. Yeah, yeah. Burger yeah. Time. You're making hamburgers. I'm glad we can get to the real issues here in the Game of the Year discussions. Burger Time is a great game. It, it is, is a great game. It is difficult. Mm-hmm. It is there's strategy to it. Why is that food so angry? Uh, well, it's the food. cooking them. You're gonna put. You're gonna squash that uh, ham, uh, hot dog Mr. between hot dog. a bun, Mr. Hot Dog. Uh, you're gonna get. It's like you're getting a hamburger, and then you're like, "What if I put some hot dogs on this? Delicious. Damn, it's, I'd eat that. And yeah. an egg. There you go. Or an egg. Oh, and an egg. Hell yeah. yeah. Why are, and pickles. why are the hot dogs anthropomorphized and the, and the hamburgers are not? Uh, why is the hot dog a person and the hamburger is an object? Oh, it's not Mr. Object? Hamburger. Yeah. Now, that, that is a tough question. Would Mr. Hot Dog eat a hamburger? Yes. Well, no. maybe is a hamburger not a hamburger until it's all assembled? Hmm. That's right. These are just the pieces. When you put them together, though, they don't just get up and walk away. Plus, uh, Peter Pepper is stepping on your hamburger, which is not sanitary. Yeah, they true. probably would shut that place down. Yeah. I mean, he's a chef. I trust him. Well, well, he's, he's got like, little meat tenderizers. Yeah, exactly. Maybe so he's wearing yeah. clean. Sanitized. He's walking yeah, around. Ratatouille, a rat can make delicious meals. Why can't a Well, the rat doesn't touch the food. Yeah, he he controls the human. I feel like okay, we may have gotten slightly off track here. Okay. I don't know what you're talking <laughs> about, Alex. That's the chaos that heavy burgers All right. Uh, well, I've done, done nearly enough cocaine to, to make that work. So no, the best not. style? What yeah. did you use your break time for? Not not that, sadly. <laughs> oh, you didn't prepare then. No, clearly not. Uh, for the next game, mm. which is Red Dead Redemption 2. Oh, sure to that. Yeah. So this brings together a lot of Data East Arcade classics. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Peter Pepper. Oh, Peter Red Pepper. Dead. Man, if Peter Pepper was in... Red Dead. He's, he's, the new Pe- he's Pearson. Okay. Yeah. All right. Based on some of the shit I've been Googling since I finished it, I can't guarantee that he's not in there. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Based on, <laughs> yeah. like, there's a cave that Satan lives in, apparently. Yeah. There's, aliens there's a lot. And... I've been looking up more of the nice. secret stuff now, yeah. too. Yeah. There's a lot. It. There's a vampire. I never found that robot that escaped, either. I found the vampire. vampire. Oh, yeah, yeah, I found you didn't the do that side too. mission? No. Oh, my God. It's cool. You didn't do the side mission where the, the robot? The no. crazy, the crazy like, Tesla stand in yeah. brings yeah. a robot to life, and then you go back to his lab There's later, like, and he's no. laying there dead the on the floor. The guy? No, no, it was a different Whoa, guy. Oh, no, the, the boat guy. Oh, did you never meet the guy where you pilot his toy boat? Uh, I did that. Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. And so then he you have to him on the top of a map. His lab is at the very top of the map. And huh. if you go up there, you do another mission for him where you go out and rainstorm and like you're almost getting struck by lightning, and then he brings a robot to life. So I never got past that point. I did that one, oh, but and you then I went back to the lab. I, oh, I, to to the lab. I, just, I, I only knew because there's a trophy for like discover the fate of yeah, Professor okay. Dragic. I was waiting for his little thing to pop back up again. If you go there, you can loot an electric lamp that replaces your lantern. <gasps> yes. Okay, really I'm doing that good. tonight. It's really that, cool. Like, that is the thing I really love about Red Dead. I think that is my most favorite part is all of the small aspects of it. Uh, I still enjoy the overarching story. I haven't finished it yet. I will... In You're going to get spoiled. Two months, yeah, just to sure. No, I know. I, I, I'm feel, prepared I feel for that. bad That's about fine. it, but yeah. I don't care. I mean, I am enjoying my slow trickle, and I, I don't think spoiling it will spoil my enjoyment of it. But I really love 
riding along and running into someone who's like, hey, look over this cliff. Like, I think that guy fell. And then, like, picking his pockets and discovering he, like, just got married. And his wife, you know, I keep going back to his cabin. And his wife keeps writing and being like, I thought you were going to pick me up at my mother's house. What just happened? I'm so sad. Like, I love those smaller moments in the game. I think they're so phenomenal and just make it feel like such a rich world. And it's densely packed with those. Yes. Like, is, that is what that world does is it just every single, like, corner is layered with something. It just feels so alive to me. Yeah. And I just, I love exploring it. Like, the way I've been playing is I'm going around and I am stumbling upon that stuff and I'm going to each corner of the map and I'm looking at each little square on my map to see, like, what kind of, like, home this is or weird little bungalow I'm going to stumble on. And then when I'm bored of that, I play more of the story, and then eventually I will probably go back to exploring a bit more, too. And I, I'm loving that cycle. Yeah, I, they, I think they, I wanted those okay. random little encounters to have more consequence, because I do think they were really cool, especially in the, in the early parts of the game. It's just like you never know quite what story you're going to get, and they do seem more fleshed out than just the, like, oh, bandits took my stuff, go get them. Mm-hmm. Um, but outside of just the occasional ones where it's like you see the guy in front of the general store or something, it's like, you saved me from that snake bite. Go take a gun on me. Like, oh, that happened like, to me, like, four times. Stuff and those popping are like, up later. Yeah, and like outside of the bigger story ones and everything, there's no real consequence. Some to of those, of those, some, of those some of those extend out in pretty good ways, like the prisoner who you shoot his like the handcuffs or the mm-hmm. foot cuffs off his feet or whatever, yeah. like or the veteran with the horse. Well, also that that prisoner in particular, because like you could say like you know yes they repeat events because they only made so many of them, but in that case the way they repeat that event is that it's the same guy every time. <gasps> And Arthur just starts giving him more and more shit about, like, hey, maybe don't get yourself caught next time. That's the bummer. I'm I'm not going to keep doing this for you. I freed him the second time, and then I accidentally pulled my gun on him, and he ran away and started swearing at me, and I never saw him again. Oh, that's thing. I don't think you doing that would necessarily negate the possibility of him showing up again. Actually, I think I had something. Maybe I just never ran. Yeah, you just never ran. That's the thing, is that, like, there were definitely people I scared off from quests, and then they showed up again. How how many times did you estimate you accidentally pulled a gun on someone when you intended to, like, just... Hi, like I don't highlight them. Like a half dozen loaded. total. Like definitely yeah. it happens a ton at the beginning and yeah. then like maybe after the first ten hours, like five times. Yeah, I, I feel just, like it didn't happen oh that no. much. I mean, me. I guess in my mind the left trigger went from aim gun to interact with. Like that's right. that's the key like mm-hmm. change you have to make in your head. But then it says R two to like to draw aim weapon. weapon. Yeah. So it's like I feel like I've tried it both ways a million times where it's like, okay, do I hold R two and then can I let go of L two or do I tap it? And like yeah, both I never, ways I've had to let go head off. I, I get the confusion. like I I will say up front that I didn't think I liked this game for the first five hours or so until I kind of just gave myself over to it. But like yeah, you have to think about how they handle interactions with the world in this game. L two is not L two is not aim a gun, right? It's lock onto thing, and then here's a list of things you can do to it, right? Mm -hmm. And R two just happens to be pull gun on it, but you know there's also greet and antagonize. Yeah, I just wait till I get like the actual little pop up of like the person's name and everything. Like like pull gun on person just became another thing in that list as opposed to the the one thing you do. Since we're talking about controls, I really quickly wanted to say like the controls were one of my biggest issues for this game. For I say the first I don't know two thirds of it, I really got my my handle down the last two chapters, let's say, but just there was such a huge disconnect for me because I, I mentioned this on the Bombcast, but the fact that like picking up a hat, a gun, or an item are all different buttons. Mm-hmm. Like There is no button to pick something up. It's like square if you want to pick up an item, L1 if you want to pick up a gun. Triangle to loot. Triangle to loot. Picking up a hat. It's square. I think it's, okay, picking up a hat, a hat is, square. is square. There are three different pick up a thing buttons, and not knowing which is which in the middle of like a firefight was very upsetting. That's bizarre. Yeah. I mean, they made some some choices when yeah. it came to the controls and how they, they sort of, like, layered that stuff on top of each other. And some of those choices are undoubtedly confusing and, you know, 
some of them don't even don't really necessarily get better just by practicing. Like it still just feels a little bit awkward. Yeah. It's the polar opposite of what Abby was saying earlier about Spider-Man, how, you know, even people who don't play a lot of games, it's just intuitive. It kind of works yes. the way you expect it to work all the it's time. It's the opposite of Red that. Red Dead, I felt the entire 70-plus hours I played with it, I was constantly fighting Struggling, with its systems yeah. and its controls. And I, don't, it, I don't know. I was the world's best Red Dead Redemption 2 player by the time I finished. Yeah. Playing, so I, I'm I wouldn't, not sure what to say. Yeah, my, my feeling is not that I was constantly fighting against it. I think there was a, a, a point where it definitely clicked for me relatively early on. And, you know, there were, there were moments where it felt a little awkward or a little cumbersome, but I wasn't like having like a wrestling match with it you yeah, know like, I, I think there there are definitely clunky controls like that should be updated but i also think i played so much gta 5 i really didn't think about the controls all that much yes you have this weird menu system and like i punched my horse in the gut a couple times and then after I that never i kind of my horse what's wrong with you <laughs> i punched my horse a couple of times what's wrong with you people Ravi like is beautiful i would never punch him <laughs> I kind of settled into it, and it wasn't a yeah. huge issue for me. I can totally understand why it would be, but I didn't have that issue. Yeah, I, I, I mean, I, I played a ton of GTA Five yeah. and found the controls to be, you know, it, it's you know particular in it's their specific, specific way. Yeah. Yeah. But like, I felt like none of that transferred over to Red Dead oh, for really? me, where it was just like, oh right, this is kind of similar, but like more sluggish in yeah. some ways. Yeah. I feel and like just, you I, kind of summed it up on a regular podcast a while back, which is that you, I think you said like you put up with it in GTA because you like GTA. <laughs> yeah, but that, that, I think that's, that's like that's certainly, kind of, yeah. Th- there's an aspect to it of just like, well, you know, it's like I I found those stories and and those characters yeah. interesting and and worth going through. Whereas this, I was just like, no. It all I was nearly as sluggish in GTA. Yeah, like, I mean, I, I went back and played GTA after playing Red Dead and just like moved the left stick and went like, oh, yeah. he's walking already. There's, there's and still in Red a Dead, momentum. No. Yeah, there's like, yeah, a bit there's, of momentum. Yeah, it, it is not. But, it is not an arcade game. You know? Right. It is, but Red still, Dead is full on like just. Oh man. Like every time you get the camp, yeah. I don't. I would. I would say is that of course the character movement is is slow and kind of cocksure because Arthur Morgan is basically the video game equivalent of the Marlboro man kind of yeah like like he is just fucking he is he is your fucking your handsome longmire like, dad he's literally like a dude made out of like i don't know like gunpowder and leather and mm-hmm. gumption basically if you're supposed to be able to play him freely enough to make him like the worst serial killer in the world or the most noble you know western dude you should at least have the freedom to like oh well i would like him to run well out point. in the world or, you run like the only yeah, thing you, you can't run, run in the camp and inside you? small buildings like anywhere you need to run yeah. you can run and uh, the run the run is kind of running around Sandini is, is dangerous. Like, well, yeah, because yeah, there's people around. People there is a momentum to the movement that you have to account for. It, it is like, it's so not... slow in camp, and you go to camp a lot, I and I love that. that I never, go to it camp, never bothered though. me. Really? You don't go no. to camp? No. I, I go to camp like, here and there, but it's not the, the camp, main thing. The camp I do. is where some of the being, best like, yeah. stories yeah. are. Yeah, being no, in totally. camp is where the heart of that game is. Like, like getting to know those characters, listening to like life stories like they tell. When you're in the mode where you want to do that, where it's like, oh, I want to go to this party and hang out and talk to everyone, yes, but sometimes you just want to like return a pelt or something, or you yeah. got to go accept a yeah. mission. Yes. It's like, all right, hitch the horse, and oh, here we go. And it's like the worst version oh, of wait, like you years walk and talk shit. You, if you just ride the horse into camp and all that stuff, like teleports to the guy. I know, but you still like you to walk over to Pearson. Yeah, you have to like, walk. You can skip the little leg. Yeah, you're putting to, the pelt. You don't have to carry thing, it to but, him. Right, right. It was just it was never a thing I gave a second thought. You know, like I it was hearing you guys talk about it more and more. Like I certainly considered it, but like as I was playing when I was in the camp, like to me that was my time where I was there to experience what was going on with those characters around me, and like the idea of rushing through that just never actually occurred to me. Like there are certainly times when you're in camp and there's not really that much going on, so it's like okay, I'm just gonna walk over to my horse and go. But even sometimes when I thought that, like, you know, someone would run up to me as I was starting to walk to my horse and, you know, like some conversation would start happening in the background that I wanted to, like, 
absorb. Yeah. And that to me was the thing that really drove me in that game was those camp moments, was those those times, you know, from the sing-alongs on down to the weird arguments and drama and bullshit, like just the stuff, the, the camp <laughs> and the crew has this like incredibly lively feel to it that just reminded me of Sean and Karen getting drunk and boning in the tent and yep. you could run up and heckle them through the yes. closest tent door. Like, there's so many little it. cool things like what that. What button was that? Uh, probably circle. <laughs> yeah. Like, so many of those things, like, happen over the course of the game in the different camps and, you know, the, the obviously the, the main trials and tribulations of the gang and the adventure and, and Arthur and all that, you know, are the big draw. But, like, the thing I kept going back to and the thing I was, like, sort of semi-role-playing was this notion that, like, if I'd been out for a while... I need to go back to the camp yeah. because they're going to wonder where I am, even yeah. though they don't necessarily. So, but, yeah, I, I don't know how much to get into the stuff because it's not my experience. Like I've gone deep and just reading like, oh, here's a, how uh, other ways things can play out or like, right. weird side details you might have missed. Apparently, if you stay out in the world for too long for like over a week or whatever, Dutch totally sends Charles after you to bring you home. Really? Like the game is so fucking bursting with stuff like that. that yeah. Like, it yeah. blows my mind. Like they have built a world of such a scale and a, like richness and depth and complexity and level of interactivity that it bowls me over. Like I'm mean, yeah. astonishing what's in this game. And, and I almost feel like it's unfair because it's got to be the most expensive game ever made. Well, like, and you know, especially from a labor perspective as well, well it there, certainly yeah, is. there's also that like, like it's a $60 product, you know, like people mm -hmm. buy it off the shelf just like any other game. But like, how many other developers would convince a publicly traded publisher to spend this much on a single game, you know? Yeah, and not to mention, you know, it's a game where, again, they're making choices like, nah, you need to look through every single fucking drawer. Yeah. And you got to see an animation for it every single time. you got to skin all these animals. you got to do all that shit. Like, it's like they just took the criticism of the skinning and the cancelable skinning animation from Red Dead 1, and yeah. we're like, no, fuck you guys. Yeah, there's a lot of things like that. I feel like with Red Dead 1... The reason why I wanted to skip that was I feel like the reason why I was doing it was different. Hmm. Like, the reason why I hunt, the reason why I look through drawers feels very different than what I was doing in Red Dead 1. Red Dead 1 felt very much like I'm checking off my list yeah. so I can, like, unlock this thing. But this is more for the immersive world. Like, I am hunting so I can bring meat back to the camp. I think mm -hmm. that is the key difference for me. Yeah, yeah. I 100%ed Red Dead 1, but yes. it was because it was cause I like the game, but it was also because, like, oh, there's an achievement for it. Like, I just want to fill sure. out this list of tasks. Whereas, yeah, like, the thing I did in this game that I have never done before is doing things just purely for a the joy of doing them and b because it's what i think the character would do yes. I, think, I have pet my horse so many times and a, it never gets old it's a it's a level of like i feel like a fucking dork saying it but it's a level of like rping that i never thought i would yeah. care about i'm with you on that i i really was role-playing my arthur morgan the way i thought he would do things like i really became attached to that character um which made certain things a bummer of like, okay, so when I started the game, <clears throat> I went in with the intention of playing a very low morality character. I was like, I'm going to go through and just see like the negative aspects of this game. I'm going to be a real shit bag and see what it does to me. And it was just so boring because all the good rewards, like running into the person with the snake bite. If you help them, you gain karma and then you get a free gun. If you don't help him, you can, I don't know, loot him for $1.38. So I found, again, this is something I only know from reading forums, there are tangible benefits to being bad, like you get better you prices get, at the fence. 
Uh, you get better um, price of defense. You, you, you lose better money off the But that's the whole math stuff. Yeah. Yeah. And that's the and thing they never completely tied together with like with both games. Like the morality system never really felt like it meant it, anything. It, it means no. way more than you think. And I didn't know any of this either until I went and looked it up. But a yeah. ton of the late game stuff plays out very differently based on your honor level. It, mm. it does. And I had low honor. And that's oh no. Like, oh yeah. I, was like, a, I go into everything with morality system just being a big shit bag. <laughs> um, but that's what it, it didn't really work for me in this because at first I played him like a, he was just awful and robbing and doing every possible negative thing you could do, but the characterization of Arthur and every, you know, interaction he has with everyone, he's just such this, like, nice aw shucks they, guy that, they, like, I felt weird and it's like, there's a, I can't they are play definitely, like this They're definitely here. pushing you if you want to play consistently with the performance and the writing and to, toward, toward a, a more positive Kind of thing, but yeah, the same so, like, time, there like, were times where if somebody needed help. I, my Arthur's like, well, he wouldn't just like shoot that dude. He'd yeah. probably help that. But yeah. there's also like there, there I, and this is another thing that there's a little bit of incongruity. But like there are conversations you will have with some of the 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 matrons of the camp, and like they're asking you how you're doing or whatever. And there's, there's, times, there's little almost like therapy sessions. Yeah, like, and there's yeah, times totally. where he's talking about like I don't know what I'm doing. I'm just killing random yeah. people. Yeah. I'm, just, those, I'm doing shit that I wouldn't normally do. Those, yeah. those change based on what you've been doing. Yeah, yeah, okay. I know. I got one that's like I'm killing animals just because, and it's like I was trying to hunt. <laughs> I was trying and, to. And sometimes those things don't, even even if you are playing it a certain way, it still feels like maybe he's discussing stuff in a way that isn't 100% like accurate to what you were doing. But like there are like they do try and acknowledge either way that you're going. I, it isn't a hundred percent successful. Yeah, I would say I had that, and I, I was playing straight as an arrow, and it was like I'm murdering everybody and killing all I mean, these animals, fair. and it was like, no, you're not. You have, you have played it straight and maybe I ran over a couple of rabbits accidentally yeah. but like Arthur like chill the fuck out like to, you are gonna be okay to be fair even when you are playing nice you still shoot a lot of people granted right. most of them are very I, bad people I had gotten that thing and I don't think I had done two story missions yet so yeah. like, I had just been out there hunting deer like Arthur's just trying to make good for the camp and he's really spilling its guts here in a way yeah. that made me feel better for him so then I went out and shot. I think the the thing that'll sum up maybe like my thoughts on this game versus some of yours is when you were talking about going back to camp and walking around and doing those stories. When I got to the point in the game where it has that, it's like that first kind of party about like, oh, we're having a, you know, hey, we're so going to hang out home. and drink at the camp. And, and yeah. Is it after you free that guy? Yeah, yeah it's is after it? Sean comes Sean, out. Yeah. Irish guy. Uh, and, and they do that. I was like, oh, I should probably walk around the camp and see what everybody's doing. This mm-hmm. is clearly a moment where I should check in with everybody. But the movement was so slow that yeah. I, went to, I went to bed. It's like all that <laughs> I was other like, stuff. fuck it, sleep till dawn. Like, get, the, get me past this fucking slow-ass shit. All, all that stuff, those moments of the camp and the, and the characters that you talk with, the stuff that Alex loves so much mm-hmm. in the camp, all that stuff is incredible. Like, all the world-building and everything, like Arthur's characterization, it's all so good. The dialogue, the voice acting. But it just seems like every video game part of this video game is straight-up bad. And I, like, I don't agree with that. that. I, I feel like the hoops you have to jump through to get this, like, great story stuff never felt worth it for no. me. No. And, and, so and, and I, I walked away from it. I was like, forget it. That's like, like, you just you, waste of time. You stopped earlier. Yeah. I I kept thinking I would push through and that the story stuff would be good enough to to get me past how bad the game stuff was. And like, it is really good. I love the story beginning I, yeah. to end. I, I think it's the best story they've ever done by, I, by a oh, country, by a country, by country, country mile. By even, even if you're really. Even if you're like me and, and I don't necessarily apply much, you know, uh, fondness for rock star stories outside of like certain moments and gags and whatnot. Like I thought GTA Five story was just straight up bad, but like this one, I I don't know. Like I was emotionally invested yeah. in a way that Rockstar games rarely ever even touch. I, I won't. I, I won't agree. I, I think won't. Okay. Oh, no, I just want to say that I, I think it is their best story. I'll probably I'll wait to deal, dive deep into the yeah. story until we get to that category. But it is optimistic. It's positive and like earnest in a way that I've never really seen out of them. You know? Yeah. yeah and like, I'm wondering how much of that 
was, you know, Hauser influence versus the other two writers on that game. Yeah, I don't know. There are some storylines in that game and some, some quests and, and side stuff that are just peak rock star bullshit. Uh, you know, there's I feel like there's a lot of that though. There's not. It, it's not in huge volume, but like when they do crop up, like it's kind of disappointing because it feels like, oh, here's that let fucking weird cynical bullshit, and here's you really? guys. You know, you think about the electric chair. I'm thinking about the electric chair. I'm thinking about the whole subplot involving the indigenous tribe and the mm. way that like Dutch, you know, sort of just like kept, like I understand what they're using them as a framing device for. You know, the way Dutch is sort of willing to uh, essentially even grift people who don't deserve it just so that they can get out of there. But like, it's, it's just the worst cliched writing. Like the characters are not well rendered. Like they're just, it's just, it's that whole quest line was a real bummer for me. I I thought the chief was okay. Like his son it is, but they don't is a little more stereotyped. Yeah. They just don't give him a lot to do. Yeah. That whole section. I mean, there are parts of the story that deserve criticism for sure. Totally. I think the entire Garana stuff. The whole, the whole, the whole, that island sucks. It was the worst part of that game. I I agree with you. Uh, I almost have to assume they had bigger plans for that. Cause when you build all that and then just do a string of like, (laughs) it's such a wamey story missions. And then really combat heavy story missions. Either that or it's something they added super late. I don't know which it is. And it also doesn't really, I can't, think of anything much that it adds to the story. No, nothing. Like, no, like you, get, nothing at all. you get that yeah. moment of Dutch killing that the, the, the woman, woman, and that's right. like really it is, it is sort of startling. It is another mm-hmm. kind of step on his path but, of madness, for sure. Yeah. You could have done that anywhere on the mainland. Yeah, yeah. Totally. Like this I, whole side section where you feel closed off. I, I've like seen that it, pirate it, character like, just comes in for like 20 <laughs> minutes and yeah. then is gone. I've, I've, seen it, I've seen it argued that uh, the island is basically a place for you to realize that his whole dream about let's run off to Tahiti. If we could just get the money and get to a tropical island, we'll live free from now on, and then you get to a tropical island, and it's like the most savage yeah. part of the game. I, I love like, that I kind of could see that. But. Late in the game, when Dutch keeps moving the goalpost back, we're like, oh, yeah. that didn't work, but I, yeah. I got an idea. And yeah. It's more, more frantic and desperate. I really think the Dutch in this game is one of my favorite like video game characters. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I think he maybe falls off the cliff a little fast at the end. Like There's kind of a, a slow build towards his like you know insanity, or whatever you want to call it, and then he just goes full on. That kind of but things, like things do go to shit. Yeah, pretty, the, pretty. Things uh, do go to shit. But like his interactions with Arthur and other characters, I, I really felt compelled to just like any time Dutch wanted to talk to me, I would say yeah, yes. Yeah, that goes for practically every character in the game. I can, yeah. except for fucking Micah. Like I can. <laughs> I, I, for God's sake, they give Bill Williamson some fucking nuance. You know, like yeah. that is not a character that needed it, but yeah. like I kind of understood yeah. at least a little more of where that dude was coming from. And like again, I don't know how much we want to get in the story now, but yeah. but. Arthur Morgan is not only the best rock star protagonist in their history, but like probably my favorite playable character in any game ever. Like Jeez. the arc of that character, it's, it's way really, up there for me. Is, I love him specifically. I love him specifically, his arc. I mean, like yeah. there are other parts of the story after he's out of the picture that right. we could talk Which about makes, separately. Oh, can we? Yeah, can we talk but, about the one moment? Like, how much can we talk about Which, story stuff? I mean, here? we talk about whatever we okay. want. It's just that there, there is there will a story be time category, to talk about so, more of that. So, I just the, the part that affected me the most was just like I don't know. I'm sure it was different for everyone, but the moment where you fall off the horse and like you weren't mid mission or anything, and he's just getting sick. Oh, and, dude, mm-hmm. like I, that was just like, wait, what the fuck's? Going I was just on? walking down San Denis, walking downtown, like walking into a gun so, store. Yeah, yeah. San Denis about to go to trade in some pelts or whatever, and he just starts coughing and falls. There's over. like, there's like, what like the fuck is going on here? I'm sorry, I hate to do this to you, but we it's really and also like, there's like hearing that I'm like oh, it's an important fuck. it's a it's a major character moment. There's also like three different categories I feel like it's relevant to, but yeah, uh, but yeah. 
Uh, man, I don't know. Should we just get it? Let's just do it. Yeah, we're talking games. Like, stop holding back. This is when we talk about it. It's more I just don't want to repeat ourselves. We're not going to because we're having a conversation here. Yeah. It, so I think we knew going in that Arthur was doomed since we don't oh, yeah. see well, him at all. Well, actually, we know that the gang is primarily doomed. Exactly. Right, yeah, up, but, right up until this sequence and even a little while after, I was still clinging to hope that, like, oh, he's going to he's gonna go meet up with Mary and get the money and change oh, his I name. And, like, I like yeah, just yeah. that mission. Right off into the sunset. Like, my girlfriend was also glued to this game the whole time, and she, like, desperately wanted him to get back together with Mary. Well, I, I assumed it was going to be some sort of, like, Red Dead 1, you know, you come out of the bar and get shot by a million people. Yeah. Think, which, actually, I did get shot at the end of the game. Yeah. That's how I died. But, like, you do think when you fall off the horse, like, holy shit, is, am I just going to see this, like, slow, you know, regression of him to losing to tuberculosis? Yeah. Like, yeah. Like, yeah. What a weird thing for a protagonist in a game to just slowly be dying over, like, not at the very end, it's, but, like, the whole, like, back part of the game. Like, the most expensive game in history is about a man coming to terms with his mortality and yeah. reflecting Reflecting on a life of bad decisions. Like, kind of fucking insane and, that and, this game exists. And fucking, you know, delivering that in... By like connected to a mission where you were just doing like the most rote rock star bullshit, yeah, is, you so, know, like you're beating up a guy to get some money. Yeah. Wait, so is that what you contracted? Yeah, yeah. yeah dude. Oh, so, so I was so, wondering when that happened. So, yeah. so if I'm not mistaken, when you get to the horseshoe camp, like as soon as the open world actually opens yeah, up, yeah. I, is Strauss... The deck collector mission, yeah, the first mission you get, it's one of the, it's one uh, of the first. We open up or because something. you essentially doom yourself with practically your first mission in the entire story. That like, guy's like coughing or like something. A, yeah. I can't remember if that was the guy. Well, you go or, back a second. Yeah, the, when you go back the second time to yeah. his place. Yeah, the second time. Right, you and you're there. like, oh, you're like right, his right. wife and yeah. her yeah. son, and she's like, whatever, like right. just another thing. But yeah, like so after that, he starts coughing a little bit. You start to notice it, like. Uh, I, or at least I noticed it more and more, and I'm like, okay, this is just like kind of foreshadowing that he's getting old and he's not meant for this world anymore. But then when like it was like, no, he has this disease that he got from just like getting twenty bucks. So the, from, the, dude, the thing, the thing I was saving for the style category is like the way they can start missions in that game because some of them you just walk up and talk to a person like normal, but a lot of them are proximity based, like. Uh, the gunslinger mission, the guy writing the biography for the gunslinger. Like, yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, they do a thing where if you walk near that bar before you've taken that mission, you can hear them having their argument in the bar through the saloon doors. And then when you walk in there, it seamlessly, like, enters you into that conversation as they continue to talk. And they do cool day-night stuff with that, right, too. Right, yeah. mm-hmm. so, so they have that framework where, like, just getting near a mission can start it. And, like, you know, sometimes you might get sucked into doing a mission you didn't want to do, which may be kind of a bummer. But, yeah, the the, the diagnosis sequence... Like, it allows them to write the entire arc of the story post that sequence around that fact because they can control that you have seen that before any of the other, like, because getting near story missions that require you to know that mm-hmm. will trigger that. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yes. yes. Like, I think it's a fucking incredible way to tell it's an intricate. open world story. Yeah. It's int- that ga- again, that game's machinery is intricate in a way that few open world games have even touched before. And, you know... It, you know, I've seen some people like criticizing, saying like, "Well, yeah, but it's all just you know still scripted events." And it's like, "Yeah, you're right. It is these a lot, these things you are running into are all still very heavily scripted things." But the way they disguise that machinery and the way they build that into the flow of the world, I think is is just top notch. It's, it's like unprecedented. I yeah. Think. It's, well, it yeah. also sounds like you know there's also way more machinery too. There is. You know, yeah. They're working with a way more than than a lot of their games Which, would even yeah. try to touch. Unfortunately, allows for circumstances where like I had two instances of side quests that just skipped the whole quest and played me the ending cutscene of the side mission, 
and just like moments where like like my when I was the artist, the whole like uh dude in San I missed two of his missions because they started me at the mission and then played the ending cutscene with like Oh that's right, you mentioned that. That stuff sucks. like weird stuff like that, which is totally for a game that is so good at immersing you in yeah. it, to have those moments just like tear you out is a is a real bummer. I mean, it's it's got jank in it for sure, and some of that jank is is more problematic than others. But like uh, you know, I, like I said I had a couple of crash bugs, and you know, I think I had like one mission glitch out on me, uh, one of the side missions. Uh, but I haven't I haven't played since I tripped over that rock and died. <laughs> yeah, that's no, that was that was that was by design. <laughs> that's that's a death rock. Do we want to? Talk about moments now, like not talk about the moments, but I put a few. I put a few or, in there already. A ton of okay. in that category yeah. already. So, so we'll you probably... can just add some more if you want. Okay. Yeah, but it's definitely going to be in best moment or sequence. I think it's going to be. I, I think it's going to be in a bunch of these because yeah. I think story. I think music. Best looking. Best looking. Game. 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 Yeah, I put it in style. Yeah. I think those are all categories uh, where it makes I sense. would like to put it the most disappointing. I mean, yeah. I oh, yeah, we can, I don't we think can, I've ever been this disappointed by a game. We can have that conversation. <laughs> Those are strong words. <laughs> Honestly, uh, never without did. a doubt. Yeah, going from my favorite game of generation to straight up just like Man, games. I just I don't understand because I the video I game parts are bad. I can't but I can't think of unless you're just gonna which I mean this is fine, but if you're gonna say standards have changed in eight years, that's fine, but it's just they also so like much the, of it is so much like the first one in terms of the mission design. Uh, yeah, like there's more some of that. that, but also, yeah, it's, eight it's, years have passed. It's, 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 I know, a lot of have evolved. Yeah, it's and, a lot of straightforward cover shooting. I mean, that's kind of what the first I, game was. I, 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 shooting think, galleries, but it's know. also a lot less of a shooting gallery than the first game was. It's, it's for, a lot of writing and talking for ten minutes, doing a shooting gallery, and yeah. writing and talking yeah. back. I, I, I hated it. Like, the rides are where a lot of the best character development and a lot of the mm. best interpersonal interactions take place. Like, again, my standard for a lot of this stuff is how much do I enjoy the act of traversal versus, like, trying to find a, you know, a fast travel system to get around that and while I think that it's understandable that people who like fast travel don't like the systems that are in that game because they are they are limited and they are not uh, you know nearly as functional. There was even as I was in under pressure to finish reviewing that game, there were a few moments where I said to myself, I don't want to ride to there. Yeah, I will always prefer something. This is a matter of personal preference. If it's something like like a Just Cause or like an open world game where you're kind of just bouncing around, or, or like a Spyro, where it's fun to get from place to place, Just Cause is probably a better uh, option here. I will always take that over like, well, yeah, the writing is boring, but I really like the characters and the talking and the dialogue and all that. I always will take the gamier version of it, and you know, again, personal preference. Yeah, that's fine. Yeah, that's know? totally a valid preference. I, I think I think for me, this one, and I haven't played that much of it. I I put a bunch of hours in it, but I haven't moved the needle forward that much in the story. And I think I probably will like it in the end. I think they packed too many systems up front for me. Yes. That got that got me derailed in trying to upgrade the camp and trying to figure out all the different mechanics and systems. Can I can I go hunt all the um the legendary, uh, legendary animals? And but then the mechanics were putting a pelt on the back of the horse and taking it to the master craftsman or skinner thing. Everything takes a while, it's, right? It's mm -hmm. obtuse for it, sure. It's, it's deliberate. I think Every, I, I remember Dan and I were slacking back and forth a bunch because we were playing the game before it came out, just going like, "Fucking all right, chill out, game." That's like one too many systems. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah, so it's a very systems-heavy game. It's very deliberate, and then some of the stuff just didn't seem to have immediate feedback reward of like upgrading the camp. Like, well, okay, yeah. so like, I'm yeah. not sure exactly when I bring this elk 
pelt to you. I sell it to you, and then you can use it to craft. It's confusing. And like then when you what highlight, happens, you if just you highlight been, something, yeah. he can craft with the prompt changes from yeah. donate, donate to sell to donate to for crafting. And, and even that, like it, like, yeah, it's, it's small stuff that takes you a while. To like write. when I came back with the bear pelt to the master craftsman, I had to look up online in a Dark Souls way. What yeah. am I supposed to do with this? Am I supposed to sell it to him? And then you do sell it to him, but then he uses it to right. craft. Yeah, you sell yeah. it to him, and that enables him to make the thing. With right. It. So, so that stuff to me kind of put me off a bit because I, I don't mind. I'll collect everything, but uh, you know it got so dense with the systems. Like, how what do I do with all these pocket watches? Should I go and go buy right. buy a pocket watch, but I've got nine deep in my thing. I was putting stuff in the logbook before they even explained what it was, like in the till. They, they uh, hold they hold maybe too much behind story missions in terms of game mechanics. Like you don't get a fishing rod until you do the mission that gives you yeah. a fishing rod. Mm-hmm. You know, like they don't explain how the, all the the ledger stuff works. Yeah, in the all camp. of chapter two and some of chapter three is yeah. basically a tutorial yeah. for like a lot of stuff. I put yeah. like fifty hours into the game before I hit chapter three, and that was a mistake because you get so much more by the time you yeah. get there. So, so that's the thing. Like I, I'm exploring that world. I'm enjoying. I think it is. I've said this a million times. Constantly impressive. But not constantly entertaining. I, yeah, I'm, I'm, yeah, I see that. You have to it, yes. like it's a game that like I'm not saying you should have to work for this, but it's a right. game that kind of makes you work for the good parts. Like. But I'm working, and I feel like the systems that are in place are working against yes. me in a lot of cases, where I am trying to do my best to get that three star skin to bring that back to camp. But you are making this be so not worth it to me. Yeah, in, in a way that has made yeah. this not but fun. There anymore. is there is totally like a like an A to B logic to that whole thing, but it doesn't make it super clear up front. No, like you figure it out eventually, but it's that you you have to research animals, and that tells you what kind of weapon you need to use to not damage the pelt when you kill the animal. Well, you also have to find the I don't know that it ever tells you I think, that. You have to find the, I think it does, but it, you have to find the three-star animal to begin I don't, with. I don't, I don't, I don't three-star shoot it with the right thing. It yeah. may be, I bet it, it, I would actually not be surprised if that's tied to story mission progress, because mm. pretty quickly toward like the end of Chapter 2, it starts spawning three-star animals everywhere. Oh, like, really? Yes. The place. Yeah, like you, some of those system things that are frustrating, like you mentioned, the, the icon changing from donate for cash to crafting, some of them are small, and some are like the core system is a huge part of that game, and I don't know anyone that likes that system. Which part? The core, the, the core, core thing. Like oh, the core having stuff. the two separate things. You've got your actual meter for how much you know dead eyes left, and, and the and core for tiny. how fast it. They're, they're tiny, tiny little meters. And then you have to, like I don't know how much time I spent scrolling through. Like okay, uh, crackers will fill yeah. with the eye icon, and this will do my stamina, yeah. but that'll take down my health, but that'll bring up my dead eye. It's like this is not fun. This it's is just fun. Imagining me. in the middle of a firefight, Arthur Morgan like <laughs> looking through all crackers. Smoke a cigar. Yeah. Yes, I will say the upside of that system is that cigarettes refill your dead eye, so that means you can literally duck behind a wall in the middle of a firefight and <laughs> I mean, smoke a fucking cigarette oh, yeah. and that pop cool. back up and start shooting. He's cool. told me he dies at TV. That man should not be smoking oh, cigarettes. I don't think he cares at that point. When you start smoking them in the late game after you know you have tuberculosis, you're just like, <laughs> what am I doing? Uh, but but that, that coupled with the... Uh, and again, I don't mind system heavy games. I like system heavy games, but that coupled with the camping out in the woods to cook your meat and having to do each one individually. Yeah. It's a little and, more. and move away from activity yeah. before you start the fire. Uh, it's it just, it, it's each like individual what? bullet, not yeah. each bullet. He would have to do that. To be fair, you can just hold the button down, but that still but means still you have to do, yeah. find something else to look at for 60 and seconds. Yeah. Even searing the meat, like it's like, doesn't make it that much faster when you hit that. <laughs> hold the button I, down. I feel uh, like for me, those things weren't a, as big of an issue because I did them when I wanted to. And I feel like I didn't have to most of the time. Yeah, I was very like, rarely I very rarely made special ammo. I'll cook stuff occasionally, but most of the time I just donate it to the camp anyway. Even the food stuff, like, yes, definitely sometimes on my horse, like, going down on, like, cans of fucking corn. 
But I feel like for the most part, I don't really think about it that much. I, I didn't have a problem with the eating the core stuff because it's not as punitive as near yeah. nowhere near as punitive as they could have made it. Right, like, totally. Yes, you have to if your cores deplete completely, then you need to eat something. Can, like yeah, I got mugged so, some corn. But. It's so infrequent. It's like maybe every three or four hours of game, it takes ten seconds to eat something. Core stuff. Uh, like I was constantly oh, yeah, out of dead eye, losing cores a lot. Yeah, uh, dead eye does not refill. That I you refill right. that I was shooting things. But then like, with, what does the core to, do? Like it, things like that that aren't so clearly filled out. Well, the core, core. It still it still affects how fast you you get it as you shoot. But things like so headshots. It's the rate of yeah, it's like a yeah, headshot meter. will give you more meter back if your core is higher. Look, I don't think it's a great system, but you know, I, I, at a certain point, I just kind of stopped thinking it's, it's about just, it. Right. Yeah, it's just I so dead simple. I just don't have a problem with it. Why even have it in there? Like this isn't you know arc. The other thing is that I think the survival aspects of the game obviously worked better for some of us than like obviously you don't give a shit about that stuff. So yeah. I mean, that's the thing is that I think their version of a survival game is pretty bare bones. You know, yeah. like they're not trying to really ha- hit you over the head with that stuff. But like at that point, I'm almost like I understand what you're trying to do. You want to like simulate a little bit of what you know, like day to day maintenance is for this character. But Rockstar has never found a way to do that in a way that I think yeah, is particularly he, enjoyable. Instead, it just comes across as a system developed by someone who learned the wrong lessons from San Andreas. Yeah, like the like food the working and out the stuff, and all stuff that. in that game that was like, at the time, you were like, it's crazy yeah. that this can be in a video game. Yep. But then you're like, you oh, go this back sucks. To I'm going to go lift weights for an hour and then hope that it just doesn't deplete by the end of the game. Uh, so I never have to think about it ever again. And it, it felt avoidable in San Andreas. It felt like a fun yeah. little bonus. Like, if you want to go get ripped, sure, right. go hit X on the bench press for a long well, that, that's time. The thing that's they changed, how I That's feel. the thing they changed in this that I think softens all that is that the floor for the penalties to not doing that stuff is so high. Like, you literally, if you're underweight, you literally are taking a stamina bonus. Yeah, I was underweight the entire yeah, game. So it didn't yeah. really negatively affect me. And it makes me. you look like a fucking lean, raw, sinewy motherfucker. I think that's <laughs> but, where but, I, I got caught up, though. Like, it's like the... You say that the penalty isn't there for well, that, but I wasn't. How do you know? There that? are trade offs. Yeah. It says it's all in the player. If you go to player, you dig and into the menus. Eventually, yeah, you find there. something that says, "Oh, ten percent bonus so, to this." So mm-hmm. I immediately just went hunting to be like, "I'm going to go get a bunch of food for the camp, right?" And I'm going to dump food into this camp. And I didn't see that meter turn yellow or blue or the food uh, oh, stores in the upper right. It yeah, it, 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 it changes it, color. Yeah, but it, was, it only seemed to only change color after I started upgrading the camp financially. With the, the, thing, the thing they tried to they they sort of frame it as is you need to go out and hunt and bring food to the camp because that's the first time you go hunting. That's literally what you're doing story-wise. But the thing they don't explain after that is that any hunting you do after that has no real bearing on what the camp's food supply is. Like I didn't know that. Yeah. I, was, I was doing Wait, the same no, thing. You, it does. I think it does for some food provision. <laughs> the does fact it? that we because don't know. Hang on, hang on. But no, like all, I donated five pieces of meat, and I watched that icon turn from red to yellow. Like It's yeah. not, oh, really? okay. not that hard. Well, I, what I'm saying is that like at a certain point, once you start upgrading the, the different uh, carts, yeah. like you know, all you have to do is go in there, go into the book, hit the refill food yeah. button, and yeah. that's, that's yeah. it. So that becomes basically automatic I also in earlier in on the game when I was also like being like I'm gonna play this forever and not actually move forward like it takes a long time to just kind of unlock each camp step yeah. uh, like there were just aspects where it was like oh I don't see the ledger I don't see where I do money and eventually it just kind of like I did the story mission that unlocked it yeah, yeah. so, so that, that stuff is just kind of tough for me as somebody who's enjoying the mechanics of the game and then it de- totally didn't make the thing turn yellow until I upgraded the food store I, think, I, I yeah. wouldn't be surprised if it was uh, gated behind some of that stuff and, and so like that just you know I think it was just a bad first couple of steps for me in terms of well my inventory sucks here too like every time I hunt one animal I'm leaving half the like meat on the ground because I'm full of meat I don't want to cook this stuff anymore because it takes too long but I got to ride all the way back to town because I should probably give this to the 
dumb cook over there so he can make the stew. And I just got in this loop of like, well, this is what they've told me to do. Make the camp get a bunch of food. And I'm doing that. Should I go talk to Dutch and do a story mission? Like, I, I got caught in a loop that didn't give me great feedback yeah, at first. Yeah, yeah. I have the same experience. I absolutely uh, have the same experience. I just stuck with it for so long, and I was so into the things that that game does better than any other game I've ever played. That A, I didn't care. B, I got so used to it that I eventually knew how everything worked. Well, it's also unclear. Like, let's say you get a, a perfect carcass. It doesn't. You don't know. Like, okay, do, should I take this to Pearson, or should I take this to the trapper, or should I take this to the butcher in town? I think it like, breaks them down into the component parts when you donate them. I'm pretty sure. I mean, I just feel like we have a Again. combined hundreds of hours in this game, and like we all seem to have but different understandings of how these systems also, work. That's, that's also the thing I think we all agree on is that clarity is not that game's yeah. strong suit. Right. Yeah, right. Yeah. I just I came I, to this thing like I remember telling Jeff before we got this game in. I was just like, you know, I fucking love the first game. If they just learned their lesson from the skinning stuff, I was like, if the skinning animations are faster this time. Like I'm going to be so into this. Instead, they went a thousand miles in the other direction. And for like, like, like I said, five or ten hours, I was like, I don't think I like this game very much. Mm-hmm. I had yeah. until I just hit this tipping point where I was like, I am living this life. Like my devotion to living out this character's existence yeah. is so complete. I think and it, that, this game gives me a framework to do that and have this like dynamic experience that I've never had in the game before. Uh, I suspect I will be there at five or t- or to t- at ten hours, but that's a big ass. It is. It uh, is. That's a big ass. Especially, we, we talked off the podcast a few days ago about, like, if you have kids, if you have limited time, mm-hmm. like, if you have 30 minutes a night to play this game, like, I would say don't play this game. Like, it, it, doesn't, doesn't, it doesn't... It's not give for you, that. It doesn't give you a good experience, but I have nothing to do on the weekends, <laughs> but sit there and play the game, and I played, like... Yeah. 20, 25 hours the first weekend I had it, and by the end of that weekend, I was like so head over heels yeah. for the game. I, I suspect I could come become engrossed in it uh, if I had that. But like a 10 hour, I, you know, I'm probably around eight or so hours in and haven't moved the needle that much in the story. Again, walking around, discovering all these places, discovering these towns, doing these missions. Parts of them are entertaining. Parts of them are, are work or busy work, you know, riding through places. Uh, Getting to new new places takes a while in mm-hmm. a lot of places, and I enjoy the scenery and enjoy that stuff. But uh, I think, like pound for pound, the steam, the momentum of propelling me through that game just isn't there right now. And I wish I, I should probably just jump in and start doing more of the story stuff. But there are so many different. They've stacked so many things on the plate in front of me. I'm not sure where to go at first. I, I am. I play open world games super like you do. Like I am like pathologically resisting pushing the story forward, you know, I just want to live in the world mm-hmm. and do stuff, and yeah, like I said, that's not yeah, the best a, way to play that game up front, because they withhold so much stuff. And like, There is definitely a point where that stops mattering, but it's like way later than you think it would be. Yeah. Right, yeah, I feel like for me, it didn't take me quite as long to kind of feel like kind of engulfed in it, but I think that's because after a certain point of being like, uh, I feel like I'm keep hunting for camp stuff, I don't know what it's doing, oh, it's because all this shit's locked off, I should just play the story, and then I started playing the story, and then like, it didn't take much longer for me to be like, okay, I'm in it now, you yeah. know? Like, I, I think this is, I very much a game. Like, I also it feel like it opens up this world, but not really. Mm-hmm. It sort of opens up this world to be like, hey, look at all this cool stuff you can do. But unfortunately, a lot of stuff's behind closed doors, and we're not really going to tell you. The thing, but then yeah. once you start playing the story, it's like, okay, it's all there for the, me. The thing they don't tell you up front is that Chapter 1 is explicit tutorial. Chapter mm-hmm. 2 is, like, kind of soft tutorial. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Pretty much the whole way. And, like, yeah. that, I wish they communicated that a little better, and they are telling tons of story there, so it is, like game game and not just tutorial mm-hmm. but like my advice to somebody like you is like 
feel okay about getting close to the end of Chapter 2 or even into Chapter 3 before you really just go out there and start doing stuff and exploring? Some, something we haven't explicitly talked about that is a huge gripe I have with the game that I really just wanted to touch on quickly is uh, for a game that's all about kind of just letting you run around and romp around in this open world, the story missions have the worst kind of, we are locking yeah. you into yep. this yeah. teeny yeah. tiny narrow route Path. that you can take where if you stray even a little bit, you will hit a fucking fail state yeah. and have to restart maybe like dozens of minutes of, of, of like combat and stuff. Of, or even of slow riding. Yeah. If you see yeah. an animal off the path, it's like, oh, I need that thing for that challenge. And then you like go there and Dutch yells at you and then it's like, failed. I think I yeah. happened on like one of my first missions. And again, I, I don't, I don't hate this game at all. I actually really like it. I just think it, it falls under its own system weight sometimes. But I think it was one of my first missions where you have to go, um, uh, help one of your friends, one of the girls who's getting like abused in the, the, the brothel. In Valentine. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. And like, I said, go get her. She's in the brothel. I was like, I'll go. And I just ran, ran off oh, to the baby. right. Yeah, I see. Here we go. Ran off to the right. And it was like, yeah. mission fail. Yeah. And I was yep. like, oh, the brothel. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I think I did the exact same but thing. That is honestly so funny, though. Yeah. Like, <laughs> mission I'm fail. a hero. Yeah. But like, even, even when I was doing stuff that I don't think was wrong, like I yeah. had to cover these people. So I decided to go up on a roof with my new sniper rifle. But it was like, no, we actually wanted you to stand over there and shoot them from the other direction. Sorry. I, I, I did like, find it, that the checkpointing most cases was pretty solid. Like there, yeah. there were a yeah. few what, yeah. that are like a little too long, but like by and large, like it, the 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 beats are very specific. And like when you hit one, it definitely like starts you back to that. Did everyone to... else accidentally ever restart mission instead of restarting checkpoint? Oh, no. yeah. I always thought yeah. that was an option. And I was like, I'm gonna make sure I'm pressing the right button. <laughs> yeah. I came close right a couple of times. But yeah. it's, a, it's a bummer. <laughs> like one of my favorite parts of the whole game is at the end when he's doing that final ride to camp, and that uh, that's the way it is. Song mm-hmm. starts where you're hearing all that. Like that part's incredible. Oh yes, but like at but the beginning of that, like, the song kind of starts and everything, and then I kind of went off the path for just a second. Wait, you don't control that. I went off the path, and then it said, "Get back on the path." Oh, and so it here's, the song. here's the thing: Can is you, I think what he did wrong was that he kept trying to control his horse yeah. as opposed to just taking your hands off the controller. Yeah, that, that part plays. Weird. How dare you try and move yeah, the character in this video game? Against the, the controller fact, in a video game. Honestly, I think the horse could like. And, and you talk about chapter two as a tutorial, <laughs> yeah. and I, I wish that they had come up with something more explicit than the Rockstar style of here's some text in the upper left hand of the screen. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah, never yeah. going to show again. And you're like, and I, and it's like, oh, this seems important about magic. Matching speed on a horse yeah. and riding along yeah. with someone the one and it follows the road. Oh, cool! I think it said double tap X. Oh, it never did it. Oh, I rode straight off the road. Oh, it failed the, the mission. One, the what one the that, fuck am I doing? The one that I just barely caught. That I've seen a ton of people like furious. They played yeah, half yeah. the game not knowing, and I just happened to see it. If you tap X in time with the horse's gallop, it uses way less stamina. Oh yeah, yeah. I try to do that, and I'm like, I don't know if this oh, is I did actually. All the time. Time. No, I did that dude, constantly. Because okay. you found myself doing it. Yeah, it's, it's fun. Right. It feels good, but also, yeah, you get like full gallop speed for like five times longer if you do. Yeah, that. no, I, I I figured that out pretty early on. Ah, cool, hitting buttons over and over again. That's what I, I want to do. do. It feels it feels Go like no, no, feels in, like in, a, in a year where both Spider Man and God of War are like. Hey, how about you just hold these buttons down instead? Sure. I like you can do that. You got the times two, times four sort of stuff. But yeah. even that doesn't seem to work with sprinting, right? 
Uh, sprinting, you could do a tap. There's an accessibility option where you can turn it on. You can toggle all that stuff. You can set all that But then horses, you still have to Horses, they think you can. Horses, it turns out you're on a horse a lot in that game. Weird. But if you're just hammering the button, you don't have enough stamina to do it for very long. This is a very small complaint, but I love the interact with almost everybody, the L2 stuff of like walking by, but I have tried to role play of like walking by, say hello, and then it turns the camera and you're just walking into a pole. I've got a clip saved on. Uh, you know where you have to steal the medical supplies from a wagon late in the game? Yeah. Uh, I'm running after him. I swung the camera around. I was like, I'm going to make this look so cool. I like swung it around. So I was like coming toward the camera, running at them. Like I run around in front of the wagon and Arthur yells out like, stop this wagon right now. And like immediately plows into it. <laughs> and yeah. yep. Like perfect comic timing. Like, yeah. And I think some of that stuff is like, it's fun and goofy and I love that yeah. stuff. But the, like the, the whole deal too, to focus on somebody when you're walking through town is dangerous. And like, yeah. I, I, yeah. I think it's, it's a better idea than it is executed. That's just real life, in man. If you're focused in on one person, you're yeah. not going to see the other people around. <laughs> I want real life. I would like a video game. Uh, yeah, Again, yeah, like, like I, I, I was with you early on, but like another, I mean, if, if you have another 40 hours put in the game, like, like yeah. by the time you get all that stuff down in second Maybe. nature, like you'll yeah. really I'm not fumbling with it that 40 much. Hours. Yeah. I feel like once I started playing the story missions, like I forgot about how much of a trudge sort of the first couple hours were for yeah. me. Yeah. I, I was going to say about story missions, like you were 100% right. Like they are fucking corralled linear shooting galleries. But mm-hmm. like, I, I feel like I just... I was compelled I to go through them. A, sure. a, I was so into the story and characters, I really wanted to see what was going to happen. But B, I was just like, I'm just going to give myself over to their very linear design for this yeah. stuff because the rest of the game is so expansive. Like, I'm fine just shooting guys for five minutes to see yeah. the cutscene, like and, the uh, and then I'll go back to, like, Cowboy Simulator 2018. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I love the I love the acting. I think, mm-hmm. I, I, yes. I think the presentation is phenomenal. Yeah. I think the world they built is uh, w- w- without peer. I, th- I think it is... Unbelievable! I just think they they just barf it all out <laughs> yes, so quickly yeah. Yeah. and make you make you try to figure it out on your own without a lot of clear direction that you can easily just get overwhelmed. Yeah. But You're, even once you have all that stuff together, like by the end of the game, I wasn't fighting the controls or the systems. I understood which things I could ignore. I understood most of the control stuff and everything. It's still like that's when you really start to feel the weight of the mission structure and just kind of the slog of like, okay, I kind of know how this is going to go. Ride, talk for two seconds, shoot, 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 go back. Yeah, I just, by the time you get, basically by the time you are diagnosed with TB, like I was just so fixated on seeing what yeah, was going to happen that totally. I just didn't care at that point. Like, like there I are just, stretches in the late game that I think are the the parts of that game I would have edited down. Yeah. Uh, the, the Guarma stuff is too long. The, the some of the, some of that stuff. last re- the the region when you're up in the hills sort of in the Roanoke like some of some yeah. of those parts are just a little too long. Especially so. for like how much so I loved building up my camp. I loved getting all those upgrades and then Obviously, for story reasons, your camp just becomes oh shit. My God, yeah, I fucking love that so much. I was like, they broke everything about their own base camp mechanic in service of making the me gang. mad. No, yeah, in, service yeah, of the, in service of the dissolution of the gang. Like, yeah, I, everything was going to start shit. peeling off. Like, everything's going yeah. to shit. And, I get it, but it was like the like, one thing in the game that I felt like <laughs> I was in control of, and they took it away from me just because they could. But that's, I mean, that is that's the story. That's the like, story. That's the yeah. story. As characters, and I don't like it. As characters, <laughs> so like, what you're saying is, don't upgrade the camp at all. Yeah. 
Yeah. The other thing is the story missions give you so much money that money is yeah. almost yeah. meaningless in that game. It, it's similar to Red Dead 1. At a certain point, the economy just stops <laughs> mattering. Yeah. And a lot of the story missions are just super, like the hot air balloon one. I think that was one of the best parts of that game. Yeah. Once you get over the initial like novelty of like, oh, weird, I'm going into the sky. And it's like, okay, are we almost at the prison yet? Like, I thought it was forever. fun that you like actually that. control the balloon yeah. And, yeah. and control the altitude. But also, like that mission's great because like, that's where Sadie starts coming into her own. Sadie's awesome. Mm-hmm. I like Sadie, yeah. Like, like there's, there's that, that whole world from that hot air balloon yeah. was incredible because yeah. I spent so much time slamming my face into the ground of it <laughs> that uh-huh. I seen up and <laughs> totally. feeling like I was in, like, it's a, it, you know, in just cause, you'd be up there in 30 seconds when the game starts. But yes. like, it, the fact that it happened 30 hours in was incredible. I think I think one of the last missions I played, and, and the reason I just put it down, aside from having to come here, uh, was uh, I was doing the, the gunslinger mission. The mm-hmm. one of the, 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 we had the old gunslinger. Yeah, yeah, right? yeah. Yeah. And I really like that mission. I, I like the, the camera. I like taking yeah. the pictures of people. <laughs> put that in your fucking book, Plato. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's very fun. Uh, I think the fast draw mechanic sucks. Yeah, I think yeah, it, it is rough. not intuitive. Yeah. It is poorly designed. Yep. I will say, I after a certain point, I feel like I never see it anymore. Uh, well, so it, it will come up again. So I'm gonna actually, will, I, uh, if I understand correctly, you can actually initiate it on anybody in the game yeah. by just really? slowly pulling the trigger at them. Mm-hmm. I realized that when I started fake surrendering yeah. for crime. Uh, like, you like aim at somebody and very slowly pull R2. That's like cool. it will go into the duel mode. So oh. I think that duel, I think the, it's not it's intuitive. Counter- it's counterintuitive. Hell. Such a better yeah. job, yeah. Uh, but but they but they checkpoint you, so you're just doing the duel over and over again. Right. So yeah. it's like for that part, it's it doesn't like matter. ten seconds long. So I was fighting the guy on top of the train, right? Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. And I was like, oh shit! I shot the gun out of his hand, yeah. and I was like, but then he pulls out another gun and goes to kill himself. I'm like, well, I'm gonna keep doing this until I shoot that gun <laughs> out of his hand. And I did, and he died. Yeah. And I was like, right. that sucks. Yeah. Like I because yeah. I had I did had to do a start and restart. Because I also, in the dead-eye mode, it paints the X over him, so I had to go up and around his head mm. to make sure it didn't yep. paint the next on him and go around, and I finally fucking did it. And then he died. Yeah. And also, I was like, that shouldn't happen. Something like that happened very late in the game for me, and I can't remember what it was, but like when, when the game's spell is broken, it's yeah. really disappointing. Yeah. Because it is so pervasive. And it's also relatively infrequent when that happens. Yeah, it, it happened like twice for me. I but. had challenges that were just totally broken for me. Like there was the, the gunslinger challenges, like the one where you had to shoot three, uh, three guns out of hands in the same dead eye, and later the one with the hats. And I looked it all up. I saw a million videos of it, and I tried probably a hundred times. And I would shoot off five hats in one dead eye, and you're supposed to get three or whatever. Huh. That stuff never, never, ever. ever For me, it was riding from Valentine's Roads. That was like one of the horse challenges. Five minute and one. I tried that, and I timed it, and I knew it wasn't my time that was wrong. But it was like, okay, am I starting the wrong part of town? Am right. I ending the wrong part of that, town? That is a bummer. I mean, the rewards for those are so minor that it's not a huge deal. They are. But it's fun first one. Doing I, them. I loved it yeah. in the first one, and so I was looking forward yeah, to doing I did all, all of those. Yeah. And yeah. like, some of them are just broken. The other ones weren't fun. I think the challenges are really good. Like, drag a man from your horse for 3,300 feet. That was pretty mm-hmm. good. Until he hits a rock and dies at yeah. 2,000 feet. Oh, mine was dead. Way, like, he dies just from being dragged, and I still got it. You just uh, drag a corpse? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, also, I uh, I should say, when I got off that train afterward, I was like, where are the... F-? I was very early on in the game. I was like, oh, where the fuck I am? My horse isn't here. Uh, so I wound up having to just ride that train all around yeah. the game for a while. <laughs> and I, like, I didn't really mind. It's kind like of, Arthur sitting on a train, put the controller down, was like... I guess I'll wind up where it started eventually. I'm going to go get some crackers. Like it, on, the one, on the one hand, it kind of sucks. On the other hand, I think it's... 
kind of amazing that, that they uh, yeah, that, that. that part was, but I was just to call it bold. <laughs> yes, it's courageous. Uh, I mean, the part, I, my horse was with me when I did it, and I could, it was like, cool. I'm in a new area. I get to just discover this. So. Like the, the the example for me is after the Lenny mission, which is a whole other oh, yeah, yeah. thing. We'll talk about that. But you wake up drunk, or you wake up hungover by the train station down south with no horse, and I was just like, I was like, well, I could just point my thing at camp and run for five minutes. Or I could go pl- play poker with these old guys in the train station and yeah. wait for the train to show up. Like, that was, like, an early yeah. example of, like, you know what? Like, what would the character do? Like, I'm going to go play poker with these guys, wait for the train, and then hop on the train and ride to Valentine. Nothing like an early morning poker game yeah. to sober you I up. Like the, the poker's good. It, yeah. it, 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 it takes a little long it sometimes. Long time. Yeah, the, the gambling could be a little faster. Yeah. Uh, I, I ran to the next mission. Yeah. And was like, because it didn't. I didn't find a poker game. No, oh, it's right there. It's right there in the station. Okay, I didn't that, see it. Is that so, the minister? Who's yeah, it's where the Swanson yeah, the I did, yeah. mission happens. So I played poker with those guys until they busted out, yeah. uh, which took a long time. But uh, it, the, the poker in that game is fun. It just takes a it's while for... Even, even when it's like the black skip to... All, the, deal, all like, the dealing is a little too slow. But on the other hand, every poker game in the game has a different deck of cards. Mm-hmm. Like oh, the design really? on the back of the cards is different in That's every... Cool. Like, that is cool. Like, they made a game where you can rob a farmer, kill him, and feed him to his pigs. Like, if you dump the body in the pig pen, the pigs will run over and That's start eating. That's just traditional Grand Theft Auto, man. Like, I've been reading shoot, that stuff in the news forever. <laughs> like, you can shoot the hat off a scarecrow and then go get it and put it on and wear it for the rest of the game. <laughs> like, yeah. the possums play dead. Oh, I know. And then it, it, like, it has a thing that's like skin, and then they like yeah, scurry dude, off. Like, I, I, I had a little paw icon on my yeah. mini-map. I was like, oh, I must have run over like a raccoon or something. With my horse, because that happens all the time, I get off and go over there and yeah, try to skin this animal, and it was a possum. Yeah. All of a sudden, it jumps up and runs away. Like, <sighs> like a possum playing dead is reflected in the UI in this game. Like, there's so yeah, there's so many systems and so many little things, but then there are also things like it took me a, a decent amount of time to realize that after I lost my hat, it's on my in my saddlebag on my horse. I can right. always pull my hat. Well, on the third Wait, radio really? menu. Yes, it is. Yeah, whatever. Any hat, any hat that is like yours and like you've been wearing regularly will show up. I spent a lot of money on hats. I mean, it's fair they don't point you to that, but it is right there on the radio. It's also when you're picking your thing. One of the three radio menus. There are three radio menus. That's true. So yeah, like that that stuff was like you know I was bummed I lost my starting hat. I'm a person who collects stuff and like I'm gonna put this in my starting hat bin uh, and then realize oh it was something where I was like oh finally I'm in a cold area I need to get clothes there must be a mechanic in this game for me to change clothes I've saved an outfit and I had to dig through the menus I finally found it and next to that was like oh my fucking hat's over here Mm -hmm. did you guys guys find the pirate ship I did not with the pirate hat Uh, no oh my god I found the pirate sword I have a pirate hat and people make fun of you everywhere you go when you wear it justifiably so uh, the only weird thing I found was the vampire and getting like the ceremonial what? dagger. Vamp- yeah, I found a vampire too. I found a Viking axe, but no oh, vampire. Y'all know about the UFO shit, right? No. I, I know about, about it. That stuff it. is that like, was, I have to look up some guys. That was one of the first things Jeff Backler found, and he immediately really? was like, I have to fucking tell you about this wow. shit. So can you not, when you're on your horse, can you not lasso another horse and drag it with you? I feel like it doesn't do I've it for me. Tried, I've tried doing that. I think you can drag it, but I You have to like get off the horse and like go to it. But if you have two horses, if like you yeah. claimed another one, or even just like it likes you enough, yeah. you can whistle and it'll just follow behind. That's a hot tip. If you, yeah, if you ride yeah. a temporary horse, you can make your regular horse match speed everywhere yeah. you go. Okay. Follow so that's why I was trying to get it on the rope to bring it with me as basically a pack mule. You don't have yeah. to do that. Yeah, the rope is too complicated. I, just I, I think they tell you that at one point if you tap up, you whistle just to make the horse come to you. If yeah. you hold to whistle, it will follow you everywhere you go. Mm-hmm. But but even if it's not your main horse, um, 
I think... Did you have to have bonded enough that the horse icon shows up on the minimap? It'll say, like, this is now your temporary horse. It yeah, but once it becomes yeah. a temporary it's like, horse. Once you hit level one with it, which is like you which pet it twice, like, yeah. you yeah. call one a few times, it doesn't take that so long. So your main horse will come and your bonded horse yeah. will come? They'll yes. all come. So can you get more than but two? You're, you're better off riding the temporary horse. Them. Because yep. the, the temporary horse is more likely to wander off, so you should ride that one and make your bonded horse follow you because it'll never wander. I basically need a hunting party. Yeah, that's 100% what this is, is a way to carry a second big carcass around with you. It's cool. I had a level four horse that I had for hours and hours die because of a glitch. Yeah, I had another one warp into a campfire, and if I didn't have a horse survivor, I'd be dead. It's it's bullshit (laughs) to lose it to a glitch. I was mad the first time I had a level four horse die, but... You realize horses come and go. So I know. But I also have like, never I like lost my horse, horse. You know, yeah, I, I like totally. that all the customization. Yeah. Then it's like, oh, so the mission started, and then it's my horse died. Yeah, no, that's, that's terrible. That's yeah. terrible. I had a, uh, I had a, I had a good scene where a guy was shooing a horse and got kicked mm. in the head and died. Mm. And I said, I'm going to take this fucking horse. I'm going to train this horse. So I got off and I chased that horse for about ten minutes. So I got behind it and kicked me in the head and I died. <laughs> I, I read... Sounds like it had already been trained. I read, yeah. I read there's a way to stop that guy from getting kicked in the head. And I forget shoot the what horse. Shoot the horse. Well, no, I mean like an interaction way. Shoot, shoot, shoot him in the leg. Like, there's so many little details that I keep unearthing. Like uh, yeah. the Gunslinger mission, uh, you know Flacco Hernandez? He's the mm-hmm. Delobo guy up in yeah. the snow way up yes. north. I, cause I did that and I kept trying to like hit my head against it, like shooting all these guys and stealthing in and it didn't work. So what I did, because every time I was like, I'm going to be nice, my nice guy, and I said, like, a friendly yeah. thing. And then I said something aggressive, and yes. they're like, all right, you can you go You figured it out. Yeah. Fuck, man. Like, the Del Lobos are such assholes that if you go up there and greet them, they open fire on you immediately. But if you antagonize, they're like, oh, okay, come on, come on. They're like, yeah, they're like, all right, you, like, you got to meet You have to kill him after you kill him. Uh, then you, you do still, a duel. Uh, you still end up dueling him. Yeah, but like, you, you don't have to fight anyone else. You know, they're, okay. like, but, on at that point. the fact that these guys are such bad motherfuckers that taking the negative approach is the one that works is just ridiculous. you got to neg them, man. In my book, man, that's a that's a long trip to get up there. It is. That takes a long yeah. time. But it's, it's a fun ride. But though. I found I found uh, a frozen couple clutching, really clutching like a book in the snow on my way up there. Wow! Did you and, shoot them? And I hunt another dead. Like they were yeah. no, flamethrowers to melt the snow. Um, Did you take their book? Yes. What's the book? Uh, maybe a treasure map, actually, or some, oh. kind of, some kind of map. I think I never oh, did a single the, treasure. Oh my god, I love I the treasure. I couldn't find any. Yeah, they were too hard. Oh, I, I. Did, did you find okay. some? Yeah, I did. Some I had to look up the general areas for, but okay. for the most part, it'd be like, oh, I actually remember the geysers, or like, I remember this weird rock face. Those, or those maps are kind of obscure. Yeah, also, no, totally. Intentionally, but yeah. But Speaking of like written stuff, like Arthur's journal, I think, is like yeah, quiet stuff. Oh, never looked be- it. Oh my God, incredible. you missed so it much. It is so good. There's a lot of good like, stuff. I forgot how, and then I was like, it's just another thing I forgot <laughs> how to do this I game. think that is fair. I think the journal is amazing, but yeah. I think getting to it sucks. I've forgotten like three oh, times how to get to it. Just hold left on the D-pad. Okay. <laughs> I mean, I didn't it's have a lot, to, but yeah, but I, that was the thing. I didn't have to. I, I totally get. There's too many things. There's only, there's only if I had started doing it early, I would have kept yeah. doing it. Yeah. What if you yeah. tap left on the D pad? Uh, it opens that, up that the D-pad. No, that's that's right on the D pad. Oh, yeah. Tap left on the D pad, it gives you the notification. What if you tap yeah. down on the D pad? The challenge. And that makes your video not bigger. Yep. What if you hold down on the D pad? Then you get the menu. No tapping. Yeah, tapping down. I don't know. It seems like other people have no problem remembering this, Benny. I told you, I'm world's best Red Dead Redemption player. That said, the journal is phenomenal. Sketches yeah. of like, like animals you like see. Or you get, and look it's it also tonight. all like handwritten. It's so it's, detailed and just amazing. Obviously, there's an arc to the character and he yeah. changes and develops, but early on, he is just such a, a loyalist to the gang and a savage fucking killer. But yeah, you read the, the journal and like, you realize like this guy's an artist. Like He has yeah. the soul of a poet. Like the way like He's rough and country, but the way he puts things, especially. Well, shit. This is kind of a major spoiler. Let's say when someone else obtains the journal later in the game oh. and starts adding entries to it, 
and you compare oh. like the writing styles, like you realize like what a like a soulful guy Arthur actually is because here's this other dude just putting some dumbass bullshit <laughs> yeah. on like a, literally on the next page after yeah. Arthur's last entry in the I journal. do like a cowboy poet. Mm-hmm. Like Jeff Jarrett. I think that's a lot said about Red Dead Redemption yeah, it too. Is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Game and I of think extremes. It's, it is a game we will be talking about in numerous categories. Yeah. yeah. Uh, yeah, there's a lot more that you could say about it, but um, and we'll probably get there. Did we already put it in categories? <laughs> yeah, I think we did. It's in it's a lot. It's in uh, most it's of them. Style, music, moment. Uh, I'm sure. Music. Moment, story, story, looking, yeah. disappointing, looking game. And game. Moment, okay. story, looking, disappointing game. Everyone. Yep. Of them. Danny, sure you don't want to go hot as mess. It's just a. Uh, I don't think it's no, only that messy. Your horse died right. in a fire. Yeah. yeah. It's got a lot of problems. Literally it, a hot it, mess. It could almost make it, it could almost run the table here if you get a hottest mess and it does have Red Dead Online if anybody wants to put it in for ongoing. <laughs> and they'd be like, I mean, that one's true. <laughs> yeah, yeah, fucking, yeah, yeah. fucking Red Dead Online, man. Well, oh, it's just nothing don't, to do. It could be better. It's not good. It, don't I, it's play be that GTA game with randos. Thing. Yeah, it could be better. Anybody who's, not playing that, anybody who's not playing that game with friends is a fucking sociopath. No, it's play with friends. It's like fun no, with friends, saying. but you make your own fun with it. It's going to be a thing like GTA Five, where like in six months there will be more to yeah. it, and in five years there will be more to I it. I think people seem really angry about the economy. Yeah, the economy's like too, busted. It's like you're poor expensive? for way too yeah. long, yeah. Yeah. and like it's impossible to get the stuff that you need to spend it's, real money it's for. It's hilarious comparing the prices to the single player because like I went right. to try to get the longer barrel on my cattleman in that in that thing, and like in the single player it's like ten bucks when you have two thousand dollars. <laughs> in online, it's like four times the entire money that I have for a fucking yeah. pistol yeah. upgrade. It's ridiculous. But it's kind of fun with friends. But it's the thing. It's gonna. It's coming later. Yeah. yeah. Like I mean, it's, it's, fun it's also not what I would call the draw of that I've, game. I've had now. a good time roaming around in it. Also, like, mm-hmm. seeing what's in there now and, like, thinking about it being fleshed out is kind of exciting. Because, like, yeah. Bonnie McFarlane from the first game is a quest giver. In yeah, that, and she's, in like, a teen. Like she's, and she's on her ranch from the first yeah. game. Like, there's a ton of stuff in there from, from just kind of the wider world. And mm-hmm. I enjoy going uh, around playing as, like, my weird scrappy teen girl, like, picking up corpses left and right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, we, should, we should pause it up. Yeah, I'm in a, a posse called Cowboys Anonymous, and you're oh, welcome to join. Okay. We'll talk later. Okay. Um, does that bring us to a break, or do you guys want to keep going? Let's, let's break, actually. Yeah? yeah? All right. Break requested, break granted. We'll be right back. Y'all ready to take this list home? Absolutely. Yeah. All right. Hell take yeah. it to the bridge. Gotta, I would take any of these games home. Big old, oh, to meet, mom, mean, to meet your mother? My mom would love any of these games. Oh, yeah? That's, there's some games that I would love to take home. Yeah. There's some games I would like to take out back. You know what I mean? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Take, take home. You're going to kill it? Yeah. Okay. What do you think Mrs. Caravella would have to say to Taiko no Tatsujin drum session? Uh, she would love it. She loves drumming. Okay. Uh, she might not she, love it if the kids a, got a hold of it. It's a happy game. It's a happy, happy ass game. Really she would enjoy fun. the joy, the infectious it's, it's, joy. I can't, unadulterated fun, she would say. She, yeah. I can't look at those drums and not see hams. Oh, yeah, totally. What? Those okay. are ham drums. Loves loves ham? A thousand okay. percent. Okay, that makes me feel better. Whatever yeah, no. You guys. Taiko Tetsujin uh, drum session uh, came out on the Switch and PS4. It was out in Japan. A long-running uh, series. Yeah, long-running series. I'm a big fan. Uh, <laughs> and I'm a big fan of this one. Uh, partially because of the soundtrack. Uh, it's really... It's a wild eclectic, very strange. Um, like some of the uh, licensed tracks, like, you know, they, they've got Frozen's Let It Go, but it's in Japanese. Perfect. Mm-hmm. Sold. I'm Utopia buying this game song, now. Uh, Pen Pineapple. It, yeah. 
Pineapple, Pineapple pen. pen. Pineapple Pen. That Linda Linda song. <laughs> this Ava got, theme. Yeah, that Dragon Ball Z theme. I don't watch Dragon Ball, but that's Dragon one of the Ball. best songs. Mm. Did it rock the Super? Dragon? No. no the they Super. did actually have that in the uh, the original game. Yeah? yeah, way back when. Mm. I, I have to say I have a soft, soft, soft spot for games that support peripherals that were not even released in the region that the game came out in. Yeah, that is a kind of I a... I think that's kind of amazing. Kind of a bummer. No, I think it's cool that like you basically you can import the drum controller that never came out here if you want to. So when they put it out here, them. they did not bring the drum controller out in any way? No, they Ooh, did Ooh, that's a real stinker considering... I feel like this game is not great without the drum controller. Like, right. I really like this game a lot, but I the motion controls are bad on the Switch for it. It's okay on the touchscreen. Like, that was kind of passable mm. or serviceable. Mm-hmm. And, like, it's kind of okay with it's the button. It's okay with the controller, but, yeah. like, yeah. It's, it's not the it's way. Not, it's kind of a standard you want game. Want. You and, want a drum. And I, I get it. Like, any, any publisher would be doing themselves a grave's disservice if they did not at least think long and hard before they put out another plastic instrument peripheral <laughs> into the Western market. That's fair. Yeah. Yeah. But, but, again, you can import the controller, right? Yes. Yes, you yes, can. Yes, I yeah. have one. And it works just fine. Truly. But Tycho brings a smile to my face. Uh, thank you for that, Tycho. I really needed it. Yes. Um, I, I had a great time it. playing on that stream. Yeah, I, I, I think it's a really rad game. I didn't know Hatsune Miku could be even more chibi. They found a way. Oh, totally. Just make her shorter. You just strike, <laughs> like a, like I could be chibi game. if you made me short enough. Yeah. <laughs> I wanted to nominate it for Best Soundtrack. Okay, cool. Yeah. Done. By you. Yeah. I believe it belongs there. That's on there. Sweet. I love it. Yeah. Uh, next up, Tetris Effect. I want cool to nominate Tetris. it for best soundtrack. I want to yeah, nominate right. it for that's a weird stretch. I would <laughs> like to nominate it for the most cool Tetris. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Second up there, yeah. Man, Tetris Effect is a, a fucking a cool game. game. I remember from the trailer, I was already interested. I was like, okay, I, I never, I never played Res. I never played Luminous. Mm-hmm. I. I the Mizuguchi's back catalog is not something I was uniquely familiar with, but just the it seemed like a perfect fit, even as somebody who wasn't yep. a huge fan of the game. It's it's a fantastic version of a fantastic concept of a game. Like Tetris itself at its most bare. It holds up. It's been weird to reconnect with Tetris, yeah. mm-hmm. which I didn't think would be possible yeah. after all these years. Uh, to be like, it, I, I always talk about Tetris in the abstract. It's like people. It only only comes up as like, what's the best game ever made? I'm always like, it's probably Tetris. Yeah. Oh, probably yeah. way up there. And now I'm like, oh, it's Tetris. Yeah. <laughs> it. I, I've played Tetris since the the old Game Boy one when I was a little kid, and I played you know, Poyo Poyo all the way up to that. But this is the first one that, again, mechanically, it's it's basically just it's Tetris. It's Tetris. But for it's, the first time in like 30 years, I'm looking up fucking T-spin strategies and all this stuff yeah. and, and no, going for my it, SS rank and everything. It made me care and, about Tetris in yes, a way that yes. I also never thought yeah. possible. No, none yeah. of y'all yeah. are emphasizing the key factor here is it is cool yeah. fucking Tetris. Really cool like, Tetris. I am not the I I am the child of weird hippies. So like weird new age like kind of everything is connected philosophy bullshit like really grates on me in the worst way. Yeah. But Mizuguchi is the one dude <laughs> I am willing to tolerate that from because the way he sort of transcribes that into the sort of art of his games, you believe it. It you believe it and also it just it there is a a euphoric effect that comes along with it that I think is I don't know how he does it. Like every, it, 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 it's something that permeates just about every game that he makes. But I always just feel this like intense. 
I don't know, maybe love is like too, too hard of a word or too, too intensive a word, but like I just, there's an emotional overwhelm sometimes when just playing those games. And I'm getting that from fucking <laughs> Tetris. Yeah. Wait, you're fucking Tetris? <laughs> you, I wanted it. Because it, it, it may be horny for Tetris. I'm sorry. It just did. Yeah. It's it, very erotic. I, like, <laughs> I came into this game as somebody who's, I'm really into Tetris. I played a lot of Tetris, a lot of different versions of Tetris. Tetris DS is probably the most I've ever played a DS game. Uh, and I was not disappointed in a single way. Yeah. Like, honestly, the way that the physics, the Tetris physics felt right. It felt like what I remembered. Uh, the, I, I like the, I mean, really the only new mechanic is the zone thing. Mm-hmm. Which I, think I think that I honestly forgot about for a long stretch of the game. And it's like, I shouldn't do yeah. that because it is fairly important. But it, it's cool. Like watching, like watching all the stuff clear once and see, like, I got a perfectress, man, Ooh, and it felt yeah. fucking very incredible. Sad like, yeah. 18 lines. And and the way that, like, eat, every level has its own specific zone sound and stuff that you don't... Yeah. It's a good Tetris. I, I think if I have any complaint about this game, and it's 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 a relatively minor one, it, it's that the soundtrack, while in, it, it, very cool for the game and the visual accompaniments that they have created, I think only a few of those songs are like really listenable outside of the game. Yeah. Like it's so you know like it, it all just pretty much the Broadway one, right? Yeah, it's the it, only one it, you like to listen to. It, I actually like the chaos well. of that stage. Yeah, everyone likes that stage except me. I'll never get it. I, I, I like I like the vibes of the music within the game. It's just it, to me, a lot of it is not necessarily that listenable outside that's, of that's, it. That has that has actually always been some of the magic of Miz's stuff is that it makes me like things that I don't like. Yeah, like, yeah. It's, it's a weird thing of like uh, I would never listen to this outside of the game, but in context, it's perfect. Like that and rap I'm song that is it. like the second, the second or third level. stage. Yeah. That verse is fucking atrocious. But in the game with the vibes yep. that are going. On around it, yep. I'm like, you know what? Okay, unite the all soul, right. so there's no division. all right. He rhymes. He rhymes my vision and division. I don't know yeah. if that's legal or not. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. Yeah. No, no Dan Riker can pull that off. Like <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I think uh, like the. Uh, I mean, fuck. I just like it because I like the Tetris in it. Like, I don't think I don't think it. It's cool. Doesn't doesn't take my soul to another place. It doesn't like. Are you sure? It doesn't make me think about things mm. that are not. Played me, in VR. Me play. I yeah. did, and I actually think I like it outside of VR a little bit better. Yeah, me too. Uh, yeah. I think the visuals, but it's still it's a rad cool VR experience. VR. It, but yeah, it, it is very cool in VR, but I think it does just something different. Like inside VR, it, it is immersive, and there's a lot mm-hmm. going on. Space whales are flying through your head, mm-hmm. but like outside <laughs> of outside of VR, and especially in a, in a 4K environment. On a nice TV, it's so crisp. Yeah, and in HDR, the the kind of aesthetic really it's a, pops. It's a better video game outside of VR. It's, it's a cool experience. Yeah. I don't know. I, I I have a great time playing in VR, and in fact, like had some really fucking good runs in VR. Oh, yeah, I only play it in VR now. So I think my thing was I played it outside of VR first, and then when I put the VR helmet on, it just looked blurry and like a low res kind yeah. of yeah, version of that. it. But it does something different, and that's okay. Mm-hmm. But like, I, I think the Tetris is very good. And yes. the amazing thing about Tetris is it, Tetris is a simple game, and people have messed it up. They have made bad versions of Tetris yep. so many times, and, uh, quite a number of times. And like, this is a it feels good. And Tetris is like a game that you should always win. 
you should. There's no reason you should not win Tetris. It's the mm, same goddamn it's pieces. Pretty hard every time. Yeah. You just need to fit them together in the yeah. same pattern every single time. I'm just but saying that's speed level ten, man. Yeah, it gets away from you. And they, it, like I think that's the the beauty of Tetris is like you know that you should be able to do this, yeah. but it gets away from you, and it feels good. Uh, the spinning feels good. The dropping feels good. The levels, the different levels, add the same thing that Luminous added, which is just it's the same thing over and over again, but it's a different aesthetic. Some of the levels are harder to read, and that can be annoying uh, mm. or, or make the game tougher sometimes. I'll, I'll give them props for the number of kind of accessibility and customization options there are around the visual presentation, because you can turn a lot of that stuff. Yeah, that, but that's that okay. helps a lot. Like, in, in, in some of that stuff, of the levels being harder to read, it's the same thing in Lumina. It's like, that's okay. Yeah. Like, I want some different stuff in Tetris. That's but, fine. Yeah, that, yeah, yeah that, that said, when I'm in VR in that one level where five dolphins jump in yeah. front of my board while I'm trying to complete a Tetris, it's like, okay, sure. <laughs> I think there are two different, uh, really different experiences that are both awesome with this, whereas uh, when you first get it and you haven't seen or, or been familiar with all the levels and themes and everything, do it, default settings and everything, VR, like it's really fun even after you beat it, do the, do the journey from beginning to end in one big like hour-long setting. That's awesome just to kind of take in all the sights and sounds. And then it is awesome on a screen, like Vinny said, where it's like, all right, I'm going to turn on the color thing so I don't have to weird, deal with like the weird gear level. It's all just going to be the, the orange L block is going to go this way, the blue is going to go this way, going for score. Like I, it satisfies on both, just kind of yeah. the fun yeah. journey mode. And then they're like, let's play some fucking Tetris. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's it's hard for me to... Am I am I judging Tetris? Because Tetris, I'll play Tetris on a Game Boy, and it's still a great game, yeah. right? Like, so this is a great version of a great game. The the cosmetic that's on top of it, the aesthetic that's on top, of it, it's fantastic. I, I I think they've done a great job with Tetris, and I, I'm not sure how I feel necessarily about it overall. How to evaluate that? I'm a little, mm-hmm. I'm a little conflicted. I mean, I, again, uh, yeah, sure, I could see that. Considering how many times, like you said, that Tetris has been royally borked up by yeah. any number of different developers that should have had no problem just making competent Tetris work. <laughs> you know, I think it's it's a testament to you know the way that Miz sort of like designs his games that like they just took a concept like hey, good feeling Tetris and managed to put all these fucking, you know, uh, bells and whistles around it and have it all work together and gel together in something that feels cohesive. Yeah, I, I'm not saying it's it's not worthy of praise in any way, yeah. it, but it's it's already built upon Tetris. Yeah, but it's still like, you know, it's so good, everything around it is so good that it, I wanted to jump in and get a deeper understanding of Tetris because of how much I liked everything around yeah. it. Yeah, yeah I was, so I, st- I started to say, like, this game has made me appreciate, like, the infinite spin and, like, whatever the fuck a T-spin is and <laughs> stuff like that. It's important. I got a trophy but, for doing 10 of them. Yeah. So. And, like, on the one hand, you could say that's any Tetris game. Like, whatever Tetris game you like is going to make you get deeper into Tetris. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. this is the game that made me, like, start darting my eyes up to the next piece mm-hmm. and trying to plan a move or two ahead. Yeah. But on the other hand, like again, it's Tetris. Like any good Tetris game could do that, but maybe the argument is like this one looks and sounds so good that I care enough to do it here. And also I think it's good enough to like keep in mind that there are different eras of Tetris, the rules have changed. Yeah. Like this yeah. is the game that made me care about modern yeah, Tetris. That's what which it is, is yeah. that's, that's the thing that I never yes. wanted to care about. Yes. All the T spins, all that other stuff. I was like there was that feeling of like, well, once they broke Tetris back in the day, it's yeah. been broken ever since. And yeah. now it's like Oh, I actually understand why they made those changes. Yeah. Like they maybe went too far in that direction back then, but over time, like okay, I see what you're looking to accomplish here, and I feel it. It actually does make for a better game. So those I are, understand now. So those are the spots where the VR actually kind of complements the experience for me because you get levels like the one where everything's on fire, mm-hmm. and also especially on like Expert happens to be fast as fuck, and yep. like you have to infinite spin because it's the only way you can possibly get through it, and like. 
at that point, being surrounded by everything as it's like burning and like going faster mm-hmm. than you can keep up with, like it is kind of a total like body, a nightmare. It's like a total body experience at that point, and like the mechanics and the and the presentation like kind of harmonize in a really cool way. And this is like very personal, but I I use Tetris as sort of a a tool sometimes. Like I use video games as a way to deal with anxiety. Uh, certain games help, some don't. Tetris has always been the one that. I, uh, it was actually my partner who put it into really good words. Like, it's a game where everything has its place. Every piece mm-hmm. has its place. Mm-hmm. And just the act of, of putting everything in its place is something that's so calming to me. And it's just like. Because it's a little short versus like satisfaction. Yeah. And then, so like, t- that's baseline Tetris. And then yeah. this, mm-hmm. just on a level above it, everything is chill. Even when it's not chill, it's like still exciting and fun. And it's just everything that I wanted from a Tetris game realized. It's, it's, a good playing Tetris with pretty stuff to look at when you kind of have figured out your move and you're waiting for the next piece or whatever, and good music. And yeah. it's just like a perfect blend to, to for me. I'm gonna I'm going to come back to this game for a long yes, time. Yeah. So yes, it is my go-to Tetris now, oh, and, yeah. and that uh, and that is that is saying something considering how many different Tetri there is. You gotta you gotta get that million spin trophy, right? Uh, no, it's gonna take a while. <laughs> but uh, I think they have enough options in there to turn it into base Tetris if you need to to. To yeah. just play Tetris? Yeah, because I remember my wife walked in and I was playing it, and she's like, oh, Tetris. And she's like, why is all that shit on the screen? <laughs> what are you doing in here, you <laughs> fucking hippie? Turn that off. Uh, it so bad. Uh, and truly just comes out of the VR helmet as you play it. <laughs> miss you. Uh, <laughs> yeah, t- t- but but again, like, yeah, it it is a fantastic version of a fantastic game. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. Tetris just happens to be... A fantastic game, and they didn't have to reinvent it. They didn't have to do too much stuff. It's not the Pac-Man DX of Tetrasphere. I mean, they've got a lot of cool side modes. Like there are new ideas in this, but it is also just a really well-made Tetris. I the weekly ritual stuff is fun. Yeah, I like yeah. That. I've forgotten everyone. I'm so upset. I've oh, really? <laughs> not checked into us. So many avatars. Uh, but it is a game. That all being said, it's a game that I can easily top five recommend for this year to almost anybody. Oh, totally. That is, that is yeah. like, oh, okay, without VR or not, yeah. Right? yeah. That is not like, hey, do you like cowboys? Or, hey, how do you feel about <laughs> this? This has cowboys in it? Yeah, you want yeah. more cowboys. It's like spirit cowboys. Yeah, in the well, that's the ultimate cowboy. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Peyote cowboys. Howdy, spirit cowboy. Uh, so uh, even though it didn't do, I think, as much for me as it did for some people, I would absolutely put this on best style um, just because of the... The way it marries the music and the yeah. visuals and everything together, sure. I, I think it is a no-brainer to put in that debate. Uh, I, I, you know, a lot. And even what I said about the music not necessarily being super listenable outside of the game, like I think it is, it perfectly complements yeah. like the visuals that they have created for that game, and I think it belongs in the soundtrack like conversation for sure. Yep. Yeah, and yeah, uh, I think it's be, it's a best game. Yeah, I would put it in best game as well. Yeah. Uh, what about best looking? Yeah, um, I'd say yeah. I, 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 like I said, I think outside of VR, it is a. Is a sharp game that I yeah. want to bring people to over to look like, at. Like, hey, look at this yeah, thing. Look at yeah, this thing. check out what this thing's uh, doing. Like, yeah, it's I, yeah. It it I, I, I would hear it. Man. I would hear yeah, the I'll, argument. I'll put it in there. The Game Boy level's great. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the music's yeah, I wrong keep, though. I keep forgetting to play that. <laughs> it's good. The music's wrong though. It's really it good though. Upsetting. Except That's, that the music is wrong. I'm just cut it from all hey, these categories. The music? <laughs> it's one. No- mm. I may have said this before, but I am so grateful for VR for finally making me like get Miz's stuff. Mm-hmm. If that makes sense, because I mean, like love like, Luminous, yeah. But, well, but I'm I'm talking further back than that. I mean, like re- like going back to the original release of Res when everybody had like 20 inch CRTs, you mm-hmm. know, and like it was cool. It was a, certainly a neat idea, and you could see what he was going for, and like 
But I, Area I, X really translated. It, yeah, like that. I bought Res back then, and I was like, oh, this is cool. It's a stylish looking rail shooter. And like, I knew people who were like, I think you were fucking crazy for it back yeah. then, right? Yeah. But yeah, it wasn't until Area X, basically, that it was like, all right, this is the thing this guy has been waiting for for 25 mm-hmm. years. Uh, Ever since he was strapping two fucking game gears to yeah. uh, to his face, yeah. and like this, I mean, this is just another example of that. But like, do we get a VR Luminous at some do point? We, no, I think that Luminous remastered just came out. I don't, yeah, I don't, yeah, I don't no, know. I think Luminous like is on the back burner for a while. Like about Luminous is great, but after this, it's just kind of yeah, like yeah. okay, just like a better public Luminous, game, yeah. and it has you know, like Luminous is maybe slightly more rhythmic than well, it, there is a rhythmic element Fine, to playing. Yeah. Luminous, but I don't think. But what if you're playing Luminous in, in VR and that giant mouth is on the screen? Okay. All, right. Uh, All right. I mean, I think they've said it like Luminous happened because he wanted to make a Tetris game and it didn't work out. Yeah. So now he has. Uh, uh, yeah, Luminous is great. I would love to see yeah. a new Meteos game. Yeah. <laughs> I would like to see. Meteos is alright. Wait, was that. Is that Miz? Uh, yeah, I don't know if he that was, did well, that. It was, it was his studio. Yeah, okay. it was his studio. I don't know so if I didn't was, play that one. He was like yeah. a producer. So. Uh, Space Channel 5? Yeah. No, no, no. Uh, he was, he was, in, I mean, he might have been involved. He, he was, was involved, yeah. Uh, how about a Res 2? Sure. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Res. Uh, Area X definitely like yes. paints a, yes. an appealing like, picture of just like, like wow, man. They, just make a whole game of there Area was a, X. If there was another Res, that'd sure be good. Yep. But also now we've had two games in two years that are... I mean, you know, the similar idea of like, okay, here's this togetherness and all this other, yeah. you know, yeah. like, can you do, mm, could yeah. you do a res two in, in a year and a half or two years or whatever? And yeah. w- or would it be too much? Yeah. Would it be too positive? Yeah. Too happy? Yeah. We need that. Anyone need anyone. We need a force of positivity. Please. Yeah. yeah. Well, it's yeah. on the PS5. And, uh, sure. Have a, have a sure. All the way. Sure. Speaking of positivity, yeah, mm. Hitman Two. Oh man, positively the sequel to Hitman. <laughs> positively <laughs> murderous. Sure that. Uh, Hitman, Hitman Two. It's fantastic. Uh, welcome. It is. <laughs> it is more of that, and that's awesome. You uh, throw the, that briefcase, and it goes around the corner. <laughs> I hope yeah. Never fix oh that. my god! I, I love it. I could probably name on two fingers the thing I things I think are new in this game, and uh, I'm okay <laughs> yeah. with that, some of that. It's I can just tell the you. maps are the star. Uh, I think. Yeah. And yeah. also the sense of humor seems sharper. Mm. Like it seems like Forty Seven himself has more lines, and what they're doing with his character, I think, is kind of hilarious. Wait, really? Just him being just way more of the cipher for murder, and that's all he knows. Like I, I keep going back to the realtor thing, where like he just is trying to sell this house, and every room he's just explaining oh, sure, why it'd be sure, good to murder yeah, someone sure. in it. But I, I actually think like maybe the biggest revelation of this game is I fucking care about the story of Hitman now, like in a, an earnest way, and I want to see what's going to happen, which yeah. makes me worry that I'm going to make another one. He's going to break, like specifically like toward the end when Burnwood is talking to um, Lucas Gray. Yeah, right. Uh, yes, like. They kind of dig into his 47's character because cause, uh, she's like, because he's also a graduate of the... Lucas, fucking, the beard guy? Yeah, the, yeah. the Infra- murder super, academy. Yeah. Super soldier yeah. program or whatever. She's like, she's like, she's like, you feel it, don't you? Like, he doesn't feel it, but yeah. you do. You know, like, like digging into the sort of weird, you know, lab-produced sociopathy of yeah. 47, and I think is really interesting. And, there, and on top of that, uh, have you guys all finished the, the main story? There, mm-hmm. There's like an interesting twist in there that is worth noting with, uh, what's the, is it the, is Burn with the, the yeah. handler? Oh, yeah. Fuck, right. Where, I totally forgot between, about between that. Between 47 the and Burnwood, which yeah. is like a weird place to leave that story Even off. before you get to that last reveal there, like all the stuff they're doing with uh, with Providence and the Constant, and I can't believe I'm just throwing all these terms out there, yeah. and I care 
care about them, yeah. but like the but that last exciting. thing is like pretty intense. But that thing in particular is like, woof. <laughs> yeah. So uh, it is a. I don't think we need to say what it is here, but no. Did you finish it? I did. Yeah. I, I could not tell you a single thing that happened in the story. Oh, I watched all the cocaine. Okay, do you remember the part with super cocaine? I remember the word <laughs> super cocaine being on the screen. Yeah, there you laughing. go. Game of the yeah. year. Yeah, uh, yeah I, I, like the stuff with the mirrors, I guess, is neat. Like the way the yeah. people can see reflections mm-hmm. of 47 before he hits them in the back of the head with the wrench. Like, the, that's okay. The, the tall grass, like the things <laughs> yep. you can duck in to hide. is it's like The crowds. Legitimately, and the crowds do the same Helpful. thing. Legitimately. Improvements to the UI. Picture-in-picture yeah. picture stuff. Yeah. 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 Uh, some of that stuff is very, very useful. So, some of the, I, I will say that one level, uh, what's the one level where you have to find the identity of the target? Mumbai. Oh, yeah. So they use the crowds in there right. in a way that feels a little forced yeah. because they have yes. the guards that will oh, tell right, who right, you right. are. And yeah. I didn't like that, but I did like having to find the identity of that yeah, one guy. That was a cool. neat idea. There's, uh, some, there's some other neat ideas, like um, some timed objectives, you know, like there are things where once you trip a thing, mm-hmm. you've got like three minutes to get out or yep. you're dead. You know, like they add some, they add some side objectives, new mechanics like, like that. that. Find yeah. the evidence in that yeah. sub- suburb level. Uh, Except for the constant in the final one. That's score, having, uh, having yeah. to get a guy out alive. Uh, that last map is just incredible. That last map is really <laughs> fucking something. Yeah. If it, like... If anybody hasn't seen the last map in this game, it is a meeting of the billionaires who run the world. With this, like, eyes like, wide full shut. full-on fucking person island bones, castle. Yeah, like, everybody wearing weird shit, yeah. like, masks oh. and robes. You can, like, kill the target and burn her in effigy in front of a crowd. Like, it's, it's the most it's, it's the most opulent wow. shit. Like, there's, a, there's a, like, an ancient castle on this island, and on the top of the castle, they have built a high-tech penthouse. Yeah. yeah, of course. On top. Of like, course. It's, it's insane. Like a glass cube, it's like a glass yeah. greenhouse. And yeah. there's, like, a Nathan Drake guy hanging out up there. And, like, they're, oh, my God, you run into people talking about, like... Like, oh, denying climate change has served you all well for decades, but now it's time to reverse course. And this time you can actually do the right thing in addition. Like, it's just like... Yeah, they're like selling, they're hawking their wares in there. It's... It is good. They know that the universe they have created is just super ridiculous, yes. and yes. they have learned over the, especially over the course of these two games, yeah. to lean into that in the most ideal ways possible. Yeah. And that last map is really just the, the culmination. I feel like of everything the series has been working toward. Well, totally. But even like just the little stuff that they're putting into these maps, like the little Easter eggs that you will find, that just like just complete absurdist comedy, yes. like the yes. fucking flamingo suit exit <laughs> in Miami is. Like the first time I saw that, I I the smile. I that was I first. I immediately had to go into the game and figure out a way to go do that myself. I st- I still think the funniest stuff in these games is the incidental dialogue. Like, yeah, I don't know if there's quite as much of it in here as there is in the first game. But <laughs> a lot of it, like <laughs> something is in flight coming at someone's yeah. face. Yeah. Don't throw that shit. In- yeah, <laughs> like like the, the suburbs map where a fish hits him in the yeah. face. You know, yeah. you know the muffin cart in the suburbs map. Yes, yes. Like you're trying to get a costume there. Yes. Like the woman waiting for a muffin. I needed to get her out of the way. Like I stood up out of the bushes through a wrench at her face, and as it's flying at her, she's like, "I know karate." <laughs> <laughs> like just so dumb. Uh, uh, yeah, it's just, it is. They're dumb. walking a really great line yes. uh, yeah. in terms of just like finding ways to make that thing funny without going too far. Like it'd be really easy for this thing to fall into. Just becoming a parody of itself. Becoming Saints Row. Yeah, I mean, it, it, would work it works point, because the characters all take it completely exactly. seriously. Exactly, yeah. and, and like and they never sneer at what's going on. Yeah, or even acknowledge it. I I have uh, not always liked the games that this the the writing in the games this studio has produced, but man, they have just struck a, a yeah. really perfect. And so uh, many tone. so many things of forty seven just wearing some stupid ass outfit and just straight faced. Yeah, no, place. just like I, dressed I'm up Flor- as a fucking hippie. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm in Florida, man. With a super cocaine bus. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> 
statue, you know, statuette, and walking that into these guys, and everyone's just being like, oh, yeah, you sold out, huh? And he's like, well, you know. <laughs> I, I still think, like, all his dialogue still, as a hippie is yeah, fucking totally. tremendous. I still think around as a candidate for mayor with, like, a fish and a suitcase. Yeah. <laughs> like, all right, sure. Yeah, the fact that you can look or sound nothing like somebody, but just, just putting on their <laughs> oh, shirt him. is enough yeah. to fool people. Mm, it's, yeah. like, the funniest well, shit. Like, the little aside <laughs> when you're dressed up as the, the tattoo artist. Uh, and you, you go, uh, yes. yeah, and, and you're yeah. walking in to, to give the, the guy the tattoo yes. in, in the, in that second level, or the third level, I guess. And his wife is, is like a huge fan of your reality show yeah. and stuff, and she's convinced it's you, and then the other guy's like, I don't think the cheekbones were that yeah, high he's, on there. He's, he's, yeah, he's the drug kingpin. Yeah, like, the drug one guy like, who needs to really fucking know his shit, <laughs> yeah. the guy who sees and through He's looking at it going like, mm, alright, well, whatever, it's probably fine. My wife says it's okay. And then you fucking murder him with that tattoo needle! <laughs> yep. Oh damn. yeah, it, it is. Uh, in terms of nominations, I I think it could go on best game for sure. Oh, yeah. it, it, I had a lot of fun with it th- this year. Uh, there are a decent amount of moments or sequences, but they're, I, I they're very the, hitman. I, I I put the the flamingo exit yeah. in there. Mm, um, yeah. I mean, I I think that last map, you know, just as a whole, could be taken as sort of like a best sequence because that that again, there's just a lot of layers to that to that map. Yeah, I also think you know, best looking, even though the characters can kind of animate a little robotically, I think the areas uh, in those maps are just like really I cool. I really like the way that game looks. Yeah, yeah. I, and it performs like it, mm-hmm. it doesn't yeah. seem to have any problems. Yeah, keeping up. Um, on one hand, it's really cool that they made that game again, but it's kind of also a bummer for like me who really likes the idea of Hitman, but it's just they didn't do anything different. So I know I'm not going to come into this and like it because I didn't like the first one, right? It's it's kind of a it's a double edged sword of it, sure. it's cool that the hey, we made it again, and it's, like, a little bit better. It sounds like, you know, there's some improvement here there. are meaningful changes, but it's, yeah. it's like that thing of, you know, like a, a fast sequel to a platformer or something yeah. like that, yeah. where you're like, oh, they made some minor changes, but really it's it's the new levels. They're, 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 yeah. they're refining a formula that's pretty good. Yeah. It's just a bummer that, like, yeah, you know, maybe if they added a couple more things or changed a couple things, I would be enticed. Yeah, it is. But it I think they did. They, they, yeah, but, but also I think they they do a better job of like if you want the to be held by the hand, I think they've made it more accessible to people That's with true. their kind of mission story stuff. Yeah. By yeah. letting you select a lot of that stuff out of the gate, like you know, they're, they've the changes they made it, it might not work for you, but I, th- I think it's like it's better at drawing people into like, hey, here's some of the ideas we had. You can turn these off and get nuts if you want, but like, hey, jump through this window, get this guy, and that does you know, help. If you want to drop a duck on a guy, <laughs> I which do, I, which I did over the weekend. Oh, you did, did yeah. flawless. Okay, great. Did you do it even earlier? Uh, yes, rarely. <laughs> I went right as soon as he walked over, and we didn't. When we did UPF, we were not listening to any of that dialogue. Uh, All that dialogue is him going like, "How would you kill me?" Like, yeah. yeah, I was like, I was "So yeah. if you were to kill me, <laughs> what?" Right. And at that I point, you're like, water. "Well, yeah." And you, like, you look around, and you can respond to his question. By poisoning the coffee or yeah. get the wrench or whatever, and I just stood up, dropped the duck, and walked out. <laughs> I did not give any. I gave the ultimate answer to his question. I think. Uh, right, you showed him the answer. Yeah, and and yeah. So I think that yeah, they, they've they've done things that I think will be better at drawing new players in <laughs> mm-hmm. that might have been lost just by like not knowing like not knowing what the potential is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so there's that, but but yeah, that's not necessarily going to work for everyone. It, it is uh, it is definitely more of the first one, but I, I gained an appreciation for that game playing it this time around because the first one I played every level the way I would like Coach Brad, where it's like 
just fuck everything up, just get the yeah. kills in dumbass ways. Like, you know, I was not, like, playing it like a good stealth game. And, like, now I did that my first time through, and I went back again because I liked it so much. It's like, I want to try master mode and try to, like, play it right and actually sneak around and, it's super you know, not kill anyone yeah. and hide all the bodies and, yeah. and all that stuff. And, like, it super works well as, as a real deal Turns out, game. yeah. Turns and now out they made a pretty good sandbox. stealth game, too. Yeah. yeah. And, and I think some of the stuff you mentioned works well with, them releasing all of the content at once because when you go in between maps, it'll now just bring up the story mode stuff. That's like, hey, before you move on, did you see this thing where like you can be a mechanic on the race car, or did you see the story mode, or do you want to move on to the next mission? I, and I think they have intentionally done that so you don't just burn through all the content that you know that like, hey, part of yeah. this game is not just getting the assassination and seeing all this amazing stuff we put in the game. Please don't skip it. Uh, and I think that also helps because you can jump right back into the mission with that thing, with that objective highlighted, and it'll immediately point you towards it. I like how weirdly freeform and, and like they're not precious about any part of that game. Like if you want to just play the last level out of the gate, it'll, yeah. it'll pop up and say like, "Dude, you should probably." <laughs> yeah. Ah, whatever. Yeah, yeah. Come, come on, yeah. do what you want, it, man. Like, yeah. I, I like their willingness to. Just like, hey, we did write a story for this, but we get it. Like, oh. it's yep. On normal difficulties, I always forget this, but on normal difficulties, you could just quick or save and just yes. try, try some stuff out. Save scumming is the yeah. end of the game. I forget yeah. that all the time, and it yeah. just lets you try out ridiculous things. Yep. Uh, except on those elusive targets, where mm-hmm. uh, yeah, you, know, you got to put your best foot. I think forward. we are we are nearing the point with that series where there is going to be at least one mission where you literally can kill a target by painting a tunnel onto a wall and having them drive <laughs> into it. Like that's how close. To just fucking straight up Chuck Jones slapstick, we are to this thing. Sure, we're almost there. He's gonna fucking get put, make one of those portable holes from fucking like Who Framed Roger Rabbit and throw it down, and the guy's gonna fall down and die. I think I, I, I want to see like more of the like I, I want the Benny Hill. I want Yakety Sax to yes play over like some of the more ridiculous moments. Agent Forty Seven puts two fingers in a shotgun mm-hmm. and it blows out. Right, the other yeah, end. right. Yeah, I love when Forty Seven thinks he's clever. Like there are several uh, stories you can do where you're behind a food cart or whatever, and every time you serve a like poison muffin. Or something. It's like, oh, I heard those are to die for. Mm-hmm. Oh, he's <laughs> a good so job for One day someone's going to laugh at that joke for him. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, so I, I think best game. I'm not sure how many other things I, I would play. I think, looking, best I think best looking and best moment. moment right? Yeah. That makes sense. Like, like dropping the like duck they, is a pretty they, good moment. They did announce some of their ongoing stuff, and and I think oh, that they have a pedigree. Yeah. It's like yeah. you know, it's some escalations and and one Christmas thing that they didn't reveal. Hmm. So like you look at it and go like, okay, I mean they are supporting the game. They're doing yeah. elusive targets and escalations and contracts and and all that. But it it wasn't necessarily. I don't know. Like I I don't know that I feel like. I feel like that's the thing to check in on next yeah. year. Yeah, yeah. That's probably, yeah. To say, especially knowing that like the game is a little rougher around the edges than the first one. Like, yeah. Who knows how much funding they've got to keep pumping out elusive targets this time? I mean, listen, to the first one. They seem at the very least like they are currently committed to doing it very yeah. much like I hope the first so. game. Yeah. yeah. So we'll see where it goes. Yeah. yeah. And and I think putting in or the ability to bring in the first game maps into yeah. one yeah. Yeah. It's, it's one platform yeah, it's great. is great. Seeing all those locations in one big row is yep. that's great. Is really something. Knock against it. The way you download all that stuff separately, yeah, come right. on. Yeah. Just give me one thing to download. It's almost like they built it as an episodic <laughs> game and went like, oh, <laughs> shit. Huh. 
They should have uh, patched something in there where it's just like, I bought the game, just, just download it all. Yeah. Or if you download it from your library, it, it yeah, should, you hit it the download prompt button once and it just select yeah. all and then download all. Uh, I think for mine, it did a thing where it started downloading. I think I had to do them individually, but then I wanted to play the new stuff first, but it was downloading all the old maps and it was like... Just, oh, so you were launching it before it was done downloading. Yeah. Okay. And it was just like, oh, I want to jump in here. Yeah, yeah. And it was like, oh, do you want the old map? And I'm like, God damn it. Stop, yeah. pause. Don't, don't download. Good game. Good game. Yeah. Speaking of Fallout 76. <laughs> oh. Uh, I would not put this in any categories. Even I would put this in mis- most disappointing. I, would you put it in hot mess? It. Uh, it's like a pretty hot mess. Oh, it's already there. <laughs> okay. Yes. That whole thing. I, I am, as somebody who went in with low expectations... <laughs> And being a huge Fallout fan, I am still campaigning for this to go into Miss Disappointing. I, I like back that. From so I had heard a rumor that they were making a Rust style Fallout thing. Yeah. Uh, before E3, and then sure enough, they did that press conference, and you know they said it's got survival, but don't worry, it's still got all the things you love about Fallout. Like some, I watched a video, they have a very skewed perspective on what people love about mm-hmm. Fallout. I watched that press conference a few days ago, that or that chunk where they're talking about Fallout 76 just to really, you know, because in my mind I'm like, they lied about that game basically like, and yeah, man, they were saying it's going to have the full story, it's going to have a rich world Technically, I mean, okay, that, I feel like that's stuff that is up for interpretation mm-hmm. yeah. It does have a, you know there was a story Yeah, They they obeyed the letter of the law yeah. the not, the the spirit, the spirit. not the spirit But in a way that is disappointing. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I, I. I mean, call me a fucking dupe, but I came out of that press conference also thinking like maybe they'll turn this into something. Yeah. Because like I, you guys I, are all dupes. Yeah. Fallout Three is one of my Bunch favorite of games of all time. I liked New Vegas a whole lot. I even like Four. I'm even a Four defender. I but like this. Four. It's just I didn't touch it, and I'm ashamed to say that I'm never going to play this video game. It just looks like. It's a slog. It's buggy. There's nothing to do. You can't go in any of the fucking houses. You can't do... It's, uh... Vats is real time. Vats is real time. Bobbleheads will give you ten minutes or an hour or something. Oh, yeah. Bobbleheads are consumables. The the thing with this game, though, and I am totally fine with you putting on the most disappointing, but this reminds me of, like, one of those old-timey bicycle airplanes, like, Wright Brothers-style airplanes, like the, the offline ones, right? And it's like... It gets off the ground a little bit, but look at that thing's gonna fucking fall apart any second. Yeah. And then when they announced it online, I was like, "You're gonna throw that thing off a cliff? You think, it, you think it's gonna fly? You're gonna put twenty people on this plane? And yeah. throw it off a cliff. Like that thing gets off the ground for like twenty seconds. Not right? only that, we're gonna put a nuke in the plane. The irony, the irony, the irony you is gotta that, pedal harder. The irony is that like some specific blips aside with like matchmaking and stuff, like the multiplayer works. No, it, it like so we were playing during the day. Mm. Uh, that night, it all fell okay. apart. Well, server load is you a know, thing to clear yeah. up. Real thing. But, but yeah, like, it, when it works, it's fine. Like, it's mm. it's well, not. I mean, I mean, as as legendarily buggy as these games are, like, the, at the, least you could get connected yeah, to players. Yeah, the sure. running around oh. in each other's game world is okay. not the part that but breaks. It, is it really only instance for twenty people? Uh, twenty four, I think. That just yeah. seems very low. With the math, the world is four times the size of Fallout Four, and twenty four people, and so you just kind of don't run into players very often. Yeah. But is that uh, the design is 24 people, or that's like the current... It's the cap. It's that's the, the cap right now. Okay. Maybe they bring it up later, but I've, you know, I, I haven't played it, so I, I imagine they jack this whole thing up and, and like insert a new game underneath it someday. At the end of the campaign, whatever, you get nuclear launch codes, which are... You can look those up. 
They're the yeah, same they, code. They, they got hacked and, and hacked out. And, and launching and, more than one nuke crashes the entire server. <laughs> good. I mean, that, good, it good. should. Yeah, like, I guess should. so. Yeah. Okay. Uh, it's uh, it's just a, it's a it's a low quality experience that has none of the things or story or characters that you would want out of a Fallout game. You really think they'll add like a big thing to it? Like as a point of pride, they will stick like, with this. I mean, the, found, the foundation is okay if it had stuff. The to foundation do. is not like not a, <laughs> serviceable. This is a game that they apologized for before it was released. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> totally. This was a game that they had to put out a letter and say like, "Hey, we're all in this together. We're all going to find some bugs, but hey, we'll get through it." Okay? Yeah. Like, what the fucking fuck? <laughs> like, if, is if this game free? If you can no, draw, it is not. If you can draw a parallel, you can draw one to Elder Scrolls Online, which was not a good game at, when it launched, and I do believe it, it, it had some problems. But also, I don't feel like it was met with like just the universal level of revilement. So. That this uh, he starts out that Todd Howard starts. He says, "You know, some people say our games have bugs. I read it online, so it has to be true. This one, what? Like, and then he implies heavily that they they're fixing all the bugs. And yeah. that's fucking insane. Um, also, Elder Scrolls Online is a fundamentally different game. Yeah, that, yeah. That's trying to be an MMO. Yeah. It's like a it's a different business model, like top to bottom. That is a different game that actually." was better than this at launch. And they revamped and, that and they, game a lot. Uh, yes, as they have continued to work on it, it has grown into quite a little thing. Uh, it's not necessarily my cup of tea, but hey, uh, there's a lot of shit in there to do. Does and, this game, am I misremembering, or is this the game where if you look at your feet, you move faster? That's fixed. That was yeah. okay. Yeah. That was that, an issue. That was, right? that was an issue. Yeah. <laughs> it was like the physics ran relative to the game's frame rate. So if you looked at the, the ground mm-hmm. and you had to edit some files, I don't think it was just out of the okay, box. Okay. It would do that. It was kind of a weird okay. thing. But that's. <sighs> but yes, this is that game. Okay. Uh, this thing is is. Uh, it, <sighs> yeah, it's, it's a it's like, a it's a hot mess. All the stuff around all it, the all the like on top of that, like them apologizing pre-release. To this fucking dumb canvas bag bullshit, which, like, on its face, you look at it and go, oh, who gives a shit? Like, oh, it's yeah. a gamer's but, getting mad like, about but, it. But, like, when you stack it up with everything else, and then take into account, like, actually, that version of the game was $200 motherfucking dollars. $200. Yeah. But, then, but then also that stuff that came out about some people, the influencers getting the They're actual like canvas bag. Yeah. Well, no, they, they got a better bag than the one they bag. Or, like, 500 atoms isn't even enough to get the in-game canvas bag. That cost 700 atoms. Uh, some of the <sighs> best stuff is... Like it's just this. Like it, there's there's the game itself, which go hey yeah. shit went sideways. Obviously, it's problems. Uh, and then there's like the multitude of like weird unforced errors around the edges of it, where you're just like fuck, guys, come on, how do you do that? Do, yeah. But it still says Fallout on the box. Are so you just trying to favor it? and look up bug compilations for this game? Is this like the end incredible. of your contract? Can you not make another Fallout? Did you somehow lose the rights and you want to scorched earth it on the way out? Because that's what you're fucking doing. <laughs> so the thing that really boggles my mind, and like I kind of fell out of love with Fallout and some of the Bethesda stuff, but the thing that really boggles my mind is. We live in a day and age where it is the exception to not go into early access, right? Like it is, wh- yeah. like why would you not put this in a state that says this is an ongoing project? It is not in retail. If you want to get in here early, join some program, do something, give us some money, and we're going to develop this, and then we're going to come out and file. I, I would say because PS4 still doesn't have a label for that. Then, yeah. like you got to put it out on something else because, and, like, and, but yet Fortnite is still out. Oh yeah, on there, yeah. so but they, they but clearly they, have met the rules yeah. for big players. But they so. they can throw their weight around in a way that even Bethesda can't. But like you, you, I bet on PS4 you could put this up as some kind of downloadable demo or executable or beta or something that allows you to stress test and go through for 
whatever amount I mean, of time. They ran a beta for like it wasn't for long. a week and a half, two weeks or something. That is not enough time. No. To, no. Clearly not enough time. Like, the, the, like you the, could have done it. But the bugs are less a problem than the lack of stuff to do. Like, there's yeah. just, it's just like a the hollow, framework it's just is a just hollow game. Right. Well, the framework is fine. It's the thing they should have built on the framework. They yeah. should have strung a bunch of quests. Well, that's what I'm saying. That's what makes it feel so early access yeah. is like this is where you'd be like, okay, is the tech running? We're going to add in all the stuff for you to do over the course of the next right. six months, right? right? I argue that the framework isn't even good. Well, I, I it's know. not. It's 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 what uh, what it is. The framework what, what it is is forever. Yeah, that's that's what I mean. Like they made that again. Like yeah. which I, I think is unacceptable. People seem willing to accept that when the stuff to do on top of that is good, but that's not even here. Uh, even also, the last time that happened was four, which was three. That was three years ago. ago. And, uh, and even then, like was, mixed results. Yeah. Hottest mess? Yeah, yeah. Hottest disappointing. disappointing. I think I, both of those. A story. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And the response. That's moment of sequence, know, me not buying it. You know, finding all those audio logs and all those corpses really. <laughs> it's the it's not at all an overused storytelling mechanic, especially no. when they do it every 10 minutes. Yeah. yeah. I just. It I, makes it better. At the I, opening of that game, you're I, just like, what, fucking really? I'm really curious to see what this game looks like in like a year or 18 months. Like, they're going to turn this one how much, how much of a make good do they feel I'm, like they need? I'm to? amazed that they felt it would be okay to do this to the Fallout brand. Yeah. Like, honestly, like, that's the, that's the baffling thing to me. And maybe it's because, hey, like, main Bethesda studios have Elder Scrolls and this new IP star game. Uh, Starfield. Star, star game, I think it's called. <laughs> yeah. uh, Next star so, game. so maybe they by will. the time they get back around to Fallout again to make a proper single player one, yeah. maybe people will have forgotten about this track. I mean, that's, that's like a decade uh, away. Exactly, yeah. yeah. So, so maybe I'm they're never, like, fuck I'm it. never going to forget. This yeah. is the Fallout you're going to be playing for the next 10 years. I think this either the servers go down in, in a year. Well, we're back here. The servers are Like out of protest? No. This game is not running. They're doing some major overhauls, or it is like the number one grocer for Bethesda. <laughs> right. Oh, it, they'll, find, they'll make yeah. money on this like thing. I have no question right. of that. So, yeah, they will be like, Fallout 76 is, is a top earner. It is, it is making tons of money. Uh, and we will all be like, for Fallout 77. Yes. <laughs> yeah. It's, damn, what a weird thing. Like that, I don't know, that intro in the vault is mildly promising. Like, you step out of the vault before you know anything about what that game is. You're like, all right, if this is full of fallout stuff, this seems okay. But, like, even the vault is empty compared to well, vaults yes. in the previous games. Yeah. Like, there's there's every indication out of the gate that it's like, oh, this is There's not a single tunnel snake in there. I mean, yeah. my hope was that those people were all out in the world, but then it turns out they're just dead. <laughs> they're, they're the other players. Yeah. No. They were lucky. Uh, next game. Pokemon, let's go. So, uh... In the same way that you guys were uh, a little bit hesitant about Fallout after E3 and all the trailers, I, I, I was as well for Pokemon Let's Go because it looked like it was a little bit too kitty, I mean, more kitty than Pokemon can be, and that it was integrating too much of Pokemon Go mechanics. And for the record, mm. I still play Pokemon Go. <laughs> okay. I'm a fan of it. I would almost argue it's one of the best ongoing games, but, yeah, you know, we'll get, we'll get to it. Uh, but man, what a pleasant surprise mm. this was because I had no uh no idea that this was basically going to be a remaster of Pokemon Blue, Red and Yellow and yes, they've re-released those games a million times by now on the Game Boy, Game Boy Advance, DS, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. But man, you can pet your Pikachu, your Pikachu becomes your best buddy and in the same way where like a lot of Pokemon just feel disposable because you're just hunting for the best stats possible. 
I have grown attached to my Pikachu the way y'all have grown attached to your horses in Red Dead. Where after, like, we do a good battle, like, I'll pet my Pikachu. I'll feed him a bear. It's like, good job, buddy. Does your Pikachu poop? <laughs> I haven't checked yet. Okay. I mean, I do find berries on the ground. Mm. That You know, who knows? That you feed back to your Pikachu? Oh, my God. Dude. I mean, it is a rodent. It's it, the it, circle exactly. of life. He, he, Pikachu is a mouse. Uh, and, you know, I'd say, like, the introduction of Pokemon Go mechanics isn't even that bad because the the catching in the game is completely different than how it was. Originally, originally you'd enter random battles with Pokemon and have to weaken them and then throw balls. Here, similar to Pokemon Go, you're just throwing balls, but you can throw berries, and that is a little bit of a bummer, but the upside to that is that you actually see the Pokemon in the overworld. Mm. Uh, so there's no more random battles, and you can choose which Pokemon you want to catch, um, and which to avoid. And for certain areas in the game where you just constantly run into Zubats or annoying Diglets or annoying uh. Bellsprouts, you no longer have to worry about that because you can completely subvert that. Do you, think that, do you think that's a change that's just for this Go spinoff, or do you think that's the direction that Pokemon I, is going in? You know, I honestly hope that's the direction the series will head, because I don't want to go back to random battles. And I think that's been, like, a drawback to some JRPGs for me also, that, like, I just don't want to randomly battle anything. Like, that's why I fell off Octopath, like, Nino Kuni and uh, other J- and Dragon Quest. It was like, okay, cool, like, I can control when I do all this stuff. So are all the Pokemon in, like, what's the difference between Eevee and, and Pikachu? Uh, other than a set of moves between either Pokemon, there's just a couple species or types that are okay. exclusive to each game, similar to the old series. Do they go all the way up to the current roster? They only go to the original 150, but okay. 153, almost to 160, because they include... The Alolan Pokemon versions of the original 150 Kanto Pokemon, um, and the battling—it's almost exactly the same. They do introduce certain moves that, uh, and not mechanics, but uh, variations of moves that have uh, been introduced in Gen 6 and 7. So you'll have to worry about okay, this Pokemon now has two types, and this move has like different status ailments that it can inflict, mm-hmm. um, and it's just generally pleasant. And like seeing the Pokemon in the game just makes it feel much more alive than seeing a bunch yeah. of random trainers just standing there waiting to battle you. Totally. I, I haven't played this. I've only watched Jan play it, but everything from the moment he turned it on and I heard that music, just like a new kind of up modern take on the classic Pokemon music, seeing the Pokemon move around, like going to the gyms. We went to... um one of the gyms and like seeing the puzzle from the gym in like this cool 3D and seeing the fully animated battle or like uh, uh, gym leader intro was just this huge rush of nostalgia that I felt that I didn't think I would get from this game. Like like Jan, I thought this was going to be a really watered down experience. I thought this was going to be them trying to get all the Pokemon Go people to buy another game basically. At E3, it, did, it seemed kind of it seemed pretty rough. Yeah, yeah. you guys seemed very like down yeah. on that, especially yeah. with the motion control. Like, I remember trying to throw stuff it and just like, felt broken. It, it didn't, didn't feel work good. and it was one of those weird awkward things where like the woman's standing there trying to give me tips and yeah. I'm like, it's just I, not just working, not, I'm lady. Just doing it. not like not. Jeff, you want to try? Yeah, well, sure. I'll, I'll fumble this around for a while and I didn't do any better. Uh, I mean, especially with the way also Nintendo has just kind of framed this thing throughout the year. Like it is they have not held this up as like this is the next big exciting Exciting yep. entry in the Pokemon series, like you know, they've kind of focused their attention more on Smash and, and honestly, even like Mario Tennis compared to this thing. And people have been craving a console Pokemon game forever. Yeah, ZR Pikachu. 
uh, detectives and 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 we forgot about and, Detective Pikachu, and I think that's probably for the best. But uh, yeah, I, 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 was all right. I'm actually really glad to hear this is a good yeah. Pokemon game. I, yeah. I definitely think this is a good re-entry point into the series. My dumb butt has wound up buying a 2DS and Pokemon Sun because of this because I want to get back <laughs> into it. Um, uh, and yeah, like I I think the actual integration of Pokemon Go into the game is neat. Since I've been playing a lot of Pokemon Go, I am able to transfer all my <coughs> original Kanto really? Pokemon. Yeah, totally are. Oh, you do wow. have to get 20 hours into the game, but oh wow! Otherwise, wow. you could start the game with a Zapdos and an Articuno, which would break it. I, right. I think seeing the Pokemon in the world is terrifying. <laughs> it's <is> terrifying. <laughs> if you watch that Detective Pikachu trailer, mm-hmm. yeah, well, right. Fun. So yeah, like I don't, re- I, didn't, I don't think I ever quite realized you're running around and a Psyduck is just going to be crossing a street. Ooh, that's kind of. <laughs> I will say, uh, Snorlax has surprised me, which I didn't think I'd be able to say. <laughs> you can ride the Pokemon. Y- you, yes, you can also ride certain Pokemon. But should you? You've I mean, befriended them enough that okay. they've allowed you okay. to, okay. to ride them. It's a great honor to so be allowed. Should you ride a horse? You've reached a, bo- a Pokemon bond level That's that great. is high enough. Uh, so you, what do you recommend, Jan, Eevee or, or Pikachu? I'd say if you were getting back into the series, go ahead and get Eevee because Eevee can learn moves. That completely makes all your other Pokemon useless because it can cover all your bases. Pikachu, if you want a little bit of a challenge because mm. he primarily only will learn electric moves and maybe like surf because Pikachu and a surfboard, super cool. Oh, um, am I, the only downside I'd say to the game is the online battle system because there's not that much to it. There's no ranked battles. Uh, there's no matchmaking. I've pretty much just putting a random uh three Pokemon code, and that's how they've been handling it. It's like, uh, Pikachu, mm. Pikachu, Pikachu, and then I'll find someone to battle. Uh, the, bat- the online battling system is also full of people hacking the game. Mm. Um, fun. Uh, great. Uh, but, you know, I don't run into too many of them. I'd say in, like, five games, I've only run into one. Um, and you are able to run from the battle, but... How can you tell it's hacked? Uh, so one of the mechanics they introduced into this game is Mega Evolutions. So you can Mega Evolve a Pokemon. You can only do one Pokemon per team. A uh, person I'll be battling has all six of their Pokemon Mega Evolved, mm. and it just has me thinking, like, all right, that's kind of gives fishy. up the game a little bit. Yeah, um, I don't think this necessarily fits into any of the categories. I will say it's probably one of the best looking, in my opinion. But I think I best looking. Is, is, yeah. is, is I mean, if you want to put it there, we'll put yeah. it there. I'll, I'll put it there. Well, I like a nice looking side duck. What I've what I've seen of <laughs> yeah. it is it looks very nice. Um, and personally, it's probably going to be like really high on my personal top 10 and I just want to throw it onto the best game just uh all right for poops and giggles yeah, oh, yeah. that's my favorite pokemon um poops and, and giggles poops and giggles I, I wouldn't have thought that I'd come away from this game hoping that they just remaster or remake the other generations in this oh, style boy. but boy I would totally a... be fine if they make a, a let's go togepi let's go meryl for like johto <laughs> and like so on and so forth you know let's go bidoof because I'm that sorry. beaver Pokemon. Let's go Bidoof. Never go full Bidoof. I'm sorry. Let's go Bidoof. It's weird because I feel like they didn't necessarily. Maybe I just missed it, but I feel like in all the time they spent talking about this game, at no point did they just sit down and say, it's like that original Pokemon yes. game. Mm-hmm. I feel like if I had heard that one sentence and say, it's like we made that original yeah. Pokemon game, but for Switch, I would have been like, well, fucking awesome. I'll play that. And so it took, like, it coming out and Jan playing it before I'm like, okay, well, I'm totally going to play this fucking game. Do you, oh, get a, do you get a bicycle? Also, it comes... Oh, you don't get a bicycle because you can just ride a Pokemon, oh, which is well, better than a bicycle. You can fly on your Charizard, hmm. but uh, you also can buy a $50 Pokeball to play the game. 
Fifty dollars? Uh, what? It's got a really nice nub. It's got a really nice nub, and you can uh, walk your Pokemon from Let's Go into it. So I got a, an Aerodactyl in here, and that'll level up your Pokemon. Also, you can use uh, how do you use this for Let's? You can use this for Pokemon Go. It automatically spins the stops. Yes, or it automatically like spins the stops, and you can automatically catch Pokemon if you sync this up to your phone, which is kind of a game changer for uh, Pokemon Go because I've wound up leveling up five levels just by using the Pokeball. What if it's worth it? That's ten dollars a level. Yeah. yeah, it's ten dollars a level. Jan, let him out. <laughs> no, let him never, out. Never. You can't let an Aerodactyl out in this room. Are you kidding me? Ride that Pokemon. Let him out. Let him be free. I also learned that a Charizard is only five seven. Oh, so oh, I'm about the same oh. height as a Charizard. What about a Mega Charizard? <laughs> the more you know. Mega Charizard only probably grows two inches. What? Really? It's like when what? my hair is up. Uh, so it's not very mega. Uh, yeah. yeah. But he does get a cool, he does turn black and he has like all these blue flames mm. and he turns into a dragon type. Mm. Fantastic. Mm. Me I love too. It. How about Mega Charizard X? That's the one that turns into a black dragon. How about Mega Charizard Y? Uh, that turns into a fire and flying type, and then his special attack is boosted. Vinny, I, I think you just have to accept that Jan knows everything about Pokemon. It is true. Stop testing it. I thought it was proven himself. How about a Mega Yoshimitsu? Mm-hmm. Wait a minute. Did I get my... No, you're good. Yeah, he's in, no, yeah, no, yeah, Yoshimitsu is totally he's in Soul Calibur. He's, he's in oh, wait, he's a guest in Tekken. Right? Uh, no, no, he's, he's kind of core in how, yeah. how about yeah. a, oh, really? I think he's yeah. just, he, he lives wherever he wants. A mega yeah. Mitsurugi. Okay. Transcends. I got halfway through that and I was like, wait, is he actually from Soul Calibur? <laughs> yeah, no. Yeah, I mean, yeah. He's, he's, he's been in a bunch of those. Soul Calibur 6, oh. we need a new one. Get yeah. around, friends. Retake the I stage history. To you I... a tale of swords and souls. Eternally retold. You know what? This game's pretty all right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I think it's probably the best one since the first one. Um, it has some oh, issues. Damn. I don't really like the uh, like. There's a lot of single player content in it, and most of it is not that good. Yeah. Right, especially like I, I like going around the map. There's the one Libra of Souls mode where you take mm. your created player over through this map and everything. And yeah, it's whatever. it's a lot of shit to to do. Mm. But like all the story stuff is just the most like. Just talking heads, text, and like, I, I, I don't think they like got a lot stuff, of budget. This seems bad. I don't yeah. think they got a lot of budget for that mode. Yeah, yeah. Not big on that, but I'm, I'm glad it gives you at least a, a beefy amount of content for, like, a created character. And then you can do the story mode thing, which is taking the, like, traditional characters through their timeline or whatever. Right. And so, yeah, it's kind of like retelling. It's almost like the Mortal Kombat 9 thing, but it seems way lower budget. Yeah. Of, like, yeah. retelling the events of the uh, of these characters you've known. We recently booted up uh, Soul Edge, Soul Blade. Mm. Yeah. Uh, which one it was? Soul Blade. Just, yeah, just seeing like the Edge Master mode and and uh, how well thought out that was. Mm-hmm. Um, it, yeah, it's it's kind of sad seeing it. Like they're, they're trying to bring some of that back in in, in this game, that the single player content stuff. But I think it fell pretty flat. Agreed. It, it did. Like there's a lot. It's not great, but I, I think the core fighting uh, I, I like a lot. Yeah, yeah. Very, I like the new characters so. quite a bit. I'm not big on that rock paper scissors. Yeah, I was gonna say thing. I feel like that that the particular mode, edge. the reversal edge mode, like like kind of gets in the way of my enjoyment of the entire game. Yeah, and like some characters will automatically go into those moves. Like Mitsurugi was always my favorite, but yeah. like a lot well, of his moves go well, straight into this. What, what do you yeah. want? Play the game the way I it's know, supposed to be played. I'm like a surgeon with Mitsurugi, oh, and he yeah. goes in to that. Yeah. I'm not a kind of man. Uh, uh, I, don't, I don't think that feature is the best, but I got used to it pretty quick, and yeah, I feel like I, I I've really been able useful, to sort actually, of yeah. insert it into the match flow in a way that feels pretty natural to me. I kind of um, like it. I just wish it was a little snappier. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it takes a while. Every time it goes into the slow-mo, 
Well, I feel like, okay, I'm kind of out of the flow of the fight here for a second. Hopefully this goes out in my favor. Like, the main thing with me and Soul Calibur is that when Soul Calibur is good, it is just, like, fighting game comfort food for me. Mm-hmm. Like, it's not that complicated. It's something that I feel like I actually can play competitively online and not just constantly get my ass kicked. Like, I can I can kind of fumble my way through competitive matches with people and, and feel good about it. And this is one... Certainly more than the last few sequels, where I felt like I was having like a good, satisfying time just just playing it competitively. Oh, Soul Calibur is fun to play for sure when it's and, good. Yeah, when it's good, and it, it's really good. This is, you know, as Dan said, it's uh, the best the series has been in in a long time. Um, I, I, and that's, that's the same. And there's some good wacky shit you can make with that. Yeah, I was creator. about to shout out the character creator, which I have actually spent more time in than actually fighting <laughs> mm-hmm. at this point. It seems I, fun. I want to play it. It is honestly the, the most fun I've ever had with a character creator, and I fucking love those. It's it, it, you can get ridiculous. Like obviously, people have seen you know it's easy, really easy to make a big old dong on there. Like yeah, sure. But once you get past <laughs> that, dong, um, you can put two real big dongs two, on there. No, like what? we, you know. That's, what the fuck is wrong crossing with you? the line, Vinny. Watch me. Uh, for Extra Life, you know, we had a little character yeah. con- customization contest. Mm-hmm. Pretty good John Leguizamo came out. Yeah, of like <laughs> there was a surprising, you know, Doom Chump. Just like people picked out random stuff and they made it perfect. There was an Urkel. Like, I I don't know. It just feels so good. When I, I, did a, uh, I did a charity stream with Waypoint and we made a really passable gritty uh, yeah, no. using uh, the nice. the scythe weapon, uh, and it, it worked out pretty well. Uh, the character that I created for the game is uh, Gary Lizardman. Uh, <laughs> he's from Long Island. Uh, he's a lizard man from Long Island. Uh, he doesn't really know why he's there, but you know he's uh, he's got this whip sword, so he's just gonna he's gonna fight uh, the heroes of the time. The tale eternally retold. Are they, can you can you make it so that your character is completely uh, overpowered or? Well, I've seen the giant cube thing, which I think is hilarious. That's yeah, pretty it's wild. Hilarious, but yeah, that's yeah. like breaking it. They, they fight like the existing characters. Yeah. Like okay, you, so yeah, you pick a move set and map it onto mm-hmm. it. But except about. though, you can like fuck with the character's size and like make a like get a nightmare, oh, but make huh. it real tiny. Yeah, tiny <laughs> but, nightmare. But Odd it, job nightmare. But it's all based on the weapon you give the character. Yeah. That's the move set. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, they should. They they really should like uh, turn off custom characters for like ranked or something. They, they, oh, I'm surprised that, they didn't. That's... I, I they might have at this yeah, point. Yeah. I just went under my radar. But like people were saying, that was kind of creating a negative experience yeah, there that's... in ranked, especially when you need to like be able to look at your opponent and know what character yeah. you're fighting mm-hmm. against. Uh, I I feel like I agree with everything you've said about yeah, this is the best Soul Caliber in a while and and all that sort of stuff. And I think the thing it's made me realize is maybe I actually don't like Soul Caliber that much because I, I really go like, man, this is probably the best it's been since the first one. And I I don't just kind of am done with it uh, after think, like a day or yeah, two. Mm-hmm. The with thing you. with the first one, it just came out at like the exact right yeah. time on yeah, the right yeah, hardware. Definitely. Soul Caliber on like, Dreamcast was just like a defining release. Yeah, mm-hmm. Head and Shoulders by the arcade release. Yeah. One of yeah. the first times it's been like that. Yeah. You know, it's like that was the was, perfect. It was, time it was a time and place thing for sure. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, and like now it's like you see the things that are going on with like you know Tekken Seven and other fighting games that are doing like newer, cooler things, and it's. There, it makes it harder for like a really good Soul Calibur to just kind of stand out. There, yeah. there absolutely are much better fighting games out there currently active, you know, in in competitive scene. But like I said, you know, I just I just got a certain amount of satisfaction from being able to play a Soul Calibur game, a new one, and actually kind of enjoy it for a while. Yeah. Yeah. I made a mummy. His name uh, is Kyle. Oh, Kyle. Oh, Kyle. Mm-hmm. What weapon does Kyle use? He used a bow staff. Oh, that's a good. That's a good one. Mm-hmm. Got some reach on it. <coughs> Has the eight on eight random battle. Benny, what? you can't do that to me. What? It made me sad. 
That's the most disappointing. Yeah. Hasn't yeah. been there since like two or three. Another disappointing entry in the Soul Calibur series. Yeah. Market, Brad. I would play way more <laughs> if it had that. Yeah, I, I don't think it necessarily belongs in any particular category. Right, I just it, it, it is cool that they made another one and that it it was not like woefully disappointing the way no, like three, yeah, four, and five all were. Also a good guest character. Yeah, yeah. Keep not, it. Not, oh, not, yeah, not Carol, a dumb one. Yeah, Carol. Well, and they're also they're adding a two B right from yeah. Oh, okay, multiple yeah, good yeah. guest characters and not Can't dumb you ones. Just make them though. Well, I mean, yeah, kind, of. kind of, but having official releases is also yeah, cool. Because no, they come with moves sets and stuff. Yeah. 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 Cool. But how many yeah. dongs can I put on my girl? I mean, this is the series that had Spawn in I want to see yeah. the dongs yeah. in the game. Oh, don't worry. They're out there. Okay. Uh, Spawn dong. Is the soul still burning? Yeah. Okay. It's still burning. Ongoing, then? I don't think it's going to burn on any of these, these categories. <laughs> no. <laughs> nice. Okay. So it'll it'll burn in like opening round of Evo next year, and then we won't hear from it again. <laughs> if even. Yeah. All right. Battlefield the Fifth. Yeah, I I, uh, I don't know that I have a ton to say about it. It was a it's, it is a big game that came out this year. Yeah, Vinny, you touch it probably why it's on this list. I feel like you're kind of more of a Battlefield guy. But the, like the 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 Caravellas uh, have gone deep into battlefields, and we didn't teach people now. <laughs> Why? We what happened? We got real. We went C. Yeah. We went pro. Yeah. Uh, no, th- you know, this came out, what, like, as of the time of this recording? It came out nine different times <laughs> over the course. It, 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 the, technically, uh, the final release of the, hey, I just want to pay $60 for this instead of more or it wasn't subscribe that to thing. Long ago. It was the 20th okay. uh, of November. So, so I haven't had a chance to get into it, but I, I do feel like, um, you know, I, I play with my brothers and my cousin, and, like, I just feel like some of the public sentiment towards Battlefield after one kind of turned. Yeah, people did move on to things like Siege or, mm-hmm. you know, I, I wouldn't be surprised. I mean, my family didn't go into it, but stuff like Fortnite took a lot of that competitive, sure. competitive play. I mean, so even, I, even Call of Duty is doing more new this year. Than- yeah. So, I I mean, when I watched the the kind of cinematic trailers for it, it looked very interesting. I'm still interested in it, but you could have told me this game did not come out yet, and I would have. Right. Would have yeah. It, it, it's, it's a weirdly... Quiet. A ghost. Yeah. I, I feel like the common sentiment I keep seeing is just it's not all there. Oh, really? Yeah. Well, this is the, yeah. I mean, they have a, a plan of what they're adding and, you know, all that sort of stuff. They didn't sell a season pass this time out, um, you know, because the maps will just be free. And so they, they kind no, of, that's, that's they, they led with a, like, hey, well, it's also like, you know, the, a lot of games have trended in that direction. That's yeah. just kind of how things are, are going to be, um, unless you're Call of Duty, which I imagine they'll change eventually too. Um, yeah, I think it's uh, it's fine, and I think they've got a, a list of things that they're looking to add. You look at it and go, like, yeah, that's all stuff that should be in there. It should probably already be in there. Uh, and I think there's things about the player movement that is technically good. I also, I had a lot of weird netcode issues mm-hmm. um, on a connection that is uh, above netcode issues mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> for the most part, both here and at home, you know, multiple multiple places. Um, where it just... And this is all, all on Xbox One. Uh, I've not seen any other version of the game. But uh, it's... Uh, I, I think I will, I suspect at some point this game will, and I'm not trying to undermine this game's uh, financials or anything like that, but I, if I had to just be realistic, I suspect that when this goes on sale, I will get into it. Yeah. Like we, we, I will get a group of people in my family to get into right, it. Right, right. Uh, at that point, maybe I'll be able to talk more about it. Uh, but yeah, no, the, nobody's expressed interest in getting into it, which... I think it's it's... It's fine, but also I'm a little underwhelmed. It, you know, it seems pretty similar. There's some maybe some good changes around the edges. I think there's some stuff with the UI and the you know uh, character customization stuff that are just like bad menus that would like need to be better. You know, you, you uh, mentioned um, like people dropping off for other games like Siege and PUBG and Fortnite and stuff like that. 
And I wonder if we would have seen a more tepid reaction to Call of Duty if not for that blackout mode, if not for like I bet their huge. Yeah. Like I wonder if we would have seen a similar reaction to this game because it feels like I could very well see a Call of Duty. You guys talk having the exact same conversation about Call of Duty, except that yeah. you're not right. because of this blackout mode and other yeah, small and, things. Yeah, and, and totally. Yeah, definitely. Uh, in fact, this is probably the conversation I expected to be having about Call of Duty this year, and and was very surprised. Um, yeah, you know, and they're going to add their mode that is their take on a battle royale mm. type of concept. I think in March. Um, but yeah, I think Only it's a, I think it's sixty four players. Yeah, well, <laughs> yeah whatever. Uh, I, I think it's a nice looking game. I think uh, there's some some stuff about it that is fine, but not maybe that, that maybe not. The player uh, stuff was a little better than I thought it was going to be. So the thing I, I I didn't play too much more of it, but the thing I heard is like, hey, that kind of like it, it's broken up into different characters and stories and stuff. So like that first one is actually pretty decent, and the rest fall off uh, pretty mm-hmm. pretty okay. deeply. Also, the, the, like they're not all in one. yet. Yeah. Uh, so there's, there's oh, actually, kidding, really? yeah, they're adding that stuff too. So it's uh, kind of there's a lot of spots on the menus in that game that are like coming soon, and that's maybe a little weird for a game you're selling uh, for full price and beyond. Uh, See, I, I've got nothing to nominate for here. I clearly haven't played it. But I would probably, really I, I, I think I, I would put it in best looking. Um, Is it disappointing? I, no, I, I think that's. I think for some people, it certainly would be for mm-hmm. for me and <laughs> and the mostly indifferent people here. Uh, when it comes to this game, like I, I don't know that it'll okay, it'll fit there. But uh, yeah, okay, let me check back in with it next year. Yeah, yeah we'll see. Yeah, yeah. It's ongoing. Long about March. Yeah, yeah. It's interesting to see it in terms of it being a reaction to some of the stuff from Battlefront Two that went very sideways for EA in terms of like how they're uh, monetizing it or not monetizing it, uh, as the case may be, and and all that stuff. Jason, has Darksiders 3 done anything else to grab you since, uh, since it failed since to grab we, uh, you? Since we talked last, uh, no, no, okay. it has not. I haven't played much of it. Although they did fix that save bug. Okay. That nasty, that's good. Nasty did thing did that, that restore your existing save? It did. Oh, it did okay. actually oh. restore my existing save. It's too bad that I you know, started a whole, whole new save yeah. and played past that point. Yeah. But, uh, but whatever. Darksiders um, 2 had a save bug because I lost like 20 hours of progress in that. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah. Mm. Wow. Huh. Well, they were just maybe, yeah, maybe they just wanted to recapture the magic yeah. of the earlier yeah. games. Yeah, exactly. Anybody else play it? I have not. Thank I haven't had a chance. I, I sat on this quick look, and that was enough for me to go like, oh, I'm super not going wow. to play could, this game. I feel like every time I hear anything about this game, it makes it, me want to play it less. The reaction this game is very, very fine. Like, it's it's good. Like, it's not bad. It, I, I, <laughs> but these are all, but okay. Go on. I know. <laughs> just superlative so after superlative. Okay. I don't know what else. What it could be better, could be worse. Yeah. Yes. Uh, it's uh, middle of the road. It's, it is middling. It's, yeah. It sure does exist. It yeah. sure does. But we're in the three-star race. Yeah, something like that. Um, yeah, I don't know what else to say. Like, you know, other than, you know, what we said on the podcast, you know, there's, there's a lack of character pro- progression, uh, very underwhelming characters, uh, level design, and, and whatnot. Uh, like I said, it's fine. It plays pretty well. Uh, not a lot of depth there. Um, and uh, it it is disappointing in that, like, I really like those first two games. And yeah. uh, I was expecting a lot more. Yeah, I... I was. I mean, there was no reason to believe this, but you kind of right. hoped this would be like the triumphant return of Darksiders because yeah. that was a cool ass franchise. Exactly, yeah. with a lot of potential. Yeah, and you you can see where they were trying to recapture you know a lot of that uh, uh, magic of the first one, I think, and then you know trying to capitalize on maybe some Dark Souls you know gameplay and 
and whatnot, but uh, nah, it, it it didn't work out. This doesn't me. hit the right notes. No, no. Is, it, is it is it disappointing enough to go in a category? I, I'm not. I'm not going to say that it's most disappointing. Okay. I, I'm mildly disappointed. Absolutely. Uh, but I, I generally had a pretty good time with it, you know, from from when I played, and then you know, technical issues aside, uh, the game's all right. Yeah. Uh, all right, coming down the home stretch here, uh, Valve put out a new game. Yeah, Artifact. Um, don't want to talk about it too long because I really don't think it belongs in any of these categories. Um, but it's good. It's honestly they made a good card game first, and then they doted it up. Uh, second, and, they yeah. sure did, and it's like really deep, really dense. Like uh, you know, you've got high level people. Watch, I, I was spending some time this weekend watching like you know pros of this game talk about like theory crafting and stuff, and just the way they they talked about their thought process made me realize that the game is it's already deep going in, but it's just got a depth to it that I don't think I I will ever be at. Um, so is it is it it's a collectible card game where everybody gets the same starting deck? Everyone gets the same starting deck, and then you get ten packs, blind packs that have different cards. In that them. each have like one hero and one item, and then eight other cards. Okay, um, so you, you are deck building. You are deck building. Okay. There's some free drafting modes. Uh, so I, I guess the, the 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 big thing to talk about this game, other than than how good it is, is the pricing around it, uh, which people have been worried about. So it's twenty twenty dollars for the game, um, and then I think Valve for one and one deck for the game. It comes with the game two enough to create two starter decks. Okay, like a, there's four colors, and you get like a red green deck and a blue black deck, and everybody gets the same cards in that. And everyone gets those same cards, and then everyone gets ten additional packs with, filled with random cards. Right. Um, they smartly added a free draft mode because people were saying like the most fun way. When you're kind of starting out, is like you know, it's like the Hearthstone Arena mode thing where mm-hmm. you get random packs and build a deck, and they uh, there's like pro versions of that, which are you have to buy decks to buy in. Uh, they launched the game officially, which means the real money marketplace is live. You can buy cards for you know cents, dollar. It's it's like the you know the there's cheap cards and expensive cards like there are with Dota hats, cheap hats, expensive hats. Is there an auction house? No, just it's just straight up like Steam Marketplace okay. page for it. Um, I really like it. I'm going to spend more time with it here and there. Uh, they've got a cycling event mode, um, and the one right now is really cool. There's just like six pre-built decks, and you try and take them as long as a winning streak as you can. Uh, I think the tutorial is really good. I don't think you have to know anything about Dota to enjoy the game, but I think like there are like the blink dagger works how you think it would. It moves one of your units from one lane to another lane. You know, town portal scroll brings a hero back into your base. It, like it. Everything behaves like you would expect it to in Dota, so you having that knowledge definitely helps. Mm. But it's not like you're not going to understand what anything does if you don't play Dota. Um, the time when you use Luna's ult and it hit all those cards was pretty cool, though. Yeah, and like seeing an Echo Slam happen on yeah. the card table is cool because they all like shake up and shatter. Uh, I do really Good looking like game. Yeah, it's a, it's actually a tremendous looking game. Um, the animations on everything are really good. Just the way the board looks is really good. Seeing these little creeps fly around is nice. But that all that being said, it's just it's a pretty cool card game for a game that I am really passionate about. It's not really much beyond that. Like, can you can you buy? I remember we did a story on the Beastcast about like how the ways you can buy cards, right? So, can you buy cards with in-game 
currency. There's no in-game currency. No breaking down cards, no, like... You can break down heroes for event tickets. So, yeah, the the, the in-game currency, I guess, and that's air quotes, is um, tickets, which you use to enter into, the, like, the ranked events and stuff like that. So you can break... Uh, basically, there's, like, a casual mode, which is just kind of, like, rank, matchmaking and stuff mm-hmm. like that. And then, like, if you want to play advanced drafting where you keep your deck or something, you can use these tickets. Okay. And you get tickets by breaking down cards, but that's literally the only thing you can do okay. with broken down. So or you, you, can go, like, buy, or you can just buy tickets. Also. Or you can just buy tickets. But you have, to get new cards, you're just paying money. Yes. Okay. Or buying decks and can hoping buy for the best. hats for the cards. Not yet. You can buy deck sleeves. Oh, you, they'll, they'll be there. I, <laughs> I guarantee you if this game gets enough of a following, you'll be able to buy anything you want, Vinny. <laughs> put a little cowboy hat on my cards. <laughs> well, no, the cowboy set is banned. Oh, okay. That's the one it's too much cosmetic set Valve ever had yeah. in the band. <laughs> Okay. Right. Artifact. It's cool. Cards. <clears throat> um, okay, now we are bumping up against the limits of our recording <laughs> schedule. Yes. Uh, Dan, I believe you started playing Just Cause 4 or something like 24 hours ago. Less than that. Um, Got right. code. I installed it like at 9 o'clock last night or something and played a couple I, I hours. I think you're the only one here that's played it. Uh-huh. So it's, uh, my, it, do you think it belongs on any part of this? I mean, just even in terms of being talked about as one of the games of the year. In, in my mind, just, say just Cause still rates. The, the Tether stuff is really fun, yeah. from what I've seen so far. And I will just say it is refreshing after the issues that I personally had with Red Dead and the movements and the constrictions and everything. It's nice to just get some bullshit open world game where you're just flying around with yeah. suiting yes. and just doing dumb bullshit. Mm-hmm. Just like, is it's, it's very proud to be a video game, and I don't think it's going to set the world on fire. It doesn't seem to do too much. You're extremely early on in playing. I'm right? extremely early on, but so far it's like, right. yeah, I could go for this right now. <laughs> Yeah. Nothing, nothing totally blowing your mind yet. It's it's a just cause game. You can put balloons on things. That yeah. seems really funny. Yeah, I, I laughed. There's a, a damn night. weather machine. There's just tornadoes everywhere. Wait, they got the weather dominator. Oh yeah, oh, yeah. Shit. Like Doctor Mindbender sold a ton. A big man. part of that game is just that there are fucking tornadoes happening on a semi regular basis. I, I saw a tornado. Am I finally gonna figure out how Destro works his mouth? Yes. No, no nobody, that? no, nobody will ever. Nano machines. Okay. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that works. Liquid metal. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, all right, maybe we'll. And on that we'll see. I'm going to keep playing we'll it. Okay. Yeah. All right. We'll see how it goes. Uh, in a similar vein, uh, Super Smash Brothers Ultimate is also not quite out yet as of this recording. Ben, you've played some. I have. I understand. Yeah. It's, uh, it's really fucking cool. Honestly, like, I, I, they do the fan service stuff in this game to a degree that I think it's the best that they've ever done in a Smash game. Um, you know, say what you will about... I've got a quote from you that I'm going to find here that you sent me that I'm going to pull up. Yeah. Um, it fucking sucks. Uh, this was sent uh, at around midnight. Uh, the Smash Ultimate single player really is Nintendo Ready Player One. Yeah. <laughs> like, if, if, if Ready Player One wasn't trying to be self-serious at all. It, it's like, okay, so the... the <laughs> I don't like Ready Player One... Mm. For the record, I've mm. heard it's fun. Yeah, no, Ready it's, Player it's, One. It's, yeah, it's, I've heard it's, it's easy to be cynical about movie. that shit. A fanboy knows I hate her, Ben. A fanboy knows I hate her. Um, so I almost just threw up. <laughs> That's a line in the movie. We, we we don't have to talk about it. Oh God, that just registered what you said. Um, the the like all the characters from every Smash is there. That's really fucking cool. Um, the single player mode has you collecting spirits and stuff and they just have characters from every game ever there like one of the early ones i get is like somebody from so 
I fought Princess Peach on Luigi's Mansion level with a, somebody using the camera assist trophy to lock me down, and my reward was a character from Fatal Frame. Oh, that's and cool. like that's, you know, I had to fight Mar. I had to fight Mario with rabbit ears and a laser gun. And when I beat him, I got Mario and Rabbids Mario, as like not playable characters, but these are power ups you can equip in the single player, and they what? bust your st- buff your stats oh, and stuff okay. like that. Is Peter Pepper in there? He very well might be. Honestly, like <laughs> where's Glover? I would not be surprised if I ran okay. into Glover. I got a Dan uh, sticker from Street Fighter, mm. and to, and his stage was I had to fight Ken, and Ken just sat there and taunted the whole time. <laughs> That's pretty good. So like it has so much of that really rich kind of just. It celebrates video games in a way that's really fun, and uh, I think the game plays well. You know, it's it's tacked onto that four engine. It plays a lot like four, but with some more options. Um, it's it's really cool. It's really smart. I feel like this is a game that they want to pour a lot of time into. This is a game that I think they're going to support for a while. Uh, it's honestly the best like single player stuff that you've ever seen in a Smash game. And if that sounds appealing to you, you that will like that. That does this game. sound appealing to me. Mm-hmm. I really actually like that subspace. So it's, it's, yeah, yeah, totally. Yeah. So it's better than that. So this doesn't have like the same level of cutscenes and stuff. Okay. But what it does have is like those little vignettes that I was talking about, where it's like, oh, this this fight is cute because it's like referencing this other thing. Okay. Um, and then evil, even in like the classic mode, you know, in Smash classic mode, it's like fight six guys and then Master Hand. Even those are customized for your characters. So like the Ryu one, it's all stamina battles, and it's all on Street Fighter stages with Street Fighter music. Mm-hmm. And like yeah. you fight against fighting like dudes, like Ken, and then um, Greninja is like, or uh, no, who's the who's the fighting Pokemon? Incineroar. It's blue. Uh, oh, Greninja. Lucario. Lucario. Just like, and then like as Marth, you fight a bunch of dragons because he's in yeah, the yeah. Fire Emblem mm-hmm. with dragons. So are you unlocking characters in the single player as well, like uh, like main fighting characters? Yeah. So you start with the core N64 eight, and then everything you do in that game unlocks characters. Okay. Versus local versus single player stuff, just. You're always constantly unlocking characters. That seems like it would be a real drag for anyone running a tournament. Yeah, I really do hope that, like, maybe in a couple months, once the initial unlock code or something, yeah, that they patch in some sort of like tournament support. Who knows with Nintendo? Mm, I mean, they're still allowing people. They're still making adapters for the GameCube controllers. So on one hand, they're acknowledting it, sort of care, but but maybe not. We'll see. 